you gonna do when DC Comics runs wild on you? Well, I guess we're gonna find out as we get this Weird Science DC Comics podcast started. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 221. Ooh, yeah. 221. <laughs> oh, my. <Where's> <laughs> everyone, everyone a joke. Eric, hi, and welcome to the Weird Science Comics Podcast. What is it? The DC Comics Podcast. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be having some problems tonight. I, I will even go on. Before I go on, I will explain things to everybody. Uh, just yesterday, my wife got in a car accident. She mm-hmm. is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, she they, they did a brain scan and found nothing. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, but uh, she, uh, she has some problems with her heart. Now, they do not appear to be life-threatening. Is it her husband? Uh, so don't sit there and say like holy crap like she's there in open heart surgery and jim's doing a podcast no that's that not right. the case she seems stable they're still doing tests she's still well, what in the are you hospital. supposed to do even if, even if she was having open heart surgery right now what are you supposed to do I, in that I don't meantime? even start and say anything like that because she's i told you before at one point it was when rafe was I know, born i know and i was there at the hospital it started to snow I'm gonna come back and to i said to her you know, there's nothing for me to do here. I'm going to go home and watch the other kids. I still hear about that. So please be, be rest assured. Be, yes. Be rest assured that I have in a written agreement uh, uh, had her sign that I can go. It's not like she's even out. She's, you know, coherent and stuff. She's actually been on Facebook and things like that and talking to Reggie yeah. uh, and things like that. So she did say pretty much I think she was annoyed with me. I, I can't stand being in any hospital hospital any sort of way and being in a cramped up room walking around pacing i was reading some comics today i was there for many an hour today american but i read dad all the playing comics. on marathon on the yeah, tv that was last that? night yeah. last night i had american dad on and it was almost like a dream come true now it, it had to have my wife be in the hospital for this but she's like i'm uh-huh. gonna go to sleep you can uh-huh. watch whatever you want <laughs> so i get on i'm like okay what's it? oh american dad so that was on i'm watching it and then Another one, and then another one, <laughs> and another one. one. Oh I was like, "This is great." So it's just like yeah, being today, home. My wife's asleep, yeah. and I'm watching American Dad. Yeah, really. Comics. So today, I figured uh, I was just going to read all the comics just in case, you know, there'd be an opportunity for me to come home and do this. And she did say, "Just go do that." And, go and do your I may, thing. I may end up going back after this. I don't know what the hours are till I can go back, but I, I think the trauma center. I can go at any time, so I'll probably go back when we're done. Uh, get all that but because of this uh also i wasn't on the marvel podcast on thursday because i was sick now with all of this thrown in i have probably slept about three hours and three days now i am exhausted i also am sick again i i can barely talk and i'm on nyquil Good times. and i'll even tell you this, this is the whole plethora nyquil uh alka-seltzer cold and, and adderall that is the cocktail of the night sounds like and something that's i would have taken in my 20s through. for a good time yeah damn right but yeah with with all of this going on uh i i mentioned it to the patrons which we'll get to the patreon account in a second and a lot of people even the stuff on slack and said i'll oh, take the weekend off and things like that I, I had already told you before any of this the show must go on we, we do not there. take they said take the weekend off no Jim. no we, we don't Come take on. a weekend off i will <laughs> tell you and i'll feel bad about it by the end of tonight uh, we're not going to do every book this no. week. We are going to do a select bunch. Uh, so the podcast won't be as long as it should have condensed. been. But but believe me, it'll still be longer than yeah. most. I, I say that it'll still be longer than 99.9% of other podcasts. But the books that we skip, 
we are going to do next week because by the end of this whole shebang, you're going to find out there are no books next week. It's crazy. There, there are eight books next week. So we're going to throw a bunch of those next week. And I'll even tell you. I'll tell you before we even go on the books tell that me. won't be on tonight. That will be next week. Batgirl number 33. Right. Justice League Odyssey number seven. Okay. The Silencer number 15. Terrifics right. number 14. Then me and uh, Pete from NYC are going to do Goddess Mode and Hexwives next week. So we'll have a bunch. I was actually confused myself week. because you have given me like five different lists since last night about I the said, books that's going to be on we here. We were going to do the silencer uh, this this At one point, we're doing Batgirl with Wonder Reggie. Woman. Yeah, but I, I figured, you know what? Let's do the biggest books that came out. And since uh, Hero, uh, uh, Dial H, Dial, Dial H, H, number one, to me, is a bigger book uh, right now than Batgirl. So you mean do Batgirl? You're talking about the Batman who laughs tie-in issue of Batgirl? Yeah. No, no. And I can wait till <laughs> next week. Is what that's it's not what's be. going on there. But if you want to go and support us for this Condensed podcast, the Marvel podcast, everything else we do and get a lot more. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science, our Patreon account to support us. And one of the big things that we do is we have spotlights. We have spotlights picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, beep, boop, boop. And uh, they have picked for the DC spotlight this week was Detective Comics number 1000. Sure I told them beforehand on the poll that if Detective Comics number 1000 was find picked, you. we are going to be doing just that. So, and that's what we did. That was picked. We are going to, we did just that and it ended up being over an hour. So that was a full out discussion of Detective what Comics. What a celebration. 1000. Yes. The Marvel spotlight as picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep, boom, boom, or the bad butts. Eric, yeah, the bad butts of Marvel there. was Invaders number three. Uh, one of my favorite books out there. I even said that Invaders, the series, I would marry. I'm telling you, the thing is, Supposedly, I don't, read I don't even remember saying that. I don't read Marvel anymore, but from what you told me, even from the first issue, like what the book was about, I really want to get into the series because yeah. it seems like and a lot of fun. And it's Chip uh, And yeah, uh, somehow during the spotlight, I was told that I said I was I would marry it and even yeah. have a secret family with it. That's something weird. Sounds about and right. The, and the new indie comic spotlight, we did Bad Luck Chuck, number one Dark Horse comics book that came out, and we got a couple of comments that people really liked our discussion of oh, that nice. and also liked the book. And I liked it enough. We're hoping that it picks up a little with some rules and things like that. But yeah, there are three spotlights, the DC, Marvel, and Indie Comics Spotlight, as well as a bunch of other shows over on Patreon. We try to make it well worth your while to head over there. Uh, and if you would, that'd be great. Uh, when April starts, usually when people listen to this, it will be April Fool's Day, April 1st, you can go over to Patreon, uh, subscribe, and you won't be charged until It's so May. funny you bring that up, too, because we have talked for years the idea, you know, yeah, when April, that, yeah. April Fool's Day comes around, we should just skip that week, make them oh, think Oh, we that- were going to do a bunch of things. And now and it all went. You won't even let us. <laughs> nope, it went a tizzy. We could have <laughs> done the that if we time. if we did it. The people, we were going to not have a podcast. Say we quit. That yeah. was going to be the April Fools. And now I'll say, oh, I quit. Maybe I could have said, hey, uh, family uh, comes first. And then people would be like, really? <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't believe that. But uh, speaking of the Patreon, we're going to go now. To the badass roll call, Eric. Right. You, can, you can light up if you I'm want. To. I, I, I know you're not allowed to light up in the house. That's anymore. my rules. Yeah, well, you have set rules. That's what I need from Bad Luck Chuck. And here are the badasses. We got Manship, Josh Vermillion, Brandy Murray, Batman Beyond, Mark, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, my man Pete from NYC, Missy T, Anthony G, Swanee, Hakeem, Monty, Andrew and Belfast. Welcome back, Simon. Our man Rob Lewis, Ian, Jolly Drew, Double A Ron, Luis, Lone Wolf, Marv. 
I'll say it right this time. Ruben, Aldrin Stoja, T Funk, Ulysses Jones, Danny the Street, Eric G, Mark Jager, Cellar Dweller, Nick Adams, Carlos Wright, said Fred. He is too sexier. Who is it? Paul, Paulie P, John Jack, Brian King, David Fink, Chester McJerk, Matches Balone, Lady Abby, Comic Boom, Old Rocky, Ryan Reading, D-Man 3000, and All New Dave. There you go, Eric. That is the the roll call. I did it pretty well this time. I can barely see. I, I have blurry vision. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's talk. time to take you to the hospital. I can't sing, Eric. Me, me, me. And you're like, <laughs> I can't do that. Listen to my voice. I can get pretty deep, though. Earlier, I had a really deep, you. gruff voice. And I ended up, I was almost going to fire up some songs. Uh, once, when I get sick, it does tend to go along the lines of maybe get the grunge karaoke going. Because of that rough voice, I did. But you couldn't say, dear, I, I'm going to go home because I have to do some no, karaoke right now. time, yeah. I was at the hospital. And then at, while I'm at the hospital, I'm actually FaceTiming dear, with Tanya with the kids at home. That, that's what I went all the way to the hospital <laughs> to FaceTime with the kids at home. Also, I ended up going back there, and she's in the trauma center. And this mm-hmm. is at Lehigh Valley. It's huge. This campus with this this hospital is humongous. So I end up parking at the emergency room. I go in. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for my wife, Tanya. Oh, she's at the trauma center. Yeah. They, on the building, it says emergency room trauma center. No, no, no. She's like, oh, just where are you parked? I'm like, I'm parked right out here. It's like, bitch, okay, we well, drive down centers. here and make a left. It's and a then you campus. go around. And I ended up saying to her, like, oh, I'm not going to. I, I have yeah, a parking this spot. This is too I'm much. Gonna I'm going to go back home. No, I went to walk. <laughs> and I ended up on the way back using my phone to uh, measure how long it was. It was over a mile walk yeah. that I had to walk around. You showed her. Damn hospital. No, I, I, I showed her I had to have a parking spot. If I would have went over there, plus you have to have valet parking when you go to the the main deal. Screw that. It's a fancy hospital. I don't you know if I've ever been I, there. Also, listen here, though. What car am I driving, may you ask? Because my car I, I'm guessing is destroyed. You're, 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 you're driving Zach's truck. It's Zach's truck. That yeah. thing is a piece of crap. Imagine this is, you know, Eddie Murphy getting valet parking in Beverly Hills Cop, throwing him the keys. I'm like, I'm not going to valet park this piece of crap. So well, I yesterday, walked. because you were out, though, I was driven home by the boss's son, who yeah, for some reason yeah. had nothing to do. I had nothing to do. So he decided to stay on the clock and drive me home, as he would you would think yeah. he would do. It was such a strange yeah. idea. But I get into his Jeep, which has been torn apart several times. I don't even know if it's inspected anymore. Where Does the it inside, have the ball of the stick ship? Because at one no, point I drove with him and it did not. It is a weird, almost like an old man cane handle. Yeah. And inside, it's all aluminum, like, you know, sheet metal that makes up the front of the car, like the dashboard. And on the, on the hood, he has mounted a giant jack on it. And it's like, I, I was scared to look around, honestly, because it was just looked like it was, he built this car himself out of spare parts. and, And you know how great he is at that. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I've seen him, you know, build a, a letter. You know, he can't even do that. I told you. He is a guy who he, he can go 99 steps and the last one he'll mess up. He, he'll he do everything else right and then he'll mess up something. I don't know how anybody gives him a sticker for how this car is put together. I yeah. was terrified. Uh, like your dating practices in high school, I bet you it's an old lick and stick, Eric. <laughs> lick and stick, I said. What's wrong with that? You, I am telling you, I am so tired. We're going to go now uh, to the High book. school, that's adult, Eric. Oh, yes, there it is, uh, off to the book.
For the books, and we're like going to start things a little different. Uh, usually, you would expect things like an action comics to be up expect front here. The unexpected, uh, you know what else? It's a weird, you know, bunch of uh, books that we're doing anyway. But we're not going to do that. We're actually going to no, start with two of Eric books, Eric's books, and uh, it's funny because if we didn't have that review song as the standard for books one, I would have had the ring the bell song. I was thinking uh, about it. We do have that, but I I like to go with. Uh, the one we always have. That's that the best part. We're doing something favorites. different, but I like to go with what we've been doing. Well, I like that song to be in the so beginning. People people expect it, and they don't actually expect whatever book, and you know, they look in the timestamps and just say, oh my goodness, how, what to expect. Shazam. Well, they would <laughs> maybe, but I don't know how things go. But yeah, we're going to be talking about two books, and one of the reasons I told you uh, from the hospital, I said, I want to talk about Shazam and Freedom Fighters first. Uh, mainly because I really liked them and I enjoyed yeah. them. And this is going to be one of those podcasts that we did get to pick and choose some things, but yet we won't like every book. There's one that we're probably going to be furious about once we talk to Reggie. <laughs> of course we can't uh, like every book. That wouldn't well, just, that that's not the, the weird thing. science way. No, no. And and later on, uh, Daniel Von Eggety will uh, mention that he likes our podcast because we hate the books with him. Oh, uh, that is not a plan. No. That is nothing. And and I, I'm starting to get a little – I'm getting a little wary. Maybe you should be in the, the uh, trauma uh, because the idea that we hate every book is not true, number one, though it may seem that. But why we do this and, – and we had – we were listening to another podcast, The Live the Veil, where they said that it is very hard – to be positive or it's hard. It, it's easy to be negative, right? Yes. Is that what they said? It's yes. easy to be negative. It's hard That's to not be positive. Case. And all I said is like, no. yes, it's very hard to be positive because yeah, you got to lie. It is hard to be positive. That's the thing is, you know what? It's really hard to be honest. And that's what we try to do. And with this, it may seem like we are overly negative on books. We do try to talk about every book of the week on every show. And because of that, that is not a pre-guarantee that we like everything. We're not picking and choosing what books that we do based on if we like them or not. I get to do that at the Marvel podcast. It's great. Oh, my goodness. It's like a party. So That's not what we set this up to be. <laughs> That's not what we set this podcast up to be. This is a review podcast where we talk and review Every single book 
except this week, Eric. <laughs> you can't go this week. But even then, it's hard to be it's hard to be honest, like I said. It's hard not to fake the funk because you're gonna get in your head these ideas like, boy, we'd be better suited to love these books because then people will flock to us or DC will like us or the writers. It'd be great for everybody to love us, right? It'd be great for every creator of a book to think we're fantastic, that we could have their ear at any time and talk to them, have them on the show, which we don't like that anyway. I don't like that kind that of again. attention. Well, yeah, yeah, not even just that. You have them on the show Now it ends up being a conflict of interest. Now we're kissing their ass, but then we have to review their book next week. I don't like that. We are a review show. There are, you know, there used to be review standards, you know, with conflicts of interest and stuff where if you're friends with somebody or know somebody, you're not really supposed to review something of theirs. This is, you know, kind of generalized you know, right, journalism Ken, we like rules. you way too much to talk about you on the show anymore. Conflict well, of interest. This, this <laughs> is the thing is, no, so there's been a book that's coming out from Vertigo right now. I won't mention where this has been a problem the last couple of weeks because a reviewer of the book, it's been shown to be best friends with the writer and gave a glowing review on a site. That is not right. That isn't right. And so we are reviewing every book. This is how I will try to explain it to people who think that we are negative. And this is going to be a sports analogy because that's where I always go. I I can even, I say, it's either sports analogies or Aerosmith, right? I'll go with Eric and Aerosmith first. All right, I can follow Eric, you have a Aerosmith album come out, right? Oh my. It has nine songs. You like six of them. But you're not going to pretend you like the three stinkers. Why that would is I? not going to make you hate Aerosmith, though. That's your favorite band still. But because you're a fan, you can look at that and say, you know what? These six songs are awesome. These three are stinkers. You're still a fan That's of Aerosmith. That's a pretty good ratio right there. That's them. a good album. I know it is. That would be a great album. I mean, there's there are few and far between albums. Never mind. Where you have all the songs are great. Well, I was why just never mind? Never mind. Uh, oh, I was just listening I, to that I today. I thought we were trying to get onto a new no, subject. One of the best. One of the best albums ever. I listen to that through on almost every Led Zeppelin album until you get in through the outdoor, Eric. I'll just say that. But uh, while you're going, I'm going to also use a sports analogy then. Okay. Uh-oh. You're you're a uh, football fan. Uh, okay. Of either American football, soccer, whatever you mm-hmm. want to be. Worldwide, this is. If your team loses, oh, no. you're, you're allowed to be mad about their performance. You're allowed to good. yell about that they didn't do good, but you still love the team. If the Eagles go, you know, 15 and 1, I'm going to be pissed off at that one loss, especially if they didn't show up and didn't try. I'm going to be mad. Still my favorite team. Still love them to death. Still would do anything, you know, as a fan towards them and all that. But that's where we're at. We love DC Comics. That does not mean that we love every book. That doesn't mean that we have to love every book. That doesn't mean we have to avoid the ones that we hate because we don't want to tarnish this positivity because this is this is honesty. That's all it is. Negative, positive, nothing. It's honest. We're trying to give our reviews. It's just gotten to me this week, especially because I'm having some issues. I'm having some issues. No, it's this week because you know what? I want these comics to be an escape. That's why when I argue with, say, John Wayne on Slack about, oh, this is direct from the, you know, headlines of, you know, uh, politics in this book and that book. I don't need that. I need an escape. And this weekend, I needed a huge escape. I needed to read these books and actually have them brighten up my fucking day for once. And you know what? It happened this week. And I was very happy. Why are you getting angry? 
Because I'm mad at these other books. Because this is the thing. If if we love a book, I will tell you I love it. And it actually, Shazam and Freedom Fighters that we're talking, Shazam mostly, that actually made me for the, you know, five minutes it took me to read, eight minutes, whatever it is. It made me forget about some of the problems and some of the troubles that I was having. It, It let me have a smile on my face for a little bit. Even at a time when shit was going so wrong. And then I'll admit, some of these others that I don't like as much, say a Wonder Woman or an Action Comics later or Flash, I, they still let me kind of escape a little. So even when we don't like a book, we still like reading comics and still like it. We're not going to give it up. I hate when people get on the site and sit there and like, if you don't like it, why don't you stop doing it? That's not the game we're playing. So there, take that. Take that, yeah. all of you. But yeah, I'll tell you, I the, why I wanted to talk Shazam especially first is it's like one of those books that this is where a lot of people will put out those nonsense tweets that drive me nuts that I yell at you about, Eric. But I, I really would have liked to have tweeted out to Jeff Johns, who seems to hate us now. Yeah. And again, just because we I don't, don't love I, everything. I was looking at his Twitter. He doesn't do a lot on there to begin with. He doesn't, but he talked to us at one point. He it was is, the greatest day of silent. my life. <laughs> I know it was. There you go. But I would have liked to have so tweeted young. out to him at Jeff Johns. Thank you. you. You actually made me forget some pretty shitty things that happened this week uh, w- with by reading Shazam. And that's why I got into comics. That's why I love comics. I, you know, I, I don't have the greatest of lives. I, no, most people don't. We're fucking trudging through this fucking thing called life and, and trying to get through it. And we all try to grab some sort of hobby, some sort of thing that will, you know, make us happy and do that. And a lot of times in the past, you know, month or so, we haven't been so happy on the podcast because the books haven't been great. This is all I need. I need a little bit of ground. I'll tell you, I'll even give old Sam Humphreys a little shake of the hand too, Eric. I like Dial H later. We'll, we'll hear You're about that. Give it away all the goods. I know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I saw this one stat of what people listen to. They're all tuned out by now. Was, I forget what app out. gives us what the uh, amount of time people listen to. I'm like, we have an eight hour. People yelling, we have an eight hour podcast. That's not enough. And the average time is three hours. Like, well, what happened to the other five? But yeah, let's get into this. I just wanted to rant a little about these books and just the whole idea. When, when I was sitting in the hospital, I had a lot of thinking time, mm-hmm. Jim mm-hmm. thinking time. And all I could think about is that that podcast saying that it was hard to, to be positive and easy to be negative. You know what? It, it rips apart our soul, our very soul, Eric. <laughs> uh, tell me about it, Eric. Shazam number four, written by Jeff Johns. <laughs> with okay? I was trying to find my place for a second. I'm sorry. Oh. I thought you might have gone off on a whole new thing. You have a tendency to end what you're going to say and then Jim? start going on to something else or use some sound effects when I'm about to start. So I figured you I'd know a little what? buffer zone. I also have a problem with people who drive slow in the right lane. Why? I don't really care. Because they, because they should That's get off the road completely. That's where they should be driving. No! You still have to go the speed limit. You don't go in the right lane to go 10 miles an hour in a 60 so miles. Get stay off the road. The for that. Start walking. Pass them, Jim. That's Pass what you them. do. Nah, I, I can't sex truck. <laughs> you kidding You're me? You're the slow person, this aren't thing. you? Oh, my God. Yeah, the people <laughs> yelling at me, shaking at me. I'm yelling at them. I'm sitting there. I'm like, how dare you, Grandma, on your bike? Go past me. A guy in a rowboat. What are you doing? It's not even raining out. 
in your rowboat. I want to know why uh, it has to be raining for this drunk. man to have a rowboat on the highway. I don't know. I'm telling you, I was in a hurry. This, this is a uh, Wizard of Oz scenario. Eric. Everybody's going around the air. There's a rowboat. That guy in the rowboat always concerned me. And he tipped his hat. Remember, he tipped his hat. You're about to die. One minute after you saw your hat. He's tipping the boat is what he's tipping. All right. Well, what are we talking about? Shazam number four, written by Jeff Johns, with art by Dale Eagles, Marco Santucci, Mike Atea, and Rob Lee. Our journey through the magical lands continues this issue as we learn the dark secret of the fun lands. See how much nonsense the game lands are and see the new introduction of a Shazam family member in the wild lands. Not to mention Black Adam is coming to save the day. Let's talk about some Shazam, boyo. Yeah, yeah, Eric. Sliders. There you go. Uh, did it remind you of that, Eric? Did it remind no. you? On- <laughs> do, do you like that ad for the Shazam movie at the beginning? I don't and, look at ads. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just looking at it, and I, I hate that guy. But, uh, you know, I hope the movie's fun. He's not, he's not chasing what do you Momoa. Do? He's drinking that big thirst. And uh-huh. that just gets me mad, Eric. I ain't no big gulp. No, it's a big, a big thirst. thirst. Yeah, but if you're drinking it, you shouldn't be thirsty. That's what I'm saying. No, what exactly. Is he's drinking because he had a big thirst. No, no, that's not right. That, that should, by the time he's done, it should, as it goes down and the, the coldness of the drink goes past that, it should end up, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know thirst. why you hate all of these people that are in these DC movies that you have never watched. I just don't like them. I'm not a big fan. I, I didn't know. like. I didn't like his stupid face and Chuck. I okay. really didn't. And and this his hair throws me off. And this classic Shazam hair. Yeah. I just don't like him. But Is yeah, he not there you go. There's enough the, for you. I don't know. That's all the negativity that we're going to have here because boy, I really had fun with this. And it starts Aquaman off with Tawny. movie promos and these. Yeah, I don't need that. And then, then it starts, at least with the Shazam, it's not going to change anything in the comics because he looks pretty much spot on. You, you don't have the, the dreadlocks and nonsense. But yeah, you, you start this off and we get uh, Tawny, which is awesome. And we were wondering Talking how Tawny, Tawny was going to get introduced. Well, that's the thing. And is, I, I really like about this. it right before we got on because I like the idea of the introduction of the Shazam family character, Taki Tawny the Tiger. And I was thinking to myself, is this something that's going to be going along kind of like along the lines? Because before in that, you know, that uh, backup that Jeff Johns did in their New 52 Just League, we saw that what we thought was going to be the Tawny of this new yeah, era of the New 52, it where it was just a tiger in the Philadelphia Zoo, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense for a new, darker, more realistic yeah. universe, an actual tiger. This made me smile, though, seeing yeah, the that, whole that idea other of Tawny kind of left in the bath. Waking past. up in the Wildlands and his, you know, met like suburban, not uh, suburban, but more city apartment area yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, he's in his apartment. Where he has a book that says, How Not to Eat Your Friends. And yeah. I like the idea where he is a tiger in the Wildlands who is desperately trying to change his stripes, Jim. And you know how hard it is for a tiger to change it his stripes. Is. And he doesn't want to eat people. And yeah, he wants to be a good tiger, but this isn't what tigers not are in the Wildlands. And uh, yeah, you even have as he comes out of the wildlands, it's a very, I mean, has there ever been a busier street? I know that New York City and stuff, right? But geez, th- this is really crowded here. It's and like they're going and you have you have a great amount of, you know, different characters and different animals. It looks great. Uh, and he comes out, he's like, you know, what a beautiful day. You have a star is born with Judy Garpike ah. and James Mastiff. And uh, so this is fun stuff. And he goes off and 
he ends up getting pulled aside. Secret uh, police, Jim. Which is funny. The watchdogs, which are funny because there's a bull and a, and a frog. And yeah, it made me laugh. Uh, and also a dog, it looks like at one point, uh, to a bulldog, it looks like. But yeah, he's not you call acting it the watchdogs like doesn't be. mean you can't hire other animals. It just it's made me laugh that they, would, that they would be called watchdogs. In I, I would have liked them to have switched it around to some human thing that, that would have been the other deal. But uh, they so I just end imagine, up finding like, this The book. whole thing, let's say they have a, a group called the watchdogs, who are essentially the secret police of the wastelands and see i mean the wildlands yeah. it seems like hey well if they only hired dogs it would make me think about you going on a goddamn rant and rave about not being hired for college hunks no, it would junk. Be, but here's the deal what i'm saying is we as people made up the term watchdog yes i would have thought that they would have had some other term but i, I guess you're like hey these are the watch people and uh-huh. that, that wouldn't make sense uh because in this world people aren't used as dogs so uh but i like it though they grab the book out of his that how to you know not eat your friends this and even as he's brushing Tony. his teeth and he's like it's nice to meet you no i won't eat you he's doing these <laughs> mantra type things yeah so that that was really good and when they pulled him over like you know that this is forbidden you know literature tawny and he's like hey, wish i don't it was know along the lines of like you know lenny bruce like how to win friends and influence people kind of yeah, deal yeah yeah and he's like oh my god i don't know how uh that got in here uh but my old boss had an actual book that was called that it yeah. was just like how to you know gain friends and do that so he uh he gets taken away. He's going to go and they're going to try. Obviously, in my mind, he will be one of the tigers that oh, will yeah. be there. Because well, that's the whole thing is, just, you know, Billy you, and Mary. You want to be able to be whatever you want to be. That's the kind of world that you want to live in. And when we find out that the Wildlands is a place where people who are, you know, put on trial, they're then executed by being fed to the tiger. So I don't think Tony wants to be the person. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to be eating some people again today. Yeah, like, that's yeah, your job. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh. Yeah. I'm, I'm he a doesn't want to do it, though. Yeah, He's he doesn't murder. want to do it. He's going there. But in the meantime, Freddie and Darla are there as well. And, you know, they go to get them. And this is the whole deal. There's people talking like, hey, did you hear there was a human spot? Ah, I don't believe that. Get out of town. Things like Humans. that. And I like that. But the, the thing is. Freddie's got to tell Darla to shut her mouth. She keeps saying the craziest thing. She the likes best. a witty. When you're in an animal type land and you are in a cage, you don't say, oh my God, you're so cute. I could eat you because this is going to trigger somebody. But she does say that later. I, but I say do that like all it. the time I'm put into a yeah. cage. Well, she ends up going and uh, hugging the one cat police officer. Oh, look at you. And, you know, that's where well, Freddie's like, we got to get Mary out of Poppins. here. She wanted to have a jolly holiday. And ha- oh, she, that was all full of well, animal yeah. people, too. She wants to be well, a part she of ended this. Up, they ended up getting captured. So they are with captured. That, with We're that advanced go net technology. This. Yeah, really. Well, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's very Planet of the Apes. Uh, so is. they get them. I always make fun uh, of and go. Yeah, and so we're going to go through all these different lands where everybody was taken Which is to. cool because I was really upset that I thought the idea was we're going to spend so much time to no, explore yeah, all yeah. these individual lands. I like the idea that we are separating our Shazam family and beginning the, like, you know, now we're in the game lands with these couple. Yeah. We're in the wi- wild lands over here. And we're obviously still in the this lands is over Jeff here. John's way of getting us to care about why we're seeing them and going through it click because we go back to the fun lands and this is where i I really like this idea because this is where billy as shazam is he's knocked out the little clowns are carrying him uh you know king kids there and i love the idea that king kid is freaking out because of the idea that he thinks that billy is undercover he thought that billy was a disguise the kid was the disguise yeah. he turns into shazam that's the true 
adult who's come to wreck things. You know, he's very worried that his his land here is in trouble. The he fun doesn't want to hear about else. an adult with a kid inside of him. He wants to hear about a kid with an adult no, inside of him. And, and no. this is where you end up with the huge thing in this is the idea that when you get to be an adult, because these kids, you know, as we saw, we saw the one kid running away from the birthday cake. Yeah, I think that was the first edition. We're like, what is up with that? Yeah. And they're saying, yeah, we happy didn't know what was going cake. on like, with him. Maybe the kid just don't like cake. No, I'm guessing he was and, turning 18 because of the blow yeah. is where you end up going. The whole and this thing is, is the thing. We never knew if the kids grew or not because no. you wouldn't know that as you go. And we never, I would have never have thought, oh, who's running things, you know, through this. It's I a magical say, way. Magic, Why would I think whatever. anything? Yeah. No, but instead we find out that things and it's a pretty good system i guess they as kids come to Funland and get the kids that get older hit 18 they're sent below to run the inner workings until they die that basically once you're not a kid in kin kids idea of the thing probably 18 whatever they go down below and they have to run the you know the slave labor yeah. to get all these things going Make and sure even the see that I mean, keeps working it, it is pretty much in my mind uh, Santa's workshop uh, you know the oh, evil yeah. you know deal That's I the mean thing you is, have- I was afraid of the fun lands from the get go because it really reminded me of Pinocchio with Pleasure Island where everybody turns into jackasses after a while like I don't know what's yeah. worse if it's turning into jackasses or okay you're 18 years old now you have to be a slave for the rest of your life and tattered yeah, clothes yeah, down until here until you in die this, in this freaking steamy basement where all the pipes are yeah it's just the pipes they're making toys for everyone they're they're probably baking at some point stuff like that they're doing all and the, the I'm you know you, they're still wearing you see people in here in their 20s and 30s it looks like and it seems like they're still wearing the same clothes like the stuff they grown just around ripping. it there's ripping around i'm like oh my god this is yeah, the worst while this is going on those little creepy clowns are going around and, and yeah i know a star eye punch uh hitting them with bats the creepy at one the one guy's getting it too he's getting hit with well, a he bat it. while he's there what is he doing uh but yeah yeah, it, it's it's awful. It's so awful. There's even a kid who looks like he's the kid from where the wild things are with that hat with the ears. Yeah. He's still wearing that. You know, you have all these things going on. That's pretty cool. And that's a pretty good thing to kind of get us worried about what's going to happen to Shazam it's such and a Mary weird and Mary. I like King Kid wished to never become an adult and wished all these kids who wanted to be a part of Funlands to come over. But the idea of like, why didn't you wish them in order to stay kids? I know, I understand or the whole thing yeah. is, well, I need someone to make sure that everything's maintained here at the yeah. fun. I'm like, why not wish that it's a self sustaining system then or something? Please, King and, Kid, and, help and, us out. And this is the. The thing that Billy says, or Shazam, I keep saying Billy, you know what I mean. But Shazam's like, listen, these kids were abused. That's why they came here. They came seeking refuge from an awful life. And now by the you've given it to him. You you went right back to that. You are abusing no, them. No, as fine. He's like, I don't care. Now. Abusing adults yeah, he's like, is like, I fine. don't care. He's like, this is all for me. I don't care. And that's how it is. He even says at points that some adults have tried, I guess, to come and save their kids, tried to get their kids back. But that's why he's on high alert at all the time. And uh, well, I guess I like this is that. why we shut down the magical train system to all the other magical lands, because everything, as far as I can tell right now, is awful. Even the Earthlands. Imagine it's like, like we talk about how we find out the below here in the fun. Like, oh, my God, it's awful. Yeah. Oh, the, these animal people are going to feed these kids to the tigers. That's awful. Just imagine one of these other people going to the Earthlands like, Got to pay taxes. Fuck this. Yeah, I'm going uh, back to the this? fun lands. I got to work. 
I can't eat cake. I'm out of here. I'm child support. Fat. I'm, I'm looking at those kids. Not a lot of tubby kids. I think that they could eat whatever they want. Then again, they're kids. You know, I yeah. could eat whatever. But no, yeah, no. I was a tubby uh, kid. I couldn't yeah, eat whatever I, I wanted. Were. They wouldn't have let you in. You wouldn't oh. have been good in there. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. Sliders. Uh, you end I up get then. chest hair. I was 19. I, I could have passed for a little while. That's right. Well, yeah. Yeah, and that you're a little too tall too. They would have been a tall fat kid. Get out of here. You're you're up down below. Start start working with the line, buddy. I wish wrong term was down there. The whole thing would come to an end. That would that would be how the fun lines are taken down. That's his fun new is fun, job. But done is done. Underneath the fun lines, fun lines that he sends me a Twitter, you know, a DM. Hey, really like job? I am from M. I got the craziest yep. message this week from him. Uh, but yeah, you go back to the wildlands and you see that Darla and uh, Freddie are in a cage. And this is where, oh my, you're so cute. I could just eat you. And ah! <laughs> one guy reacts like you. <laughs> Keep on scratching. <laughs> he starts yelling. Uh, and I love it though, too. I just love, I also love the crazy garb. It is such a, you know, you have some old, old timey clothes. You have some yeah. new. Oh, it's very really like, like 1930s in the style, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but yeah, they're there. They're like looking at they it. Feed humans the tigers. kids are being, well, they're being the paraded through town and they're going to be fed to the tigers. Uh, you know, that's the thing that happens. And along back in these lines, just to make sure that everybody remembers Billy's father's still at the Vasquez's house. And now they finally got the police involved in the idea that all of their kids are missing and they don't know what yeah. to do. And well, it's a and very brief again, little bit, but it's just, it there. is brief, hey, but um, that was needed this is happening. I know it, it was. was needed because we were wondering what was going on. And now this does go against what I thought was they were just going to come out and it'd be two seconds later. So time has Turns gone out, by magic. Time is not magical. It is time. No matter where you are. Yeah. And with that, you also have Billy's father, who does throw out a little bit more of a mystery, the whole deal of maybe he, he ran away, ran away from me. Yeah, he ran away about? from me we, we, before. He said he was lost. He said you were that's lost. That's not the case. Yeah, yeah, he says that's not the case. Now you go off to the game lands I and you have Pedro and Eugene. And I don't mind it. I don't mind you, it because I, I, it's I came different. into this. I'm looking for magical lands. Wild lands, fine. Fun lands, fine. We haven't seen the rest of though. But the whole idea where I go into this place, I don't expect Tron with scoreboards for the games. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, mind. That's it. not magical to me. That's technology. I, I like the idea that you do have to fight your way out to be able to get out of there. I like that. You need there's a gamer that little ID thing first and I, stuff like that. Well, though. I don't like the idea though that you go in here and you have like. They're here, the wildlands with Darla and Eugene, or Darla and Freddie, and the other, that it's just going to be one thing to save them. I actually would like to see something where they're in, and it reminds me more of Wreck It Ralph than actually right. Tron. Uh, and I like Wreck It Ralph, but I, I like the idea. I like the idea that they're there, and these police, these referees are going, and you're not allowed to talk back to them, and, and Eugene just won't shut his mouth. now Because Eugene we is did, from a place where you talk a lot of smack when you're playing games online. Yeah, Xbox Live is where yeah. he is. I hear my kids down right now. Uh, earlier, we didn't say one of the big things when Freddie and Darla got captured by the, uh, you know, the uh, Wildlands police. They Freddie did try to, you know, he started Shazam. yelling Shazam. He tried Shazam? to change. Oh yeah, God, Shazam! Like, Shazam! It's not working. It's not working. And so 
That's what I don't know what's going on. If certain places you can access it, you can't, whatever. Well, I, because- I just imagine at this point, because Freddie and Darla were kids when they were thrown out into like, I don't, I don't yeah. even understand how that works, how the, the clowns yeah. they, this threw them into these doors and somehow it took them to these other lands. But Freddie and Darla were kids when they were, got there. Eugene and Pedro were already shazammed up by the time they, they got were. to the game The lands. thing that still gets me, though, is – why isn't Billy using Shazam powers then? Why, you know, he's he does have some candy goop around his hands, but I think that he should still be able. Now they do have. He's getting electrical uh, shocked by clowns and is, King Kid. They do have Mary has like that metal. She's got a gag know, on, yeah. Yeah, she has a gag, so she can't yell Shazam. But what's preventing Shazam from using his powers when we see you? This is my only little bit. But I'm hoping it be explained. So do I. And, and I don't we'll just see know how what the rules going. are of these gonna, magical lands yeah, right now. that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to take a lot of points off because of that. It's just something that I wonder why Eugene and Pedro can fully use their Shazam powers. I mean, they're flying. They're using the lightning and things like that uh, going. And, and even that, you have Pedro kind of using his tech power against some of those cars and making them explode and things yeah, or Eugene, I mean, yeah, Pedro's just flying around. Pedro actually is just like, listen, dude, stop yelling back at people. Uh, at when they muscles. find out, when these referees find That's out they Pedro don't does. have cards and they're from Philadelphia and the Earthlands, they kind of freak out. Yeah, and, so uh, me all yeah, the time. They, they get minus points. Now, this is the thing by the end of like, ID. What? Yeah, so they me. go Time they to go to get their ID. They end up going to the information booth and try to figure out what's going on. Now again, this is the other thing is they're in the information booth. They're there. Look they do guy. look this like so adults tried. though. And these guys, some of them look like adults. And I know we're yeah. not in the funlands, but they still look different. And they're saying like, hey, you know, what do we have to do to get out of here? You got to get, you know, a million points and the only way is to beat the game mess. And I think that that's what's screwing me is the funlands as opposed to the, the game, game lands. lands. Yeah, I think even the guy says like, you know, oh, we want to get back to the fun lands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You there looking the way you yeah, do with your rage. Yeah, he ends up uh, older, so they're, they're not out of place there. So I was wrong there. But yeah, me, I like the idea. Kids can only be gamers? Well, that's what I'm saying. Where are they? They should be here. This seems like there would be their deal, but... Finally, the, the, the way, adults have thrown all the kids out and the they're playing way their to own get games. Out, yeah, no, there would be no, what is this, the adult swim? And I don't mean the, uh, you know, the cartoons. I'm talking about when you're at the pool and they're like, okay, everybody get out for adult swim. You're, you're so pissed because it's three adults. They're like 70. They get into the pool. All the kids have to sit outside. I hate I brought that. a noodle. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, you brought a noodle. Uh, I'll give you a noodle. Uh, but yeah, you, the mean? only way for them, the only way for them to get out is to race against the game master. And like I said, I like that. Yes, it's Tron, it's it Wreck It Ralph. But I, I'm telling you, to me, it's way more Wreck It Ralph. Look uh, at the but, costumes they're wearing. These are Tron costumes. Yeah, but it's not a light cycle. It's a race. So they have to win a race, uh, you know, and go through that to win. I like that they have to do something to get out that isn't just going to be, okay, Billy breaks free. He goes, grabs Darla and Freddie. Then they go and grab them and that. I'd like each of them to have to have something to get out. Like I said earlier, and I think I even missaid it earlier, you would get that Tawny's going to be there to save Darla and Freddie. I imagine that, yeah. Uh, we'll see. You know, you would think that Shazam I think himself they'll save will each save other. Mary. And then I want to see how that, this goes. After that, there's no way that Tucky Tawny is going to be able to stay no, in the wildlands anymore. they're going to have to get anymore. out, and he'll have yeah. to go out with them, and that's cool. Um, so I, I like that. But then at the end, everything 
just wraps up in well, such a great Well, I might have a good time reading this issue with Shazam with all these things, even though I'm not a fan of the games, like the game way. I'm yeah, like, I I'm having a good yeah. time. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I was having a great the, time. The Rock of Eternity, where we have and it's the council sealed off the lands from one another for a reason. You stupid boy. Yeah, the monster lands are still this. closed, though, for how long? I do not know. And you turn the page. Billy Bass, and you have no idea what you've done. I'm like, and it's Black Adam. Electricity is pouring out of his eyes yep. and his chest. I'm like, I just saw all the, you stupid, stupid yeah, bastard. Yeah, you now stupid I gotta idiot. save the day. It is and such that's a the thing I, ending to see Black Adam here at the Rock And of you would Eternity. think Black Adam's going to be the one to save Shazam and Mary. Right. And then that will be all that. They'll all gather together, go and go. And this is awesome. And to introduce Black Adam, Shazam's biggest enemy, as a thing where he's got to go save them. Yeah. From all this because craziness. Because while it is his great. biggest enemy, he's become more of an anti-hero over the time. Yeah. He's less of a villain anymore until he wants to do something. You know, it's like yeah. he is always there, but he's less of a villain anymore. And I like the idea. It's like, all right, we all share these powers. You done fucked up, hoping up all these other lands. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to come and, and, and save And you it. would think that he's there because he sensed something or something yeah. went wrong. So he's there. And yeah, uh, that's cool. And I really like cool it. I like the whole deal. What did you give it? I gave this issue an 8 out of 10, mostly because the idea is I still don't know what the rules are for this whole thing. Like the idea that Freddy and Darla got pushed to the, like the Wildlands through a doorway. And then also Eugene and Pedro are in the game lands. Like you said before, the idea that why are some using Shazam powers, some not. And, but the thing is overall, I had a really good time reading this issue. It continued the fun of it. And I wasn't thinking about like, Oh, what's up with the, you know, Monster Society of Evil or even Billy's dad, even though we got a page yeah, of it. No, I, I was care. just having a good time with our main characters. And that's what I've wanted. So eight out of 10 for that one. Now yeah, I'm going nine five. I loved it. I liked the game lands. I liked the idea that each of them have to get out on their own. I was afraid that once they went into these other lands, it'd just be a quick fix of Shazam getting free, grabbing everybody and going. The idea that Black Adam's going to be involved going so in. Much fun. I actually even like that they uh, went and referenced that the parents don't know where they are and also right. billy's real dad saying uh you know real dad he bullshit. Left. well he left that it was you know the whole deal well it's his biological mr dad. vasquez is well, his real dad deal, he takes not really. care of him <laughs> not if billy ran away because that uh, you can't just run away and and end up that way so if he's i don't think that he's saying uh, home is where the heart true. is jim i don't think that he's being completely honest but uh you know that whole thing is not just going to be left aside that adds a little to it i just it. wanted to give you a shit uh, for that whole thing this was something like my mother would say like you can't talk about your dad that's not your real dad it's your biological your sperm donor stuff like shit but this is what i grew up with so i was nah, just trying to give yeah. you shit you weren't even playing yeah you were giving me shit all week uh last week uh what what book was it that uh, freaking uh the, naomi Every time I said her parents, well, not a real parents. I just wanted to say, I wanted to differentiate because it was what we're dealing with. Not a real mom. Not a real mom. No, I kept saying adopted parents. Yeah, no, but uh, people knew what I was talking about. And you just kept saying it. So go fuck yourself with that. There you go. Where's my drum sound? I'm getting you back We're for that. We're talking about the mystery of who her parents are. So when you say her parents during the mystery, but you're not differentiating, that's a problem. Yeah, but we've never met her other parents. And so saying her pa- we've only met one pair of parents that she says throughout. You're my parents, my mom and dad, my mom and dad. I think people knew what I was talking about. I was just making but, sure. Yeah, I'm giving it a nine five. Uh, I loved it. It made me uh, smile the whole time. And, and Black Adam at the end was just the so exclamation cool. point. That was the greatest thing ever. But ever. yeah, we're going to go on to the next book. Yeah, this is one of my favorite books that we've had. One of my favorite issues yeah, that we've had in years. Uh, and I think the last time we went 9-5 and stuff like that was Doomsday Clock. 
and probably Shazam. Shazam the first one. issue. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very happy with this book. And I'm back fully on board. Even even nice. when it hasn't been as great, we have, you know, Had a, good time. a lot. Uh, what is next? Freedom Fighters, number four, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Eddie Barrows, Eber Ferreira, Adriano Lucas, and and world design. Vendetti's formula of attack the Ratsies, learn a panel of a character history and see how the Ratsies will react continues this issue, but due to the funniest bookends of this issue and the resurrection of Uncle Sam, this formula is still working for me. It's just so sad that it seems that nobody cares about this book in the long run. Yeah, nobody cares, it seems. Sorry, it's, look, it is I look crazy. At the views of the review, nothing. I look at the sales, nothing. I'm like, what happened? I'm telling you, I know Earth X is kind of a hard sell because people don't no. know about the Freedom Fighters, and Venditti's not doing his best to tell fun these people who these Freedom Fighters are, but this is some of the most. Like the the most excitement that we're getting out of DC Comics right now is yeah. from this Earth X book, and nobody gives a no, damn. No, I'm telling you, I think that DC's like, why did we commit to 12 issues? <laughs> because we're four <laughs> out of 12 here, and the sales are not good at, not at all. all. Now, I do want to say we didn't even mention uh, the Shazam. Uh, I love the art as well. The the oh, art so in that Shazam book was great, and yeah, I only say that it. because I think that the art in this is great as well. I, I think that it's really good. I liked uh, most of the well, that's art. The thing is, too, we have some really so we have some great. I can't even say great writers because Van Diddy, I'm hit or miss with anymore because he's very formulaic with his, every story he's telling has a certain formula to it. With looking at Hawkman right now and stuff like that, yeah. But like, we have some good writers and we have some amazing artists on both of these titles. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, yeah. these are Eddie probably Barrow's why art this looks great. These are some. I can tell you, this week of comics is some of my favorite. Yeah, I'm not so hip on action comics this week with what Brian Michael Bendis has given us, but I'm just really goddamn happy that I get Shazam and Freedom Fighters on the same week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great, and this is the issue that we've been waiting for since we started reading it. We want Uncle Sam back, and we do get Uncle <laughs> Sam. That, oh yeah. So you start off, and there's a a crazy little tie-in type story the wraparound deal of a bald eagle being seen being shot down by these two this is the uh, Nazi story soldiers that, that makes yeah. it so much fun in my mind the yeah, whole idea where you start out at this nazi a ratsy academy it's like okay they've gone through all the training they're going to become official ratsies now but these two guys are just off in a distance oh my god is that a bald eagle they've been extinct since like 61 that'd be yeah. great on my mantle generals don't have a, a bald eagle mounted on their friggin' mantle Oh, get back to class, boys. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I yeah, just, I, and uh, the, I think this is, there's more to the – I do think the symbolism of the bald eagle being back is because the national spirit's coming back and Uncle Sam. I mean, just for one to just show oh, yeah. up out of nowhere and nobody's seen him. And they don't even believe him because they, they do the shot while I, the Germans are ready to – and Hitler Jr. is ready to do his little speech to everyone at Mount Reichsmeer, uh, you know, Mount Rushmore, but changed – and the the Black Hills of South Dakota. And, you know, they're going to have this big, you know, rally type thing that's televised and the Freedom Fighters are going to blow it up. And they they don't want to hurt, uh, you know, they what, have other plans for Hitler Jr. With um, the strange thing going on where Doll Woman is inside Mount Rushmore and just like, you know, jackhammering away with like a little three-inch jackhammer to get all these little yeah. pieces of human bomb in there. Of to human shape, bomb in there. They, I really thought they were going to shape charge. They're like, did you think when she blew this that it was going to go back to looking the way Mount Rushmore was supposed to look? I don't know. I, I mean, it's just blowing up that. 
that, that would that's, take a that's, lot of I know, craziness. it's kind of nonsense, but for some reason, just it blowing up, I'm like, oh, that's all you did for some yeah, reason. I just, wanted yeah, to they're just be like the American flag or Mount Rushmore, just something no. like, you know, like they, she, she went through so much to go inside here with this little three-inch yep, or just like, you know, Jack. That. Well, they, they want to make a big something. to-do. Yeah. And they even say, well, you know, why don't we just shoot him? We could just do that. And like, no, no, no. We need him. We need him alive. We're going to, you know, work this a different way. We're going to show them. I think it's one of those where you have to uh you know beat them down not just make them a martyr not make right. them a symbol if you ended up killing them right here is they're gonna have to have it and and all this seems to be to get the uh, you know spirit of uncle sam just the spirit of national you know the u.s back and stuff right. like that in america so you do have that blow up and you have everybody running they go and grab hitler and Jr. they've been chiseling away, away at different things of the ratsies yeah. this whole time like kind of w- awakening uncle sam a little bit at a time this seems to be the thing that really does it though because he's yeah. he even comes out of his grave in the heartland the extra uh, dimensional realm of ideas and that's the thing when this comes out i actually was a little bit up upset because i didn't know what was going on and i'm thinking really they would never make a grave for him you know what i mean i didn't realize that this was until after the the scene then i realized okay i get it now but at the beginning i'm like really you're never gonna make a grave for him where people could gather and things like that but it is in this extra dimensional deal which i really liked i I even like all these other graves for these ideas and things that have been put to rest because of the rats he's like peaceful peaceful like a peaceful assembly it looks very much like the it's the graves in the treehouse of horrors, yeah. Eric, when they have things like that. But yeah, I really like but that. Not as I like the, no, but I like the idea of when they even like, hey, you know, Marianne, Hispania, Johnny Canuck, and I miss you all, Britannia. And I like the idea that that's being thrown out there because I'm expecting to see them by, even by the, thing the end as things He goes go. and sees Britannia's grave and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, we had some scrapes, you and me, Britannia, over the decades, didn't we? But like, we never fought anything quite like these ratsies. Yeah. This all put yeah. us down kind of thing. But the again, whole this taking also, over the world yeah, and shutting everything the down, these ideas of their people's heartland. This heart does life. a really good thing of pretty much – because as we're reading this, we're only getting America. You know, yeah. we're only getting the U.S. So this actually makes it and even, even yeah, more. You're right. Of, we have no idea what the rest of the world no, looks like. At and this now point. this shows you that they're they they took over the world, which would yeah. make sense. Uh, you know, if you would, but it makes you think of that before. You're just like, oh, you know, the whole deal was, you know, America. America. I like that. I like that. Venditti is showing us that the, the Nazis beating the U.S. and the Allies affected the Allies. It's not like all of a sudden, you know, Britain ended up just like disappearing or being left alone i mean they were taken over as well and canada you know all these all the allies are gone it looks like the ratsies nazis uh control the whole world is it weird that i don't want to say nazis on here i just want to call them ratsies like to differentiate for some reason like this yeah this ain't the real nazis everybody this is a fictional universe whether we call them ratsies well we'll call them it's weird i don't know why i just with that though you, you do have I, – I like the scope of this. I yeah, like so the I. scope that it is Uncle Sam going and he's like, you know what? I, you know, I feel it in my bones. The spirit of 76, you know, the fife and drums are getting going. I'm telling you, this – Page, there's two pages. I got fired up. I know. I'm telling you, what, can I play hockey now? I'm gonna go check somebody who has <laughs> CP I, out there. I, I don't know if you know this, Jim, but what? he wants you. Yeah, he does. He can have me. I don't, he, he's kind of sexy. I like those striped pants. Look like something that Steven Tyler would wear. Uh, what but yeah, I I love this idea. I love that we're already. And this is the thing. We like Venditti. 
I yeah, even said enough. that Venditti, uh, we like him enough. I said he gets he's boring very safe sometimes, choice. but yeah. He's a very safe choice. I said on the uh, Patreon, uh, the news podcast this morning when we when I recorded that, that he has an extra story coming up in the Detective Comics number 1000 hardcover right. and added on story. And I said, you know what? It's, it's so his weird. first ever Batman story, odd, but he is a safe choice. Yeah. And this and Hawkman, it was the same way. He does, it seems like maybe when he gets these kind of stories he likes, because this is a little better pace well, than, Jordan, than, say, the, the Hal Jordan. Core. Hal Jordan, went ongoing. on forever. It went on forever. But people, this actually, the way it was like portrayed, though, and told, a lot of people didn't have problems with it until it was yeah, over, thinking people, back yeah, on it. Now people are starting to turn a little, but I expected that we were going to see Uncle Sam. I said issue six, so we're already ahead of the game, and That's I nice. like it. I like the pacing that he's here now, because it does seem to be set up to be two kind of six-issue arcs. Yeah, I was hyped. Then we go back to the hidden inside the Allegheny Mountains, the Blue Tracer, and you do see human body. Um, you know, ripping they off are, p- bits of his skin to be bombs. And I'm like, just going to cut off a little saw. bit of my skin here on my yeah. finger. I'm going to put it in a little vial because this is what we use for bombs when we're part of the Freedom Fighters. But yeah, yeah. he's not doing the best job in my mind of letting us know who these Freedom Fighters are. Because even no. when we dealt with, you know, Black Condor and Phantom Lady last like issue, and we dealt with, with, you know, what Black Condor did just through like black and white flashbacks, it's yeah. not enough. And you even get less here when you're dealing with the human bomb and doll woman because like, why do you yeah. fight? And you have one paddle of doll woman holding doll man. Looking, and like, yeah, doll I'm going to kill all the ratsies I can. I'm like, I still don't know about human bomb though. You missed one. <laughs> like we went yeah, here. I thought to learn bomb, about human bomb. He does not seem to be happy that he's human bomb. I- no. I'll tell you that. He's like, who why are you hanging happy? around, doll woman? Get out of here. Beat it, Dolly. Hell, I like even when he him says that. St- even him sitting here, if we could collect little skin samples to put into a thing so they have these charges, I'm like, put on a shirt. I don't like him being shirtless because if he slips at all, but boom. Yeah. Well, he even says, because they end up bringing him food, and he's like, listen, if I accidentally hit my mouth with the food, well, the you're done. You know, we're going to explode. Ever. Oh, yeah. And it is. He's this the guy, man in the human the bomb bubble. gap ever. Yeah, yeah, really. But yeah, he's in the, the you know, the deal. Yeah, you better not gain like, any weight. I do like do it. I do love the, uh, yeah, how does he wipe his ass? It's going to be explosive <laughs> well, see, diarrhea. I and I mean it. what he does with his butt cheeks. Explosive diarrhea. Uh, I love this. I love the way this plays out, though, with Doll Woman. And I love just reading it. I was reading it a couple times because she's upset. She thinks right. back at Doll Man. Like, hey, you know, you used to John? Be, you used John? to have religion. No, not that. It's you used to have religion. Oh. You were a pacifist. Now you're angry. Religion is the only thing the Ratsies didn't take from me that I gave up for free. What's Ooh. your story? She's so upset. I'm like, it's so funny to me. I could, I'm telling you, that is a line that I could see. Now, it is Doll Woman, but yeah. just think of the worst, you know, hackneyed uh, actor or actress that would say that line. It would be so great. Can you, Megan I, Fox. I, uh, even that I, I was thinking more of uh you know some actors that, that are just awful just sitting nick there cage nick cage would be the best that's i couldn't remember that's why i was still here. religion is the only thing they didn't take from me i can't give that, that up for free it what's your story so what's your story <laughs> tell you it'd be so great but yeah they well, give so him this you, food. You, you get nothing really out of this whole bit where i actually was hoping we'd learn like because it seems we're going two by two with 
this from we had last issue with i said phantom lady and black condom like well that was kind of cool i hope we don't yeah. dive more into these things this one so when we got human bomb and dollar i'm like all right here's our time yeah to you didn't get, you get nothing you get, yeah yeah she likes but, killing razzies she gave up her religion for free and doll man was killed free. and then and then you have i human don't even bomb. know your name of this time, in this world doll woman time to go dolly I bump my lip with the food. You hit the wall like a bug on a windshield. I love it. I love Why the dialogue. Why is the kid playing so, of it? No, that, that was oh, him no, as human, human bomb. bomb. They're everything. He's playing everybody. Keep making those firecrackers, Palmer. I'm finally having fun. Oh, my God. It's great. And then if you really want to go, then have Nick Cage. Nick Cage should be – this should be like the clumps. Eric, so you Nick want him Cage to play plays Adolf every Hitler character. The third? He needs Adolf Hitler the third as well. It's so great. I imagine it'd yeah. be a lot like that movie Mandy. You don't yeah, know what that is. Yeah. That's an, no, people love you this movie, me. and it's awful. I don't understand yeah, how anybody me. can like it. I'm telling it. you, Adolf Hitler the third is the worst. He is a psycho killer. Well, that's the thing is we Jessica didn't really get into the Eric. idea that, like you know, in between this whole thing, Adolf Hitler Jr., who is the Fuhrer of the world right now, he got his son to get into this whole thing, like find out how to stop the freedom fighters, who they are, how we can bring them down. Because every time they do something like this, they're making us look like chumps. So I need yeah. you to get on top. Of it. But Daddy, why can't we just get the Overman? Daddy. But like, Why we don't not want the, the Overman? Man. Look, well, we this to, is we, that wraparound that we loved. Yeah, the, I'm saying that, that I just wanted to have yeah. the whole idea where like, you know, Adolf Hitler III, he was given this job last issue, hasn't been doing shit, it seems like. No. So now no, he's, he's got to get on the case people. because That's, his you know, daddy's on his case. So the whole yeah, thing even is- even before that, yeah, he's torturing we, these guys we, that, we that go, shot that fire. Exactly. But, we go back to the beginning of the issue where there's two guys who were just like wanting to shoot that American bald eagle so they could have him mounted. You gave them a warning shot, the freedom fighters. You're working with them. Yeah, that was the signal. And yeah. then the, just torturing this guy. And there was a bald eagle. They've been extinct for years. Stop lying. Stop and, then, yeah. and then a little knock at the door. Sir, uh, can you come out here? We found this in the on the grass. Whoo, how beautiful. An American bald eagle. Yeah. That'll look oh, great taxidermy. He doesn't even just say like, oh, shit. They were telling the truth. <laughs> no. He don't care. He's All like, right, oh, this will be great. I'm going uh, to taxidermy this. What happened this to the other guy that I tortured first? Yeah, he died of blood loss, sir. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, his, make sure that other guy dies. wasn't in it. His heart wasn't in at all. Uh, just the all idea right. of these two guys at the beginning who are like, yeah. you know, just jokesters in my Poor mind, guys. just thinking about to say, tortured to death, and now he's yeah. going to have this bald eagle taxidermist on his mantle. Well, they they were stormtroopers just sitting there wanting a railing, Eric, and thinking about d- their singing career. It's all they were doing, and now <laughs> they're, they're dead. It is a but, yeah. dark, dark book, and for the whole thing, and the idea that we feel bad for these two guys who are Nazis, but yeah. the whole, for some reason it just works and it really makes it this does. issue great. It does. And then you go off, and it's like, hey, you have, uh, you know, what a lucky day. You hear the bang of that guy just being murdered then completely. But yeah, there you go. You have Uncle Sam again. I'm like, all right, I'm fired up again, Eddie Barrows. But yeah, now we're seeing that. Uh, the Ratsies and Adolf the second is a little upset. And yeah. now he and and this is where you have this going on. You have all the problems that the Ratsies are going. You have Adolf uh, Jr. He is drinking. He's starting yeah. to really drink heavy. He's finding He's out that a bunch of the stuff was already broadcast over the TV yeah. before they cut yeah, the feed during that broadcast. celebration. Yeah. And as this is going, you Ooh, have sing to me the, old glory. Yeah, all the deal. You have Uncle Sam like, talk to me, old glory. Get louder. Get louder. Again, and just Nick keeps Cage. yelling Nick and telling him more yeah. and more of what Love the problems it. the Ratsies are having since yeah. the Freedom Fighters have come back. And all this loudness like this of this uh, – 
him hearing Adolf Hitler Jr. and the freaking terribleness that's going on in his life, it opens a portal from the heart, a portal from the heartland, so he can yeah. come back and start it up all over again. Freedom yep. is back. Yeah, time to take and, out and, one Razzie, take them all out. And even that, like you said earlier, uh, you do have Adolf the Third basically telling his dad. Listen, you got to get on the ball here. You know, this shit that you're doing, it's not working. We got to start really, you know, what we should do is just randomly pick people (laughs) and torture them and just pretend that they're bad so that the others do stay in line. You you kill one innocent person and, you know, 10 people that aren't so innocent will stop doing what they're doing and let's get over, man. And uh, I know I told you we're not going to get Overman yet. So that's the big deal I would expect. I want to see how see old Overman looks now. Yeah. I'm telling you, is he going to be a normal? Like, Because a lot of people, when they talk about Superman, the idea of like, oh, he doesn't age like normal people or he'd look the same. Or a lot of people yeah. I've even talked to like, oh, when he ages, his body gets weird and like he has like a crystal beard. And again, you know, to, to like, clarify, how does Overman look he after is 60 the Nazi years? Super- Superman. Yeah. Just sorry. so people didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Nazi Superman would come out to fight Uncle Sam. Sam, that's pretty cool. Uh, I expect that to be is the sixth a continuation issue. of this multiversity story that we had with the the Mastermen. The last time those two fought, Uncle Sam and uh, Overman. Uncle Sam dropped a freaking like a satellite on Metropolis and yeah, destroyed yeah. the entire city. And then here's the deal. They've spelled out that this isn't a sequel. It's no. just a spiritual successor. So we'll have to see. Maybe it'll be more than that, though, Maybe. by the time we get to that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's where old, uh, you know, old glory oh, is glory, yelling. Talk to me, baby. It's upsetting the deal. And, uh, you know, you have Hitler uh, the second having problems where it even looks like if I would guess too. We may find out that he had a heart attack here. I mean, when he's like, I'm and drops the glass. I mean, and what would be worse for this whole oh, deal Adolf to Hitler have the third Adolf being put in charge? Third in charge he reminds me of Billy awful. Kincaid from the Spawn series, who was just that senator's okay. son who was just a serial yeah, killer yeah. and picked up children. Yeah. He's just I'm a monster you, along those lines. Yeah, th- this might be what we're seeing here because he does really, he's like, I'm, and the, you know, the glasses are coming off, the things crashing. Yeah, he does look so like we'll he's see. having a heart attack yeah, as, you then, know, as yeah. Uncle Sam is yelling louder and creating yeah, louder. a portal. And then you do go to Philadelphia. Uncle Sam is so guy, cool. A guy with the worst, with a tag on his ear. Yeah. That's the worst. He, he is Yarmir Yager. He's number 68, Eric. Uh, he ends up being grabbed because he has the red, white, and blue. You're not allowed to wear those together. Uh, one of the Ratsies grabs him and is like, listen, you're not allowed to wear red, white, and blue together. Your work freedom privileges are revoked. And then out of nowhere, and I mean out of nowhere, a fist comes at, just and like just in, clocks just him. Just like in real Philadelphia, a fist comes out of nowhere and punches out of somebody nowhere at random. and punches you. The best is, oh, is that it's only because the Phillies just won, Eric. <laughs> this is actually, you don't realize, this is the Eagles victory parade from the Super Bowl. Yeah, Everybody well spends are just punching each other. Yeah. Uh, the only other place this could happen might be Boston. Eric, or just people just randomly punch you. Uh, but yeah, that's Buffalo? where Uncle Sam steps out and he's like, one rat's nah, they, they they would rather drink, eat wings, and jump off of an RV into a flaming pool of liquor. Well, that doesn't uh, sound like a like, good idea either. One ratsy down, the rest to go. I'm like, I'm with you. I am Damn with right, you, Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. You have got Damn me right. hyped up. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. the thing is, I was disappointed that we're not getting the progression of the Freedom Fighters characters that I want and expect at this point in time. Because yeah, I, I don't know for the most I'm part still who these it. characters are. But I'm having a good time. And for some oh, I'm, reason, I'm loving it. This is following the same format that he has done pretty much with every issue of Freedom Fighters so far. I'm talking about Venditti. 
I got yeah. past that for how hyped he got me without bringing Uncle Sam out at issue yep. number four. Because like we said, we expected at the midway point, issue number six, we got it early. I got hyped and the art is amazing. So I gave this issue an eight out of 10. Yep. I'm going nine, nine out of 10. I loved it. I love the art. I got fired up. Uh, he showed me the scope of the world. He yeah. actually made me think that the first six issues will be Uncle Sam kind of taking things to get uh, America back. And then we're going to end up going to the other countries, maybe. Yeah. We take the, the overmans. Yeah, and and that sounds really cool to me. I'd like to see a whole, you know, worldwide deal. I'd like to see Britannia. I'd like to see, you know, Johnny Canuck or whatever he says and all that. <laughs> I, I want to see those. Those are cool. And uh, I mean, that is like, I love Elseworld stories because of the different characters yeah. and the way they can kind of twist and turn them. Right. I, I would love, I love personifications of countries oh, as so well. And so I'm really looking forward and to Uncle seeing. Uncle Sam is just, I'm telling you, it's just a ridiculous. Ridiculous looking character yeah. who is just a badass the way he's Britannia, personified. I'm in expecting this. to be uh, a woman from the Straits of Sussex that freshen a drink, governor. Like that's oh, no. what she says. That's her catchphrase, Eric. I just want to see it. It'd be so fun. Uh, but I, I love that. And like you said, this is a dark issue. Yeah. There are some dark things. I mean, when when it's Hitler so well the Third shows up to talk to his dad, he his dad's like, "You got some blood on your pants." He's like, "Oh, I should have <laughs> put this in my pocket." pulls out a severed finger i mean that that's great Classic. it's funny what is he the hitcher but yeah i i really liked it i really that's did a I good gave time. It a nine. yeah so there you go we I'm had some positivity ratsies murder tortured all stuff it's a good ass time yeah I, I really had some fun and so for all you here, people out there who are not picking up freedom fighters please do yeah, me a favor should. check yeah, it out because it. the sales for some reason nobody cares about this yeah. book apparently and nobody cares about this, earth yeah. I don't, I don't want whole this th- to end up with one of those where we get six issues and then they cancel it only to say later we might bring out the other six. And yeah, trade I don't want that to happen. Like that. Give I this a shot. Know. Pick up the four issues that you missed so far because right yeah. now I think you'll have a good time with it. Even if you are not from the Americas and don't care about Uncle Sam, maybe that's the right reason that people yeah. aren't picking it up. But maybe. give it a shot because – it's pretty much good guys versus bad pretty guys. Much what the Nazis I'm being the thinking. ultimate bad guys. Yeah, I, I think that anybody who doesn't read this right now, they're saying that the Nazis should win. That, that's oh what my. I get from it. So unless you, know, I guess you love the Nazis. If you're not, you're not reading this. I, I think that even <laughs> if you uh, went and got the first issue, yeah. and then I mean, because at this point it's four issues in, maybe there are some people who are going to wait for that trade, but at least. Get that and then try to, you know, get on board. And this is where DC needs to be quicker with the trades, especially something like a 12 issue deal. If you come out with the first six issues as one trade, I mean, Mr. Miracle was all in one shot. I don't know how they're going to play this, but do yourself a favor and come out with this trade right away. Trade, they'd be furious. Well, come out with this trade right away so that people can read that and then jump on. But the way DC goes, the trade won't even come out. The first trade won't come out until the series is done and then it's over. Uh, You know, do yourself a favor and throw this out. Do yourself a favor because the DC Unlimited app, or it's not the the DC Universe app, is expanding their comics deal, and they don't want to bring out issues. It's like the new issues you have to wait twelve. 12 months before yeah, they hit you're behind. Do yourself a favor and books like a freedom fighters that is a niche title but is good 
throw out the first issue for free right when that hits in April. Yeah, this, it hasn't been 12 is it months. Is weird that DC it. is like, you know, okay, we're going to follow the like the Marvel way, but do it but, a little bit but worse. Do it, yeah, but do it twice as, as like, worse. Okay, Marvel has this app. We're not going to have an app. Okay, yeah. we're going to have an app, but we're not going to have a good library. What's that? Marvel has comics six months after? Yeah. Let's make it 12 we'll do months it 12. after. Yeah, like, it's just weird. Just it's just odd. Please. Uh, but yeah, do, do yourself a favor and – Get these books out there. Get the number ones. Get things like this or Shazam even because I think Shazam yeah, should Shazam be selling better. Shazam is way lower than it should be yeah, too. Yeah, it should be better. And I, I don't know if people just – they're afraid to get involved in these side books. But and also, not even side books. I just know for a fact that these are characters that a lot of people, just common readers, won't know about. And they don't want to grab at something like this because it is a limited Shazam run. Shazam, they'll they, tell you that they're they're sitting tight till the movie comes out and that'll be maybe. the big deal. But this Freedom Fighters deserves more people. People to read it really does like, and Shazam in my mind is kind of a like a lesser known character than the rest of the DC like stuff that we're well, getting put like, out right like now it's like Hawkman yeah, you know, exactly. that, that's not selling either. So, you know, I like I that. said, that, that always makes those, sense to me. But take those 12 month deal and just throw a bunch, like in, in April, throw out a, hey, number one extravaganza and throw out a bunch of these. I'm even saying like Martian Manhunter, number one, right. Electric Warriors, number one. Just throw them out there and, and you'll get some people who will read a number one and then get going with it. And then in the meantime, you know, open up your library with a lot of comics from the past and things like that. That's all they need to do so we'll see how that goes but yeah Yeah. if you aren't if if you're one of those people who are and unfortunately we see a lot of them bailing on a lot of their dc books and you have a you know a slot open you get rid of an action comics or something like that and you like history you like fun things going on you know give this one a try and and magical lands yeah, we're and trying. Shazam. So, yeah, yeah. So, we'll go with that. But we're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with you. It's mail with Jim and Eric. Hooray. Hello. How are you? Why are you talking like what? We are here to do the mail. Oh, my. If you want to be part of the show and part of the mail, we read everything that gets sent to us. I will apologize if I miss anybody's mail, especially this week. I I went through it really quick. Uh, Not with the fine-tooth comb that I usually go through it, um, but I think I grabbed every one. But email us over at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. You can also look in the show notes. It's there as well. And that's what Walt Gator did. I'm right. saying he went in the show notes. I think I think he knows uh, what the oh, address hell. is. And he says, well, hello, Jim, Eric, and everyone in the Get Fresh crew. Be- boop, boop, boop. What's up, Before Walt? I start, I hope everything is going fine with Tanya. I just talked to her. I just messaged her. And I said, how are you feeling? And she said, kind of like I hit a pole without a seatbelt on. <laughs> And I said, that's not very funny. Very accurate. Uh, where, 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 where is the drums for that? 
There you go. I used to work in an emergency room at a level one trauma hospital. I remember seeing some real bad accidents, and a lot of them were caused by a motor vehicle accident. Tanya's part of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, boop, boop. I, I was wondering if he's trying to cheer me up here. Uh, she is in all of our hearts through the healing process. And as Dancing Mike said, the podcast can always wait. Family comes first. That's right. Not on my watch. No, not at all. <laughs> and now back to our regular scheduled mail time with Tom King's biggest fan, Jim and boy toy Eric. By the time you guys are reading this, I'll be officially unemployed. I like that name. And actually looking forward to it. Originally, I was going to head down to Florida to move into a new place next Friday. But due to unforeseen events, now going to head down the following Sunday. Plan on spending the next couple weeks to get some shit done. Mainly to read comics, new and old. As well as finally go to the gym five times a week. Now, I say that now. Wouldn't surprise me if somehow that five goes to either three or two. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not really worried about income money for, for now, though, man. mainly because really only spend it on comics and Starbucks. And yes, I get the cold brew because I'm a basic bitch, he says. <laughs> basic bitch. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like the cold brew. I think that's nonsense. But hey, that's what Tanya, Tanya gets. Here's the deal. It's like I, I said to Tanya, yeah, uh, you want that cold Pfft. Cold brew, I drink iced coffee. I'm like, really? I'm out of the game that much. See, that I, I do the no cold brew what's too. Going See, on. I fill up my Bull coffee. Crap. I fill up the coffee thing with cold water. That's cold brew, right? No, oh. that is not. Though it does say to fill it up with cold, not hot water. And then it says on mine. I don't know. My, my, uh, uh, my pot of coffee, my coffee maker downstairs. Every time I turn pot. it on, coffee no. Pot. Every time I turn it on, because I don't have one of those. I wanted to say that the K cup thing, though. Right. I don't use that. I use the coffee pot one. And uh, every time I turn it on, the light to clean it goes on, and I, I'm not sure of the, the, what that means. Uh, I just it's gonna think, stay yep, on too. That, I'm gonna clean that out, all right. I don't know. I figure that the hot water from the coffee will clean it out just fine. Oh, uh, but yeah. So gross. <laughs> cold bro please <laughs> unfortunately my girlfriend just informed me that her spotify account comes with a hulu account and smallville is on it nice. one of my favorite shows growing up but shit got I in the way too. and stopped like after season eight that's one of rafe's favorites i'm someone who prefers the start to start from the beginning which means i plan on watching two episodes a day so in about which 20 means weeks, you're gonna I'll have be to wade through series. a lot of villains of the week episode yeah. kind of deal with yeah. you know, how did they get their powers from kryptonite this week oh my that was in my garden I remember one of the, the that old was Amy Adams. Kid, yeah, that was it. Like she had one of those windowsill gardens, right? That the no, she had a whole of, freaking garden that she okay. used fertilized with kryptonite in order I to make you know, remember. Pro, I knew like, there was you know, a health garden. shakes to make her lose weight, and then she became oh, yes. a fat vampire. I mean, like she sucked oh, the fat my. out of people. Oh, there you go. The old thinner. The old me could probably knock it down in four weeks for a whole series. Sexy episode. Recently read The Brave and the Bold, Lords of Luck. Really wish DC would do that type of story again. Every month have a new issue and all stories be 12 issues long. Every year we get a new story completely Elseworld. Eric's already out. Every issue I like, we I like get Fighters. two or three different main characters. Be great to explore some characters we haven't gotten in a while. I actually, they have the Marvel presents now going yeah. on again i think like that's what the it's dc presents <clears throat> well that's what i want back I, yeah. I actually do like those anthologies instead of giving us a 12 issue maxi series for a All character right, nobody likes of omac we, we could have had four issues of freedom fighters i mean these are where you would go to get these side yeah. characters if they sell then they get their own books you know make it like regulation there if you if you're not gonna this is triple well, a ball you, you get sent back down vibe star girl static metal men 
could do an issue with the Legion of Superheroes. Hell, because it's an Elseworld, it could have a team up of Legion of Superheroes and the Lunatics Unleashed, Eric. No, no, like that, no, right? what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, you crazy kids. Walkator is out of here. Remember, it's not nice to kick someone when they are down. However, a punch is not a kick. And I'll tell you, Walt, uh, they have told us many a time that we do punch down. I don't know what that but means. before I got, I think I know I'm what life fella. was like at work with you guys with Wrong Turn. There was watching The Office. I'm pretty sure it's Jim as well, Jim Halpert, Wrong Turn as Dwight, and Eric as well, Kevin. And Eric, who's Kevin? Th- that that is a that is a big diss. That oh. is a big. I I think that Eric is Andy. How about that? Would you Who's like Andy? that? Uh, actually, you're Oscar. I know. We're going to move on to Daniel Von Eggedy. Fancy Wait, name. Craig there. Robinson's Von character, not a character. Now, can I be Craig Robinson? No, no, you're oh. not Craig Robinson. You're not Craig Robinson. Uh, if anything, you're Angela. So last month, I'll I read it. the solicitation for Superman Leviathan special, a $10 comic by Bendis, Greg Rucka, and Matt Fraction. In 2008, this would be a $5 comic with the same page count, same creative team, only it would be a Marvel a comic instead. And this wave of disappointment washed over me. The expense of monthly voices to top creators being the same as a decade earlier, another cycle of launches and a Bendis event that will be amusing, but that's it. I hit monthly superhero saturation point at that moment. I originally reduced my superhero ongoings to just Batman, but now I've even dropped that. There is a thing called the sunken cost fallacy wherein people will keep putting time or money into an endeavor because they have already invested a certain amount into the said endeavor. Yeah. (laughs) It's better to just drop then rather than to continue based on past investment or possible future payoff if the current payoff isn't worth it. I'm sick of monthly superhero comics and there aren't worth my investment anymore. I only have Heroes in Crisis, The Wild Storm, and The Doomsday Clock on my list. Get Freedom Heroes, Fighters, right? man. Come on. Heroes in Crisis. That's ending Shazam. soon. Shazam. So then you can do that. And Wildstorm's ending soon, too. Once those are done, I'm pretty much just down to three monthly comics, all of them creator-owned, none from DC or Marvel. I also took a break from all comic podcasts for like a month and a half. Me Listening too. Listening to people talk about comics makes me want to go keep up with them. Weird Science is the only one I've resubscribed to because you don't like the comics, and you make me laugh. But, but. But I like comics. You make me laugh, Eric. Yeah, this is. I, I was talking about Daniel earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, should I get on a soapbox again? No. I no, just. No. We're just trying to be honest. It, yeah. it, we don't love, hate, whatever. Yeah, we do love and we do hate some. But it, it just goes with what's going on. You're and a big obviously, aren't you? It, well, no. I'm saying if I Daniel know. is sitting there, if Mr. Von Eggety is there in his fancy deal with his monocle and is sitting on a, in a chair, oh, smoking true. jacket, going on, if he. Obviously, he's not liking a lot of comics right now. That's kind of why we aren't as well. But we we have our favorites and things yeah. like that. But he does say, "P.S. The titles that he are he is reading are Criminal, Gideon Falls, and Black Badge. Uh, three titles that Eric has no idea. I have what no idea. Are. I've heard of Gideon. I've read Falls. Gideon Falls. I've read that. That's good. I haven't kept up with it. I have problems keeping up with things that we don't have podcasts about. So that is that. But thank you, Daniel. And I we hope should that start a maybe- podcast about showering then, huh? No, no, I don't want that either. They're eating good. Uh, when when we have this whole deal going on, uh, I hope maybe Daniel that we will lead you to some better books, maybe, and you'll Hopefully. come back in the fold. Uh, but yeah, thank you for writing in. Thanks, Walkator and Daniel. But we're going to go now to talk to Reggie about right. one of Daniel's books, and then another one as well. You 
hot time, I said booster. When in cheese is time, man, I said booster. Leave that elsewhere behind, there's no need to be unhappy, booster. If it's blood that you see, I said booster. There's a place you should be, you can't stay there. With poison ivy, both of you have PTSD. You're heading off to the sanctuary. The next stop is the sanctuary. Yeah. You watch how kill himself. You were chained in a cave. This isn't how you should be. All right, we're here with Reggie. Reginald, a drink. Walter. I'm going to do and a little bit of that drinking water right now. All right. While well, I yap. Is that, is that yeah. how we started out? I yap, Pretty you much. drink. Mm-hmm. I need some sound effects here. But yeah, <laughs> we're here with Reggie to talk a couple books. Uh, and, and like I said throughout the podcast, we're, we're not doing all the books. So we will be skipping Reggie's Batgirl and the Terrifics. But we will be doing those next week. We will catch mm-hmm. up with those because especially Batgirl. I mean, we'll talk about it. The Terrifics is, I think, Jeff Lemire's last issue, right? Yeah, On the book. Is. So that that's and, pretty and important fact, to talk about. There's not much about. to say, but we, but we can get to it yeah, next week. Yeah. Not- and, uh, but Batgirl is one of the books that, you know, it hasn't been the, our favorite, but we, we like it. And it's a big character. But it's character, the Batman so. who well, yeah, well, we'll be doing that. So we will be doing that. that. But we are making sure that we talk, you know, the big books. And yeah. pretty much the biggest book that you're going to talk about, Reggie, is what? It is Heroes in Crisis number seven. Written by Tom King, art by Clay Mann, Travis Moore, Jorge Fornes, and Tomu Mori. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. Hickory dickory to hell with childish rhymes. Cause the beat is steady jumping. The bass is steady thumping and the book is badly written. Though the art is well made. Book is ultra pathetic. Pathetic. Book is ultra pathetic. Pathetic. Book is ultra pathetic. Pathetic. Fuck skeets. Pathetic. There we go. There go. See, I finally got to join in. I, yeah, I, little, that's all I want. Ultramagnetic MCs, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yes, that's, I could tell what was going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. We are, we're at issue seven now. Remember the fact: if you're out there saying, "Hey, there's two more issues left," well. From all we've been told, we have pretty much one story issue left and then right. a, t- a tagged on deal. Now, I can't tell you now the way Tom King plays things that that tag on number nine isn't going to be retroactively changing the things that the thing about this that's weird, uh, in, in my mind is you have a couple artists on this book and to have a couple artists on a number seven, mm-hmm. uh, as it goes on to me spells out that things have been changed. Some things have been, you know, messed around with, and this is not, you know, that Tom King does this a lot from, from what we can yeah. tell as he goes, he will rewrite things, uh, and try to, you know, make things work. Now, this is where if you're a Tom King fan, of course, you're going to get mad at us talking about this because I will spoil this. The three of us don't really like this issue and haven't really enjoyed the series. What I, I'm seeing with Tom King a lot of times, and it happens in Batman as well. Uh, Tom King, instead of recapping things, Tom King spends a lot of time in his books going back to fix things that he fucked up in earlier issues. <laughs> if he ends up showing that 
Booster Gold doesn't have a force field. He ends up trying to finagle his way yeah. out of it. Issues <laughs> from now. If the, you and this <laughs> isn't just this book or this issue, I will point to the fact that he ended up killing off pretty much Batman leaving KG Beast for dead in the middle of what was told to be the worst tundra ever. Nobody can get there. No communications. Five bat planes destroyed trying to get there and Batman walking 200 miles out, which made no sense. And then because people were like, Batman would never leave the beast there to die. He ends up later in issue down the line saying, oh, there were spies watching. They grabbed them and took them out. Well, how was that? When you spelled out. So what he does is he uses, he, he plays both sides of the coin yeah. here all the time. If he wants Harley to be able to try to stab Booster with a butter knife, you can't have shields then. Now all right. of a sudden, you do. In the story, The Gift, where this is what set up him going here, he didn't have force field at first, but then he did. So when did he lose it again to get it back for for Ted Court to fix it? Well, didn't it? Skeets repair it in issue two yeah, in this the, one? This is but the no, thing. But yeah, but now, yeah. But no, it, yeah. He, now he well, makes it like a centerpiece of this whole story. That's and they it's point like, the whole thing out for us. Not the, All I cared about when they pointed out how he has a force field when he's fighting Harley here was the idea, well, you, you bring up the idea that it was broken before, but you never told us why or yeah. how it was broken yeah, before. Yeah, and that's where right. I'm getting that he ends up and he tries to finagle his own things in and spends a lot of time coming up with reasons and excuses for what it seems to be errors from before. And so I want to know now, again, we're not done with this, but we have time travel involved. And it seems like Wally West with time travel being involved. Uh, it, where is he going to explain that? Because one of the things when Wally came into this book was that speedster time travel was shut down. So I want to see how that turns out. Now, also in this issue, in a weird kind of wink-wink way, is that Skeets isn't quite a time machine now. It's that he's a he, – he knows time signatures and time right. – think. it's so weird. And then to, he's, like to, a, he's like an IT staff for and time so, or yeah. something. And so <laughs> and, and instead of that now, you get Rip Hunter thrown in and, and yeah. all these things. But it just – everything goes – and this is beyond the fact that he ends up throwing characters in. And pretty much, again, this is going to be if you don't like Tom King – and I see reviews saying this i see user reviews saying this we all think this as well he writes characters in a way to force them into his own way to get them into the story and then acts like he's clever by explaining it and and it doesn't make sense harley in this whole deal is a rhyming and scheming yeah. and you know nursery rhymes and then tries to explain that but that doesn't explain why she's not acting like that in any other book that she's ever been but, in but, you know you know i was thinking about it i've been reviewing harley and i think suicide squad now for a couple of years but harley for several years yeah. and it's like they did they worked a lot to build a lot on that character in in both those books and she doesn't act and she acts differently in those no, books yeah. and neither of them are like this like no. who who is this all i kept thinking was who are they? who is everyone in this book yeah, they just that's, act that's the Bat, thing that girl doesn't behave anything like that no, girl of any does time not. that i know you know no, blue beetle doesn't behave like none yeah. of them you know they Booster, all seem like and they're bros because of the bros before heroes thing and he right. just ends up making the characters and now again he's making them his own and if you like Tom King, these are probably going to be your versions of the characters, but these characters are around at points, and he seems to just throw them in willy-nilly to do things that 
that he wants, even if it doesn't make sense with their character. Uh, he doesn't follow continuity, obviously, because we have a bunch of characters, Blue, Jay, all these others from before, which we pointed out before, that really aren't in this continuity and spelling out things that aren't. But you can throw that back at me, like, what is continuity anymore? But, hey, have somebody do something. Uh, but, yeah, the art looks great, but I just – this issue – well, I mean, why use these where, characters if yeah. they're not going to be recognizable? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, I know. why don't you just make another Watchmen? You could just you yeah. could just make like a, you know si- a simulation to these characters. You and, can tell a little like yeah. one-off story. But and, nobody and, would read that. No, uh, and, and with that, you, we're going to get the story, and you're going to go into it in a second, Reggie. But with this, you you do seem like it's pointing out that by the end, anybody who is upset, you know, he never wants to upset anyone, but yet he sets up the story to get everybody furious. And then to try the, – the thing is he's got to realize that, you know, first impressions and things like that, he is making – if he makes Wally, you know, every, oh, man, he's dead. And then at the end it's like, oh, man, he's still alive, but he's a villain? I, I mean, wh- who – what's better? And no, so with wow. all of this, I don't know what's going on and, and this mystery – where are the puddlers? Uh, who are they? <laughs> puddlers and, are dead. Yeah, and, and with that, where, where, who wrote that? Oh, Why? And puddlers. the AI, everything in this, this is hardly a mystery. The mystery is just like, okay, just what the fuck's going to happen by the end? That's the what mystery. Is, you know, I'll be honest, yeah, that, that truly is it. The, and the mystery is like, what is the meaning of anything? Like, yeah. what is? how does sanctuary work? And, you know, uh, Simon pointed out in Slack that, you know, this this issue is so far from the solicit copy, it's unbelievable yeah, you know because what I, mean? I think like, things are written on the fly I they're changed and, and, and tom that. king it's again like, i said if you like tom king and you love tom king he does write for his fans and things will change and if if poison ivy originally was supposed to be dead he gets too much flack from the poison ivy league he'll bring her back alive he will do these things he so will doesn't listen take much, folks, is what but is that doesn't say. make yeah but that doesn't give you a good story <laughs> Because he's always trying to backtrack and always trying to please this person and that person. He, to me, he seems to be the most, uh, he seems very, I don't know, needy. He seems like he just wants everybody to love him. And and unfortunately, everybody's not going to love you. And that is not a way to tell a story. You're never going to please everyone. And, And by the end of it, it does end up a mess. And this is a mess. But tell me what happened, Reggie. Well, we open up with, of course, uh, Wally West uh, telling some poems, going through a uh, flower uh, arrangement that reads, if you pull out on it, Heroes in Crisis. And I got to give oh, a shout out so I don't forget that uh, the art overall is good. But yeah. I got to say, I think that the coloring in this issue really clearly should, by yeah. itself could stand up and take a bow. It uh, it adds now, so much to every single page. And, and just an really- aside, uh, he does say that the poem that he's talking about is what was Linda yes. read at their, uh, wedding, at their wedding. And people no, have no. gone back to that issue. There was no poem. So this is completely made up as far as everybody. Not that who, continuity. Yeah, well, uh, that's the panel, thing. Uh, yeah. Off panel. That this it was is what I'm too. saying. But this is where you're but setting right, it right, up. Right, yeah. And there was no, there was no, yeah. you know, deal. So he, and he could have actually maybe even looked at, and you know, just the I- real moment, but it just was. the idea that he's saying also that Wally is using time travel to possibly cause a paradox that will screw everything. That he seems to be going back just to watch that wedding over and over or whatever. It doesn't even fit the continuity that we're in. No. I also with Wally, who 
uh, came back, but when he came back in Rebirth, this was not coming back. As right. married to Linda, Linda was just as lightning rod a girlfriend. They were together. Eventually, they would become a married couple and have kids, hopefully. But this whole deal with his kids, this was a past continuity, not this Wally West, but it's playing around with opening up things, which yeah. if this was going to be a story that was to open up, the continuity to make everything right with the old continuity then i'd be all for this i'd be so happy i i explained to eric what i you know a little script doctoring of having this and i think that that would have been the story to have happen where these these people are in sanctuary because they keep remembering things from a past continuity they think they might be crazy they're going nuts and then this would have been a story to open up that continuity then you could go with this but this isn't the continuity this character's from these missing years weren't the wedding and stuff like this this wally west is only like 23 it, you mm. know and you're telling me that he has 14 year old kids there there's a problem there there there's a big problem in the continuity Yo, so there's there's Wally an issue fucks, you, you, know you can saying? open it up you can open it up and sit there but yeah he would have had a kid at 10 so you know what's you know what going saying? on here but go on with what's going on <laughs> oh so this is where we get to the part where harley is just smashing away at booster but his shield is intact and she's saying nursery rhymes with like twists on them that have harley threats yeah. in them and uh, this right away, I'm like infuriated because this the whole scene it just makes no sense. Batgirl and Booster Gold are standing idly by Blue watching it happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, you're right. Blue Beetle. Uh, they're just chit chatting. They seem friendly enough, and that's when Blue Beetle explains that uh the shield is being kept uh I guess energized by Blue Beetle himself through the being ship. Conscious. His uh, consciousness yeah. His, and if if Blue Beetle's conscious, then the uh shield stays intact. So I, I like to imagine too when like the bug's just flying over some kind of city, just kind of hovering in a, in a weird park position. So when Batgirl also punches him out, it not only kills Booster Gold's force, but they crash. I imagine the bug <laughs> crash out of the sky. sky. Yeah. yeah, they crash. <laughs> Dead. That's it. Never Every, forget falls out. I mean yeah. I mean I mean, and then we go, we do cut to a nine-panel grid, which at this point we can avoid them totally. They uh, they add yeah. nothing at all. They're complete nothing. jokes. Yep. Uh, but it, in, a, in a few pages, Batgirl punches Blue Beetle in the face to knock him out, so that so that the shield will come down. And it's like, what the hell is this? What is happening? You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is so unlike what Batgirl would do. Would do how Blue Beetle would. Well, I'm Take still me. not even. Cons- I don't even know for certain why Backer would team up with Harley, except for they had a why moment for the idea. It doesn't, it doesn't because make the sense. Joker ended up hurting them both was the thing that he thought he could get the emotions in. But yeah, you even have this thing where he's like, you have Wally there, and like you said, you don't even need to read these confessionals. But he's like, I got through week one, good, I have a progress, talking about all this stuff. Linda, Irish, Jay, all of them, all gone, all gone from the three minutes that you had with them in this cut. This led yeah. what led to this was that he saw them in hyper time and then went to chase Zoom down to find out where he could go to find them then. He was never with them. He never got to them. He saw them. Barry said, we'll get back to that. Hyper time was shut down, and he ended up chasing Zoom because he needed to figure out a way that he could get to them. All gone. They were always gone. And this thing is everybody reading this gets so separated from the way that Wally got 
got into this book that people just go with it now. Yeah. And it, this, it doesn't make sense. It, it does not make sense. And, and so hinging it all on this family, that's fine and dandy. He's upset because he found out that he might have had a family in another continuity and he wants to get to them. It is a connection with Iris still, but there's still Iris around. Yeah, the real Iris is out it, it, there somewhere. It just pisses on Titans, you know what I mean, yeah. and everything that's been established since. Real it kind of does, but it still is the only book that is dealing with the idea that after Wally had his heart problem during the fucking, you know, what was that, the Lazarus yeah, contract, yeah. that he has this power with the Speed Force that allows him to take things and turn back time, like we see him, like you know, bringing the Rose back to life at the beginning. This is the only book besides for one instance in the Titans and the idea of That's why they true. shut down the Titans that is playing with this but idea, which the, I find very odd. But the Speed Force also time travel for speedsters is shut down. So I right. don't know if that affects him. We don't know. That was never explained. But he shouldn't be able to do that anyway. And like I said, the, the whole deal of this, he saw Iris Jay and, and Iris in the in uh, our Iris Jay and Linda in hypertime. There's still a Linda that's in this. Universe in this out right and about. Here, yeah. She's going to her job yeah, they today. Didn't work out. No, they didn't work out. But this is the thing, though. At least have them go there. I mean, he basically what he's saying, and yeah, you can say that that's crazy. But what he is saying here is, I want my make believe family back, and uh, uh, you know, we're we're talking about that. But that it, they're playing it off too much. Tom King is playing it off too much of the desperation of a guy wanting his family back, and everybody's like, "Yeah, I want the family back too." But uh, did they read the Flash War? Did they do they know how he got this character into this book? It doesn't make sense. And so after all these issues, it's just infuriating to me how he has thrown these characters in and made it just the story that he wants to tell without any sort of, you know, inkling of how they got here. Yeah. It just even Booster. Booster got here because the the guy couldn't understand time travel and paradoxes. <laughs> he he just ends up doing this. Harley's See, just is, here because it's Harley. I'm at a point in this book where I know Tom King is just going to be Tom King and not be able to tell any of these characters with their proper voices. The thing that really bothers me is that out of nowhere, like I said, he brought back this idea that Wally can, you know, use the speed force and like, you know, turn back time a little bit yeah. on objects and things. We saw him heal Dick Grayson before in the Titans issue. Yeah. We see him, see him here bring back a rose. I want to know how this power then makes a goddamn flower grow a full size uh, poison ivy who looks like she just came out of a Hellraiser it's movie. The there it is. There she it's is. like, what does that do? I know. Well, we'll that says a little extra magic, a little extra yeah. love. That's all you need. Oh. Sprinkling the magic. You know oh. what my magical what? ingredient is for anything like this? Salt. And that's what I love. like. Very I good. have. I have a lot. I have high blood pressure. Yes, you do. Yeah, I mean, here's and so, then just to get the things out of the way too. The intercut through this whole uh, issue are scenes where uh, the Flash is running back and forth between the Batcave and remote parts of. The world, I guess, looking for Harley Why and Booster. Why did he try all these other continents before it's, he it, tries it's, America? It's yeah. so – and even Batman points out you could use the Bat Communicator, but then the funny the, – the punchline is that he's faster than the Communicator, but it's obviously wearing him out. These pages are clearly not drawn by Clay Mann. I no. think they're drawn by Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This or, is sorry, added things Moore. here. And I'll be honest, Travis Moore, who was a very good artist not of his good. own – He's sort of doing a David Mazzucchelli style here. Uh, I think these were drawn Says very you. quickly. Very <laughs> yeah, quickly, I think that they were I'm added saying. in. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think something I think was these changed. Were slotted in and not long ago is my it's point. It's weird so. to have this extra artist in a number seven issue That's, of, of these, pretty much. And these scenes are like the most nothing 
There's nothing happening in these seasons. That's the thing. It's, like, you guys talk about the idea that, like, you know, things might have been changed. Like, they had to rewrite some stuff and throw some stuff in so we had some artists come in. I just like to think that, you know, we can't charge four ninety nine for this because you only have 15 pages yeah. here, Tom King. Right, I actually, I'm add some I actually stuff think that, that there might have been something else that, again, it seems as if how they're spelling it out, the next issue, number eight, is the end of the story. Then we're going to have a epilogue type issue for number nine i can only think that something in not that was changed here but was changed in the number eight that would change something else that was in place and then they had to fill space like i said i agree with you i think that this flash and batman is filler but i think that it was because something else got lifted out because it didn't make sense with the next issue also it just kind of goes against how they were acting in the price, which in Batman and Flash, I mean, we hear their best buds, they're hanging out and stuff like that. It's just that nothing ever jives, and it's just there. And by the end, I did see a lot of people say that by the end of reading this, they, they were just confused. I mean, and this is where we're getting to the end of the series, and people are getting more confused as they go on. Yeah. And it seems like maybe the last issue should have been Superman giving the speech and then get the hell out of here. Uh, because <laughs> at least people, but done, people are, they, me and Eric had a little <laughs> bet of where the, you know, the critics rating would end up. And boy, Eric, you were I, wrong. I'm telling <laughs> you, I was getting right there. Then out of you nowhere, were, all of these oh low scores came in. Oh, oh my shit. God. Uh, it it plummeted. It plummeted. Uh, but well, usually uh, you see speaking, the later scores go higher. I feel like but, I was watching it happen in real time, too. Yeah, yeah. Finish it up, Reggie. What else happens? Well, uh, so speaking of Superman, uh, after Batgirl knocks out Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Gold Shield goes down, uh, Harley's about to murder Booster Gold, and he seems okay with it, actually, at one yeah, point. Yeah, he uh, seems Batgirl, like he's just done. He's like, he resigned. And then, just like on the cover, Superman shows up and separates what? Harley and Booster. No, and says, that is uh, not no. what happens. No, nope, he's not like, even in here. You, know, you, didn't, you didn't see that scene in the air? Yeah, just like no. On the- no. Uh, no, actually, Superman does not appear anywhere in this fucking comic at all. It's a total uh, bullshit uh, bait-and-switch cover. Uh, but now that uh, Harley is not going to kill Booster, they're best friends. And now the four of them are going to team up uh, together to, to find the Wally mystery West. Of Wally West? <laughs> yeah, how he's five days older? It's been five days since the massacre at Sanctuary, apparently. And since that Wally West was five days old, if they hurry, Jim and Eric... They hurry. I just got confused. Maybe they can get him. Are you listening? Yes. If they hurry. Yes, if they hurry. Get him before he dies. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now. Yes, but, but with that, you do also see... Uh, it's like, how do they know when he... You know what I mean? Like, I when did he die? Like, five the days day, up, we better hurry. And, like, and with that, you go into what looks like the right Parliament of Flowers. You have a That's lot of right. flowers. That's There's right. not tree, but, but in they're in order for him there. to die right now, he already has to go back in time to that point and get murdered. Yeah, because he's there with Poison Ivy. He's like, I'm sorry. You know, you I know tried that. to help. Oh, no, you did help. You come back. No, no, just wait. My death is here. I'm going to die. And then you have, you know, one more thing of him getting what all upset. What's the set of Poison weeks. Ivy that was I know, really. Oh, she's growing. And he, then you have uh, one last confessional. I got three weeks in. I didn't think I'd take this long. Well, I guess I got to wait till number four. There you go. Done. Done and done. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't. It's very odd, though, because I was going back up. and looking. 
looking at things, trying to figure out where Flash was before, because we saw two issues ago, I think it was, uh, where, you know, Booster knocked out Flash and they can get his, you know, information. And I thought for some reason in my mind that they stayed right there at Barry's lab in order to go through the information. But it looks like they actually took it back to Cord Labs, but like uh, Cord uh, Industries yeah. to go and look th- through things where we, I guess, in Gotham, where Batgirl and Harley find them. But it's just such a weird thing because all these different things, like it was daytime at Central City and then it was nighttime at Gotham when they were going to go do it. Now, here yeah. it's daytime during the Wally West stuff in Poison Ivy, but it's nighttime where Bar- Batgirl, Harley, Booster, and uh, Blue Beetle. And I'm like, I don't so know when crazy. any of this is going down. Yeah, I don't either. I- I'm telling you, the, it's, it, the, the story has gotten overly confusing. And by the end, I just, I don't see, now maybe he'll surprise us all and everything will make sense and it'll be Hopefully. an M. Night Shyamalan ending. We'll be a holy crap, but we'll see. What a twist. I, I have a feeling that, you know, I think we're away. It's just time travel nonsense and things like that. But again, then why? What is going on? Why did it go on? What, you know, the deal? And I just, that I travel hope, shut down, Jim. What are you I talking hope, about? I know. Well, five, five days. I don't know what's going on. It just, it just gets old. me upset. Uh, but the, uh, the, yeah, peace part. That's, I was thinking that's nine days old, but I'm sure that Harley will oh, say yeah. five days old. Sure. I'm waiting for it. Peace for a chat. Peace for it's cold. That Wally West is five days old. Hey, oh, hey I'm superheroing. Look at me. Maybe, maybe Tom King heard that I'm going to kill Aaron if it turns out that Skeets is behind this. And that, that's what he changed because he's just well, like, something, well, something let me get that motherfucker because who's getting me on Twitter. I have a feeling that it was one of those where it was going to be an AI thing, that that makes it a dream. And then it becomes too much like Mr. Miracle. People were already c- complaining about it. So it changed. that would be my idea. But what would you give this, Reggie? Oh, uh, yeah, I hated it. And uh, I think that the... Story itself sucks. The dialogue is really the most deflating thing, but the story really isn't very good. The mystery is not compelling. It's more confusing and enraging, and uh, the coloring was great. So I gave this a yeah. three point five out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go four, uh, just to be a little positive. Me too. Uh, because yeah, I um, I like the art. I like the so colors. Um, but boy, it just I mean, here's the thing: we we get uh, accused of. Sounding like a broken record with Tom King, but you know, it's because I keep seeing the same things and they're just not hitting with me. I can't just put things aside because of emotion's sake, which a lot of Tom King fans like to do. He likes to play with emotions. He likes to play with deconstructing characters. The problem is half of the time he destructs characters. It's It's, not deconstructs. He he just blows them up. This is beyond anything I've ever read as far as like writing characters so far out of their normal yeah. pocket you know what i mean like i this is not really something that's ever bothered me this this much where i've Remember, seen like hey eh, you know if people are saying that we're nonsense i mean go back to the arc with the demon realm and wonder woman who was suddenly from moscow <laughs> you you look good does, <laughs> does Batman. i, I mean uh, crazy is good yes what? this good yes <laughs> You look good, though, yeah. I like the Yankee blue jeans that you wear, the man of the back. Now that I, mean, I really. love. I love that. It's it nonsense. So it's complete nonsense. Oh, your babushka look good as a man of bat. Oh, oh you're my very goodness gracious. Me. But yeah, I'm going for it. You're going with that as well, Eric? 
I'm going to go positive with you, and that's pretty much for the case where I do really enjoy the art. Even the fill-ins, yeah. I don't think were terrible. But uh, they were okay. the, the main reason I'm going to go positive is because I am one step closer to what I want, where now Poison Ivy's resurrected, and oh. we will have the War of the Green really at say, some I point. I thought you were going to say one step closer to being finished. Oh, that too. All right. <laughs> but uh, like I said, here's the thing. If it ends in a way that everything is explained – uh, you know, then I'm, and then I'm in. I said this all along with Mr. Miracle, and by the end it was a dream world that he accepted that, that ain't an ending to me. That people just yeah. wanted that to continue. They wanted everything to be left untouched. So they went with that and, and enjoyed that. I didn't want that, and I wanted a story that made sense, and that's what I want from this. And yeah, I don't see any red skies, Reggie. Do you? There no, no crisis. I don't see no red sky. You, know, you see no skies crisis. of red. I don't see the red sky. They come man. down. You want the sickle and the hammer coming down on you, men of bat. Nonsense. Tell us about the next book, which actually, me Simon was yelling at me about in the Slack chat. It is Dial H for Hero, and uh, when you get to it. Simon told me that uh, he'll uh, quite uh, he'll argue with me if I don't like this book. So we'll see if he's going to argue with me. I'd love to see uh, the two people it? arguing in the slack. Yeah, <laughs> we get to the argue with the slack. <laughs> uh, the book is Dial H for Hero, number one, written by Sam Humphreys, art, and uh, he did the cover also. Joe Quinones. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. It's rhyme time. It's rhyme time. Time to put the comic books in rhyme. How do you do? I hope all is well. Not like that stunt jumping kid, Miguel. His life is trash. I mean, it really sucks. He works on his uncle's mayo truck. When he makes a jump is when he feels alive until he misses and takes a long form dive. When a phone appears, that's kind of fun. It says a dial eight. He should dial nine one one. Oh, sucker. I yeah, dialed the real number, 912. 911's a joke, I heard. 912 is, oh, is yes. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so this 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 was uh, an all right time with this. Uh, we meet a brand new character, Miguel. Yep. Who uh, is... Uh, not Robbie who, Reed. It's not for me. That, oh, my. <laughs> Eric was already out immediately. He already uh, dropped yeah, that's his. the thing is, I, I was actually going into this because the idea of a new Dial H, I'm like, that tickled me a bit because even in the last issue of the Doomsday Clock, where we saw all of those heroes going to Mars, in one of their spaceships, we did see Robbie Reed, who is the original Dial H-er. So I'm like, okay, that'd be a cool way to bring that character back in order for it to all come together for this continuity. But even with this new character, Miguel, and the idea that, you know, Sam Humphreys, either he wants to create something new or had no idea what a Dial H was – He's doing something completely different here, and whether it's going to stick the landing, I don't know. But I just know for the first. We're going to have here, to see. I mean, other people have had the dial. Well, uh, there was a dial H with sign of my, the Myville yeah. Myville. Yeah, if, if it's if it's not Nelson Chen, where it kind of got passed around. So if it's, it's, it's not like Nelson it's Chen, be Reggie, I, no, I'm no. out. Nelson Who? Chen for me or nobody. Right, Nelson right. That's your, that's your guy. Exactly. Yeah, that's New Fifty Two. But yeah, it changes all the time, so it, that it, doesn't it, bother it, me. Even the, the style of what the phone is and how it works, and when you get the superhero, like what's going on with this whole thing? Like, it, it, there are, stuff out there, it's kind of odd. There are new, there are new, new changes so far. There's nothing I feel like to be too negative about. But anyway, look, so we meet this kid, and uh, yeah. one of his first big memories is when he uh, tried to do a dive off the diving board and cracked his head on it, and uh, he blacks out. He comes to, he's being taken to the hospital by Superman. Yeah, who, uh, looks a little weird here, but that's all right. And uh, that's huge. He, Dreamy. Superman <laughs> uses his X-ray vision on his brain to make sure he doesn't—he's not too messed up. And now he's the kid is like, a, now. 
He's an adrenaline junkie. He's constantly, you know, skateboarding, backyard wrestling. He's scaling cliffs. He's go karting. He's a kid from the 90s. I got you. Exactly. He's extreme living, but, you know, during his daytime, he's got to work on the mayo truck where everything is made of mayonnaise, including the fries. Uh, yeah, his uncle owns it. That does sound quite amazing, I have to say. Sounds uh, so uh, disgusting, is, but I, I was okay it. with the idea of the mayo fries until you find out that the fries themselves are made of they mayo. I thought, mayo. Exactly. Gonna be, yeah, I thought it was going to be French fries with this mayo. Is not a, this is yeah, not they're a made of mayo. That you would get crazy. in Belgium, you know, where you just dip them in your mayo. No. Now, would any of you try the mayo shake? No, I, I would not. No, I love mayo, I, I, and I'm one. I, I'm like the French. I, I do eat my French fries. With some mayo, and I Gross. do like that. I like it. I, I don't mind. Just, it's just yeah. a condiment. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, with this though, it's, it's kind of weird where Superman affected him, also Naomi, these wonder comics deal. Superman is a big thing when not even being involved with it. But, uh, yeah. I'll, I do I'll like tell that, you. Though. The I amount of people I that were it. affected by Superman being Superman, I'm like, that's sure. a cool concept. Yeah, like it just that, is yeah. weird that we have a couple, and also Wonder general, Twins. You know I mean? Wonder yeah. Twins had Superman. Yeah, Wonder uh, Twins are only there because Superman had a favor for their dad. It's just Young Justice that Superman doesn't really have that much of a, a connection to uh, yet. But, yeah, all these other scenes yeah, set yeah. up by Superman. Uh, yeah, and, and with this whole deal, I I liked it. I liked this issue a lot. Yeah. I don't like Sam Humphreys one bit. I, I don't think that he's a very memorable writer. I think that he writes some things that are instantly forgettable. I did like the beginning of his Green Lanterns, but that went wonky very quickly. This yeah. is probably my favorite issue that he's written. That, that I've read. I can see that. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really like nothing this. this I, I'll be honest, even even as a fan of Dial H, when, not that I would be so sacred with the continuity anyway, but there's yeah. nothing in this issue that really could offend you. And there's a lot of nice moments. You know, I, yeah. I do like this character, Miguel. I like, I like Miguel I, a lot. The, He's done a good job of running like away summer. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the bad girl running away, who, by the way, if this wasn't 2019, she would be smoking cigarettes. You know that's yeah, true. Yeah, But uh, true. she's like the runaway. She's like the bad girl in town. Yeah. And uh, you know that she's going to be the loose cat, the wild card of this operation. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he he talks to her for a while. He actually gives her a sandwich that isn't made from mayo. So she's uh, very grateful. His uncle's like, come clean out the mayo traps. Now, like, uncle's now, a how jerk. Dark, how dark? How do you think this book's going to get with the idea of why Summer doesn't want to go home? The whole thing, hey, you got anything that's not made of mayo? I don't think that we'll deal with that that much. Okay, Uh, but I I want to know what happened with Miguel's parents too. I mean, we don't we get a lot of yeah, we get a lot of things just thrown out there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I want to see what's going on, but yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's clearly remains. I, I bet you maybe they're trapped we'll in the H dimension or something yeah, like we'll, this. Yeah, we'll see what's going on. But I, with I that, the concept of mayo traps, because if they're frying mayonnaise in what you would have to assume would be grease, the, uh, the yeah. grease coming from that must really be, <laughs> yeah, be the something best. monumentally so uh, good. said The other thing I like about this is it does uh, look like Miguel is going to eat. They made a ramp. He's going to jump. It looks like the Simpsons when it's Bart was going to jump. Yeah, that's Springfield Gorge. I loved it. Yeah. It made me laugh that's so much. immediately what I thought yeah. of. And I'm like, like yeah, even, I'll go with even that. Even if he hadn't messed this whole thing up with how big this gorge looks, yeah. done, because the ramps are shoddily made. So by the time he gets down to the bottom of the ramp, there's a board that sticks up that made him flip his bike over. Yep. But like, even if this was perfectly constructed, he is falling to his death yeah, in the Springfield Gorge it. here. It's Springfield Gorge. Yeah. And it made me laugh. And Homer, when he fell, he hit like everything down. And then he was okay. But uh, yeah, Superman. Uh, isn't there to save him this time, but
but luckily for him, the dial shows the bat, up. Bat the bat phone from Batman yeah. 66. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's there. He grabs on it. It tells him the dial is, H for it's, here. It's a whole weird thing now with this phone. Like, I'm just thinking about the dial itself back in the original continuity, how you would have to spell out, like, a hero and stuff like that yeah. for dial H for hero stuff. But now it's actually, you know, you, a phone that appears. It talks to you through the receiver, and you actually just have to hit the number four you with hit the H a with button. A. It doesn't yeah. even look like it's a dial, and I think that maybe they did that because most people don't know what a rotary dial is anymore and it would confuse I mean, them uh, so they, it's just I like hit that because uh, they just you just hit a button i'm surprised it isn't a cell phone uh yeah. at least it's this and yeah he hits four which has the h and no, then no, no. In the deal. if you look it he does spin it around at that one point on the does next he page when he grabs it? A, yeah that, okay, yeah, I do see the click then. So that is funny. That's right, he he's does. doing it, yeah. All right. Yeah, I, 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 it's weird that that lights up. So he it, it actually, ends I up lighting up. I didn't see that the up. first time either, so yeah. yeah. So it looks like a button. But yeah, he does dial it, which is pretty cool. Which would be funny if they played with a little idea like, what? I don't know how to work this well, thing. Well, I'm telling this you, even this whole thing. thing where it shows up as an actual red rotary phone that you then – it talks to you, like I said. Then yeah. when you actually dial H, it turns into the phone booth from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and yeah. goes through the ground where yeah. you then get your power. I'm like, there is so much going on here. I'm like, I just want to know how much the Sam Humphreys knew about Dial H for Hero well, before this or if he was just winging it. It, it, you don't know what research he did, but there was an interview that he said that Brian Michael Bendis said to him, Hey, I'm doing this Wonder Comics. You want to do Dial H? He had no idea what Dial H was. Oh. He, and this is where we said Simon, I think, actually pointed out because of my rant that they always get writers and not stories. They, they just say, Hey, you're going to do this. Yeah. And that's what they did. But. That's where you can get away with it a little with Dial H because well, of the I'll, fact I'll that not that you, many Sam people Humphreys, know about it. Sam Humphreys might be a fellow who could be fed a story now and again. So yeah, maybe yeah. Not... Uh, and then also he could also go back and read, I mean, That's by true, that yeah, point. But, it's not, it's not but at a point, uh, and maybe this will be something cool I, because I, what, he's – One little thing here, and I thought this might be a, a kind of thing that would raise Eric's hackles, is uh, when uh, Miguel's going – well, yeah, and they, they might have been raised, so, but if you didn't feel okay. it, they weren't. But if, when he's going down, uh, falling in that phone booth, he's remembering that, oh, you know, the one, like the poster I have of Superman stepping out of a phone booth. In a, in a world where Superman is real, that would not be a poster of Superman. No, Basically, that would not be. That he's got the thing is, <laughs> even though it becomes the Bill and Ted phone booth and the whole idea that this is one of the things where it becomes a phone booth to have that whole cl- classic hero cliche about changing in the phone booth like this, I do like it for one thing because it does kind of harken back to Nelson Gent in the he- – like, yeah. you know, dial H of the new because. Gent. I'm just joking. joking. I thought that was a cool idea. This whole idea, all right, you're going to take on a hero persona, so it's going to happen within this phone booth. Because, like I say, I'm going to throw shade in, like, left and right for the idea that it's not the original thing. But having us reimagine thing, I don't hate it either. No, I don't. I just wish that Wonder Comics would be its own continuity because we already have these things. Yeah, I would love that. This is is another one of those books. This would be great if it was its own continuity. And then my score would actually go up. I still liked it, though, and I do like it. So hits I. the H. Uh, you see a bunch of heroes react where they're, you know, their foreheads get the four, four on, the four on there with the, the, the GHI and they're like, oh no, Alfred, and it's fun, also, including I mean, Alfred. Yeah. Alfred's Which would be, car. It'd be hilarious if you become Alfred. It'd be the best. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you have this going on. Yeah. And Snapper, which is crazy, but he goes in and ends up, you know, turning into monster truck. 
And again, I love Monster Truck. This reminds me of Road Rage that we just had in the new 52 review with Deathstroke. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I I love love this Monster Truck. I like how the art changes to a 80s style comic book. It's definitely a Liefeld, Jim Lee type inspired. Yeah. I don't know, though, what happens when this happens. No, I don't either. It's all a bunch of thrown together things. And that's my biggest. It's not a complaint. Because I did like I like the trash talk. I like the you know Oscar La Vista cars which truck fit right force. in. Yeah, so you're having all of this. My worry is, is that we're just gonna get this sort of nonsense each issue where all of a sudden it yeah, you know, and again, are we gonna have open window man? I mean that was part of the so. China Melville oh, deal. Smoke stack guy China and- Melville probably expanded it more than anybody. This is more or less what Dial H is like, you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. you see the heroes, they try, it, there was a time in the, in the 70s, they were trying to fit like three and four per issue. So if you saw them for two panels, that was, that yeah. was as good as you got. And here I'm just worried that it's going to end up. It's yeah. cool. I just well, think it's going to end up if we have six issues and each issue has five pages of here's the origin of, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, slippery slope. And then you see this guy and <laughs> I don't need that. Like I, I want it to go well with the one. story, not just have these vignettes, every issue just to fill space. They look cool. I had well, fun with it. The thing is he dialed H. He became freaking, what was his name? I can't even remember his Monster name. Monster truck. Mo- Monster truck. Even though I like the character, he became this and somehow saved him from falling to his death in the Springfield Gorge. But when he comes out of it, now he's around a bunch of smash cars, even police cars in the middle of, you know, a, uh, a car lot. Yeah. And I don't understand what happened. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I, I, I want to have more, you know, let, show us what's going on. It's fun. And, and seeing that the first time in monster truck and I'm fun and he has smashing cars. So you would think that I guess he's smashing them in real life as well, which it's is weird. very odd. Um, but well, th- th- that's what we're, you know, that's what the story hopefully will unfold. We'll find out what, what's Great. going on there. And he's there uh, laying there with the, the, uh, you know, the dial right there next to him. He picks it up and starts running. Uh, usually in these type of stories, you'll get some other nefarious people after the dial as well. You know, that, that's well, usually even the a running idea that deal. The, the person within this phone, yeah. the, the mysterious operator, which we right. find out from like, you know, he's going to show you a place called the hero verse. Like, you know, all of these things, or even the idea that, you now have the H dial here. There's other people out there that are going to want to take this from you, like the Thunderbolt yeah. Club. Like they're throwing like the idea of the operator of the Thunderbolt Club. All of these things seem like fun stuff. Yeah, well, I yeah. just and hope I, that it I'm plays gonna, out more than Monster Truck, which I'm I still didn't enjoy. I'm going to spell it out right now. I believe that the way that uh, Sam Humphreys is going to play this is he's going to use the dial and all this as being a surrogate for like a Shazam. I think that he's going to have the Miguel and this girl, oh, and this we're going to have we're going to have a couple issues of man, that's cool. Let's be so, this. Let's try so like this. Like the live action TV show Shazam where they went yeah. around and the. I'm <laughs> saying, but it'll be just the the fun of a kid dialing the dial, and I, I can deal with that. We I think that this is I only. Six issues myself. So. I did too. But yeah, I, I think well, that even looking at I can the go end here, you see the operator. He looks like the wizard Shazam when he's sitting yeah. there talking to yeah, Miguel that, on the saying, other end. Of the phone. I, I think that this is going to end up being a dial H for Shazam. It's going to be like I said, just I like kind Shazam. of a a way to kind of have that Shazam feel in this, and that's why they went younger, all that stuff. And I, I and yeah, Thunderbolt Club. I mean, really, it seems to really be pointing to that. I'm okay with it. I, I keep it light. I think that might keep be the Johnny fun. Thunder Thunderbolt yeah, Club. Yeah, they'll keep it, keep it fun and stuff like that. And, you know, mix in, I, I do want to see him 
kind of get some heroes that we know, but also I like the dial to get us these crazy ones. I like so again the new fifty two and Fat Flash. I mean mm-hmm. things like that. Hilarious. Nelson Jet as the Flash. Yeah, was so great. great. That, it was, was that, so was great. A, that was a, a really good series. Even though. the yeah, Flash tie into that issue where he lost his powers mysteriously and yeah. then got him back. I'm like that was yeah, great. Yeah, and then got him back. Too. Yeah, it was. It was so good. And that that series, the Dial H series in the new fifty two. Me and Reggie. That's kind of when we first started really talking to each other about stuff because we both liked that series and it was because it was goofy fun so as long as sam humphreys again keeps it light has some fun reveals this mystery of both of these kids parents or what happened whatever don't get too dark have it go on and and have some fun with it and you have a kid now i'm having to be a hero and now he is so yeah i really like i love when you sound threatening jim as long as sam humphreys that's right as long as he does it i don't need a lesson i don't need any social commentary (laughs) and keep your jokes to yourself you you don't Uh, you're not a jokester I don't know if we mentioned it, by the way. At at the end, Summer, uh, she stole the mayo truck, and she picks up uh, Miguel, and they're going to take off. They're leaving town. Yeah, I'm telling you. I got you now. I'm close to loving this issue. That's how much I liked it. And again, I I said earlier, when I read Shazam this week, it it was one of those that this week I needed something to make me smile and and (laughs) stuff like that and forget about shit. And this was another one that did it. And this was very close to being as good as Shazam. It really is. And it shocked me because I did not expect to like it uh, as much as I did. And uh, so I think I'll give the score first because I think I'm going higher than anybody. I'm giving an eight, five. I thought that the art was great. I'm looking forward to the next issue. Now, again, I love that first wonder twins issue. Second (laughs) issue. I didn't like it. I'm worried that, you know, blow all your load on this first one and then not have a direction of where to go. And that's what happened to Wonder Twins in my mind. Everything that I liked about that that whole deal was the first issue, and then it, it already lost track of what it was trying to do. But we'll see. Uh, what do you give it, Reggie? Yeah, we shall see. I mean, this this is a book of great potential. There really is nothing, even as a seasoned Dial H for Hero fan, as, I, as I'm as i going to call myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I had no problem with the you know, kind of new things implied about the Dial and how it's going to work. Uh, it just depends. We'll just have to see how it comes out. I gave this a nice even 7.5 out of 10. By the way, I do think the art is terrific. That's it is great. My alley. Yeah, it's that's, great. That was fun. What about you, Ar? Me, I had a lot of fun with this, and I really did not expect it going into it, but I can't give it higher than a 7.8 out of 10 right now for what we got out of it. Right now, there's a lot of stuff that's thrown out there. It's just the recreation for no real reason of all these aspects of the H-Dial. It seems odd to me, but for what it is, I still like it. The art's amazing, and right now, I like Miguel enough. It's just I don't know enough about I don't even know his last name from this first issue. I don't think they even said it once. I would just like, oh, Miguel my. Shay. He's like That's a brother. Yes, he but is. No, no, this is uh, something that I'm going to look forward to because right now this could be my favorite Wonder comic for what we're getting. Nice, nice. Uh, but now we're going to go off. Uh, do you and Chris have a book this week? We do Reggie? have a uh, book, and, and we will very shortly have a segment yes. for you to put on here for Books uh, yes. of Magic number five, I think. Nice. Whatever it was, five or six. All right, but it's Books of Magic you guys are talking about? Yeah, yeah. actually, now I now I realize because Chris, Chris sent me an email earlier, a message earlier about that book, so uh, we'll see how he likes that. We're going to go to that now, and then me and Eric will be back with some mail.
welcome back to the Sandman Universe segment on the Weird Science DC Comics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And we have one book which closes a the initial arc of what series? That would be Books of Magic, and it is issue number six. The story is called A Twist in the Narrative by Cat Howard, Tom Fowler, Jordan Boyd, and Todd Klein. Now, uh, when we left Tim, he was still in the dreaming, trying to find a way out. Mm-hmm. But here we open with Tim at his house, getting ready to leave for school. Yes, he woke so, up. Yeah. yeah, so we're not sure how he got out of the dreaming, but I'm really glad he did because I didn't. I didn't need 22 pages of him trying. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we could just take it. I mean, honestly, I could just take it for granted that he woke up or he woke up is fine. He slipped yeah. out. That's fine. Yeah, because I was afraid with the with the track record this book has. It's true. Yeah, we could have had 22 pages of him running around the dreaming. Uh, glad <laughs> we did not. Now, Mister Hunter, his uh, one armed father, he asks where he's headed. And Tim gets kind of snotty with him. He's yeah. like, he's like, I'm going to school. What do you, you know, it's all I'm allowed to do. I'm going to school. Uh, so outside, Tim runs into his owl yo-yo, and together they head towards school by way of that park that Hetty hangs out in. Mm-hmm. Now Tim asks her if she would mind terribly if Yo-Yo hangs out with her birds today, and uh, she says, "Don't ask me. Let's ask the birds." And the birds agree that it would be a great idea. That's nice. Isn't it? Uh, Tim finally arrives at school, and the place is just crawling with cops. Now, Tim weaves his way through the crowd and toward his locker, where he runs into that asswipe bully who I I don't think has a name yet. I don't believe that's true, yeah. And I I did kind of flip back through older scripts. We never named him before, so... Never uh, named him, yeah. Now, uh, he is is pleased as punch, and he gleefully informs Tim that his little girlfriend has been kidnapped. Or maybe she disappeared just like magic because, you know, Tim would know nothing about that. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> now, uh, the asswipe hushes up real quick when Dr. Rose shows up. Yeah, she's got his number. Uh, in class, mm-hmm. Dr. Rose talks a bit about that missing girl, suggests that everyone continue as usual for now. After class, she asks Tim to join her in her office and she reams him out about being away. He tells her all about being in the dreaming and meeting that new dream, and she assures him that the moth baby is not the new dream, or Morpheus. However you want to say it, folks, I know it's confusing, but that's how it is. Uh, She then directs him to a scrying dish on her desk. It's basically a shallow, water-filled platter, which I guess does the job, and she claims it will help him see. Uh, Before he can, though, another student bursts into the office to tell Rose that a detective would like to see her in the library. And so she leaves Tim alone with his dish of water. Yes, and he looks into it, and nothing happens. Uh So then he wields that magic screwdriver thing, and he commands it to tell him where she is. And the, the bubbling water just parts, and we see the locker area of the school. And uh, what we can see uh, as folks present there is that creepy librarian from a couple issues back, and he's holding a book under his arm. Mm. You know, Tim doesn't know everything that we readers do, so he doesn't make any kind of connection here. He just thinks the scrying dish is showing him random things. Then the water begins to bubble again, and when it parts, he can see his mother's face in the platter. Uh, He's then interrupted by a weak voice calling his name. It's the voice of Mr. Brisby. That's the dead teacher from three issues ago Mm -hmm. uh, who was deaded by Dr. Rose. He follows that voice to something that looks sort of like a hat box, and inside of it is a skull. So it's more of a skull box Mm. uh, with a third eye of sorts painted on its forehead. The skull spills the beans that Rose killed him and claims that she did so to stop him from helping Tim. 
He tells Tim to return to the place where he almost found his mother, and that was the alleyway where he fried all those homeless or cloaked people that one night. That was at the end of the first issue, I think. Right? I think so. Uh, I think so. That was a early long, long time ago. That's when he first, first like, was wielding the magic. Yeah, that's when it happened. Yep. Now, uh, Dr. Rose storms back in, and then Tim presents her with the skull. He's like, hey, you want to tell me about this? And she cops to killing Brisby, and she claims that she only did so in order to protect Tim, because, you know, Brisby is a lying liar who lies oh, all the time. Good enough, then. Good enough, yeah. That's, you know, let the punishment fit the crime. <laughs> now, uh, Rose then hands over Ellie's headband, which she found in the library. She claims that it was hidden by magic, apparently. Now, Rose suggests that Ellie is still alive and that she was only taken in order to hurt Tim. She then tells him she may have found a way for Tim to find his mother, and she makes a map appear in the scrying dish, which uh, you know, kind of goes against what the skull told him just moments ago. Mm-hmm. Now, Rose refers to Brisby as a member of the Cold Flame, which is an organization dedicated to evil. So, uh, you know, I guess it's a good thing he's dead. Sure. Uh, now, if only we can get his skull to shut up, I guess. <laughs> uh, now, Rose tells Tim that they can look for both Ellie and his mother. However, he needs to choose the order in which they do so. And since her protection spell is starting to fade, he needs to do so quickly. Now, he chooses Ellie, since she was taken against her will, while his mother actually chose to leave. And uh, she's like, okay, pack up and we'll go. And before they do go, Tim heads back to his house in order to put his father into a trance. Yeah, which we saw that he could do in the second issue when he he talked about convincing him to buy him a bunch of... uh... Turns and Dragons toys, or maybe I'm mixing. Yeah, the little figurines there. or something. The figurines. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, it looks like something's about to kick off. To me, this felt like the end of an arc, at least in the beginning of a new, like a bridge, a yeah. bridge maybe to something. But I'm not sure how they're they're really chopping these up. Like we're more trained to believe that this is where it should end. <laughs> this and, is it. Yep. Uh, that is that is a training that. Uh, uh, we should, or I should endeavor to break. Uh, but what did you think of this one overall? Um, I thought this was the strongest issue, maybe the strongest issue yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the fact that things happen, and we were, we don't get answers really, but we're getting we're getting breadcrumbs now. Yeah, where. Uh, you know, we we never know how long these series are going to last. You know, this could go a hundred issues. We could we could find out it's being canceled after ten. I mean, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that we're actually getting a little bit of momentum on finding his mother because I don't know if that's going to be the overarching, you know, the overarching plot the entire volume. Right? Like, is that always going to be kind of bubbling in the background while he's doing other stuff? But uh, I, I got to say, like, we're six issues in, and it's nice that we're getting a little bit of momentum on that instead of just be like, oh, your mom, and eh, we'll get to that. Well, we're actually getting people who know, or, or Rose, is, she knows something, at least. Whether it's going to be an overarching thing that's going to last over, you know, possibly the entire length years, of the series, yeah. years, or whether it's going to be something that's going to be uh, done in one story, it's good to get to it now. You're right. Uh, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd hate to see a lot of more muddling around and... Uh, at least a mention of it, you know. Let's, you know, sure. <laughs> let it pop in now and again. Let let a shimmering vision of his mother appear now and now and again to give us uh, an idea that that's still lurking in the background as a main story. Uh, yeah. I I enjoyed this a lot. I felt like it did kind of like like you say, click some tumblers into place. Uh, I was glad to see sort of like uh, it, it's been unclear to me of which way we should go with Rose Walker. <laughs> this pretty much. Put me, put her on the. I don't really trust you all the way side. You know what I mean? Like you're definitely gonna. Uh, not that. Not that I. She was totally trustworthy, but it was. Uh, you know, we needed a signal. 
And I think we got it in this issue with uh, the yeah. whole thing with Brisby. And, and of course, you know, I love that magic stuff, the all the all the magic-y scenes. Uh, that's the kind of thing I can't get enough of. My problem, of course, what do you, you know, you know what it is, Chris? <laughs> it's the number of issues it took to get here. I don't think it was yes. necessary to play it out that long. I think this could have lost two easily. easily. Uh, and we would have had a nice... More compact, full, and not even that compact of a story, frankly. It would it, it would still been loose. It yeah. still would have been pretty loose, I think. You still would have had, you know, seeds of him going to class and, you know, uh, more or less just living his life just to show you that uh, there is a mundanity to it uh, with the mm-hmm. magic. But I can't deny that it's it's definitely holds my interest, and I like Tim Hunter as a character a lot. And sure. I, wa- I want to see him succeed and, you know, develop his magic and... Uh, that's a good thing to want to come back to read a comic. Uh, Absolutely, you know that that's that's really what the name of the game is. So, uh, you know, I, I I like this, and I think this is probably oh I don't know my second favorite series of the uh, Sandman universe after the Dreaming. I would definitely say this is the other book that I feel I, I look forward to uh, the most. What'd you give this one on the site? I gave it a ten. No, no, I gave it an oh. eight out of ten. Yeah, uh, I would only drop it half a point for those reasons I mentioned. But as far as uh, comic quality, and I, I think you could say this for the Sandman universe, story notwithstanding, production values as far as you know the art, plotting, everything, they are really high. You know what I mean? Like this, solid. Is, yep, they're really solid. Uh, really well done overall. Uh, I think you know, obviously, some are better than others, but you know, well done. Sure. So you're, you're not getting a uh, bunch of nine panel grids and uh, the splash <laughs> pages for your four bucks or whatever it is, or five bucks. But uh, you know, at, you know, at the same time, some of these some of these stories they they suffer from a lot of the things that all comics do, which is decompression and uh, yeah, kind of like middling around. So yeah, I would go seven point five out of ten. But this is a you know, if this is a world that you like. Uh, if you're liking the dreaming, I assume the dreaming is the most popular book. I would uh, assume so. Give give this one a look. It's not it's not so tied in that you have to, but I you know I would recommend this to people that are of that bent to like this sure. kind of. I think they would dig it. Esoteric fair, whatever you want to call it. Maybe wait for that trade though. I would definitely wait for the <laughs> trade. That's absolutely true. Yeah, it, I as a matter of fact. I really, always, I feel like a broken record. I think this will read nicely as a trade. Uh, oh, probably. Yeah, we won't notice the because it's only when we're reading a month to month that it's right. like we can we can sit here and we're writing about it and we're talking about it. And it's like it's like I have nothing to say. There's nothing to say because <laughs> like our our little bullet point scripts here for the last couple of issues or the or what was it issue three and four we didn't even break a page. Yeah, you didn't even go over a page. It was really really tight. Which is just yeah, it's just <laughs> he went to school, he went home, he went to an assembly, he went uh, home. He met an owl. He put toys together. Yeah, he met an owl. And and the and the uh, the, the lady gave him a yo yo or a fidget spinner or something. It's just what is this? Yeah, it's 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 taken a while to come together, to coalesce, and it could have happened just a little bit faster. I think uh, a Absolutely. little bit more more uh, compressed. But I, I think that it, you know, still quality comic and uh, again mm-hmm. in trade is the way to go. With I would say that for pretty much everything we're reading in comics days, today, yeah. actually. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if, only if you're crazy like us do you want to mess with single <laughs> issues. Uh, next week, though, I do know for a fact that we have The Dreamin' number eight. So mm-hmm. we will come back to talk about that one. That will continue the story of that Rose Rose Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess I really actually I'm talking out of turn. I haven't looked at it yet, so I have no idea what will happen. But we'll let you know. <laughs> 
when we see it. But uh, I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? No, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it dreamy. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Yo, it's Mail Call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First, I'll hear Mail with Jim. Now, Mail with Jim. doing eric hello <laughs> are you there hello you howling at me for I'm, howling what is this? I'm werewolf mailman you have that as your guy here i don't need no howling back guys oh man this episode just got hairy how you doing you like that it was better before the music <laughs> ended ah <laughs> uh, yes what what a man i i got fleas how you doing <laughs> Is that good? Better like than that? you. Oh, man. Looks like you got to put a stamp on it. Oh, wait a minute. That wasn't drums. <laughs> oh, it's getting late. So what kind of mail we got going on tonight, Jeff? What's that? The mail, you say? Hey there, people out there in Radio Land. Is, is that a good Wolfman Jack? It's not quite. I, I'm losing Sorry. my voice now. Hey, what you doing there with the Wolfman Jack? How about that one? How about this one? I think they were both pretty good. How about this one? I pity the fool who don't like that mail. You like it? I don't. I don't think you know who Wolfman Jack is I, anymore. I don't think I do. How about this one? Hey there, Mama. Oh, you want the mail? Is that is that a Wolfman? Is that a Wolfman there? Uh, you know, uh, I talked to my mama about the mail one time, and she That's said, "Pretty good Elvis." I, do like <laughs> it. I actually kind of want you to keep she, going. She said that. Uh, the Sit first, down. Like, call she, me Big E. I'll call that, you Big E hey, too. Hey there, Big E. She said so that biggie. the first mail is going to be Repairman Jack. And oh. I know that what I love about Repairman Jack, he likes his mama too. See, there was, that was pretty good, right? A little, I like that. A little extended Elvis <laughs> for you there. Hello, love. It's uh. Paul McCartney here. I'm one of the Beatles. Is I am. They says that I was killed in, in the late 60s there, but I wasn't. It's me. Is that, is that a good one? That's more of a Ringo, right? <laughs> Hello, love. Ringo here. I'm playing the drums here, doing my thing. Yeah, I knew Ringo. There was a reason I never liked the Beatles. Uh, what? What are you saying? <laughs> you say that, I'll get very mad. I will. That's classic Ringo. It really is. I know that you haven't heard a lot of Ringo. Uh, bo- 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 bo. Oh my God! Now it's Dean Martin. <laughs> ah, yes, a lot of voices going on. But well, the first one here is for Paramount. Maybe you want to. Oh, yeah. You're like the I Elvis like back. You're like I'll the sexy you, it's my Elvis. favorite one. I was about to like talk shit on your voices uh, yes. and you brought that back. I'm See? Like, Even I can with deal a with shredded Elvis. throat, I, do I can love deal Elvis. with that. Listen here, Mama. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, we're going to skip this mail. We're going to fly off to Denver, and we're going to get one of them peanut butter and banana sandwiches. How about that? That sounds delicious, baby. Maybe even throw a little bacon on top of there. Uh, I love that it. meat is murder, big. I love it, man. We're going to just get there. You don't tell me that. And, and, and just make sure you don't uh, die on the toilet. Uh, that's one thing you got to watch out for. 
There you go. And see. Sadly, man. they will call that an Elvis. Let, let's let's go get the Memphis Mafia. Get uh, get our asses over there to the to the uh, to the diner. <laughs> to the what? Uh, <laughs> get over there to the barbecue. We're gonna to have a Graceland? barbecue. We're gonna have a barbecue tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna be with Graceland. There's too many people there. They're always walking around. Uh, it gets me all nervous. You know, you know I, when, when I, I want to, when I, when I want to put on my karate outfit and do some karate chops, and next thing I know, I look, I see some tourists the is, out there. He is just dressing up as Captain Marvel Junior. He loved Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I, I loved a Freddie Freeman. Yeah, it was one of my favorites. I it's loved so Shazam. funny that his favorite thing was Captain Marvel <laughs> Junior. I know. I liked the Junior. Yeah, that's Shazam. He's a bunch of bullshit. I, I like I like that Freddy guy. I, you know, I don't know about uh, the being crippled and stuff like that. You know, I, I'm not that nice a guy. I'm Elvis for goddamn sake. What are you talking about? He learned to do his freaking, you know, his pe- the shake, his pelvis shake from a kid <laughs> in leg braces. Listen, to me. I learned about this, this crazy guy, Forrest Gump. He, he taught me how to do that shake. That kid had metal legs. I, I thought it was Iron Man for Christ's sake when he was doing that. But I said, listen, Mama, I, I'm going to do that shake like you're doing. I'm going to steal it from you like I stole everything else from everybody. How dare I, you? I, st- I stole all my songs from the black man. I'm going to steal that shake from a crippled kid. What I'm is this, Zeppelin? I'm awful. There's an Lim Zeppelin. I ain't like them either. That's where that's where I got a I, I got a hold of that uh, Richard Nixon. I I was undercover. I was trying to break them all down. I hate the Beatles. I hate that Led Zeppelin. I don't like the Rolling Stones. Uh, they ain't as good as me. I had a comeback special. I do love the. I, I got in there in the black leather. I was doing my shakes, and all the ladies were going crazy. What, what the now, hell? Now, if you happened? had to choose, would you rather listen to Elvis or the Beatles? <laughs> Are you asking me that's, or Elvis? I am asking you. You're asking me. Hey, I could listen to the Beatles five million times before Elvis. I love Elvis. Oh, no. Elvis ain't no Beatles. Here's the deal. Elvis, <laughs> you, you're talking there. Elvis, before he started his nonsense movie career or or before, because before the guy kicked Any. a total ass. After that, listen, listen, mama. After Colonel Parker, he made me do these nonsense movies. I'm there surfing all over the place and singing stupid songs. That's all I'm doing. And then later, you know, I got in the gospel and stuff like that because my mama liked that. But hey, me and, you know, I'm there blue moon on Kentucky, something like that. I don't even know what the hell's going on anymore. Now, th- thankfully, at some point, a Dr. Sam Beckett leapt back into the body of a young Elvis and got his career on track. That That's true. Uh, they should have jumped into that Colonel Parker, got him the hell out of the deal. Tell him to go get a sandwich, that fat fuck. Get him out of here. You ruined my career, making me do these movies and stuff. Listen here. I'm Elvis. I'm the king. There you go, Eric. <laughs> I'm telling you, once he started doing those stupid movies, it ruined his whole deal. He was no longer a rock and roll singer. Listen, when we're do the party on the county jail. See stuff like that. You, you like That's that? Good. You like that? You like, of course, you, I like that. Oh, since my baby left me, ten ten, I found a new place to dwell down the end of lonely street. I'll bring you to the baby. I'll make you so lonely, baby. It make you so lonely. It make you so lonely. You can die. Yeah, I'm Elvis. Damn it. <laughs> Repairman Jack says, what's up, guys? I've actually caught up on comics. What the hell is this podcast turning into? Batman is bullshit. I quit, sure reading, I quit reading Heroes in Crisis after issue two. I've actually Good, warmed a bit too. on action comics and Superman. I liked Young Justice 1 and 2. and was fine with the fun without explaining anything, but then 3 completely lost me. I'm back yep. and forth on Just League. I feel there are weird inconsistencies with the story it's telling. Like I the agree. Just League, the Just seems to forget that Brainiac showed up at the source wall and fucked shit up. 
but I'm definitely in for the last couple of issues of nonsense. Teen Titans, Shazam, and Freedom Fighters are amazing and easily my standouts right now. At least somebody's reading them. Yeah, no, we agree too. I've been surprisingly liking Batgirl and Nightwing. I was excited for a new Martian Manhunter book, but somehow missed that. It was a damn Steve Orlando book. Normally, I'd give Orlando <laughs> a try as against some reviewers. I actually liked his first run of Midnighter and the second but this just seemed like it was a certain level of nonsense that I could not ride with Orlando on. This Plus seems to Wiley, be less. Rossmo's Invader Zim impersonations going on here. Yeah, really, really, Mama. This seems to be last year or so of giving creators. I, I hate books. <laughs> I want it for pain of the boat, hound dog. Ah, I ripped Ow. my stitches. There you go. <laughs> one in a Martian Manhunter. Let's give it to Orlando. One at a Fantastic Four. Let's give it to Slot. One at Slot off Spider Man. Hey, what about Nick Spencer? Fuck you guys. Now I'm working on the idea of catching up on on. Marvel. My problem, I've come to realize that Marvel books is that they really seem to be a big fan of cold opens and issues over there. I'm not inherently against cold opens, but the idea of catching up on books when you're behind makes cold opens a nightmare. You're already coming to the book, not sure what's going on and thinking about what you missed. But then it throws a cold open on you and you have even more to think about that you possibly missed or don't understand. It makes catching up suck and has me putting down issues a lot of times Just when I see a cold open when page. You good? Yeah. Now on to Repairman doesn't recommend. I need some words with fucking bring it back. Billy, I have a oh tale my. when uh, bringing it back goes wrong. Let me start out by saying Next I hate pizza hot. How do you hate pizza hot, mama? Besides you, their you shitty breadsticks. You, wa- <gasps> you can hate pizza hot all you want, but you better not ever talk any crap on the big New Yorker. Yeah, I miss no. that so much. That are somehow amazing and addicting their food to shit. But there was always one shining grace at Pizza Hut, and that was... Stuff crust pizza. That was the Pizzones, baby. They were absolutely garbage, but they were basically their breadsticks with a pizza inside. They were delicious in a garbage way. They got rid of them a couple of years ago, and I was surprised to hear they they? recently brought them back. Well, shit, I've eaten a Pizza Hut in years. Let's get some Pizzones. Fucking don't. They changed them. They changed just about everything about them. They're double the dough, half the fillings, smaller the size, and they changed the dough completely where they're nothing like the breadsticks anymore. They're now just a sheerier version of their pizza. You know, also, I was working at Pizza Hut when they brought that out originally, and it was such a pain in the ass to try to figure out how to make this yeah. thing. Like, because you're, you know, you have all these things that you're used to making. And then when they bring out new stuff, it's always a pain in the ass initially. But I loved making my own pizzones with like you know double pepperoni and extra cheese pizzones. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's a little insider deal. That's that's off the menu. A secret menu. Also, apparently, Pizza Hut now waters the shit out of their dipping sauce, so it's Do basically they? pizza sauce flavored water. I Fuck need you, that bring shit it back, hot. Billy. Fuck Tom King. Fuck cold opens. I'm out. Nobody says fuck you to bring it back, Billy, right? How dare you, repairman He's Jack. just mad because something was brought back that he doesn't like. That is never going to be Billy's fault. When are they back to Big New Yorker? Oh, please. If they did that, they'll be the big Jim Warner. Right after that, because I used to eat, I used to eat, I'm telling you, two of those in a sitting, but uh-huh. that also was after usually four hours of hockey. So yep. it was something so that I could. So four hours of hockey yeah. and have and you just, just eat a whole the pizza. one. Yeah, and just do it. Uh, thank you. A reprimand Jack. And the next hey, and Jack. last email of the night is Jay from Canada, who says, what up, Jim and Eric? Jay from Canada up, here. Jay? And I'm happy to report it's been much better week. How's your week been? Man, mine's awful. really shitty. Just awful. And Jim, I'm really sorry to hear about Tanya. So there, there you go. My best <laughs> wishes to you and your family. I hope for a swift recovery. How weird would it be? He asked how well your week's going. Like, man, it's been the best week. Sorry to hear about Tanya. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's great. 
Yeah, it's not been good. I want no. to talk about the books, but we usually have differing opinions. But that doesn't matter. You can talk That's to cool. all you want. I re- read the Tom King story in Detective Comics and was blown away. Then went into a mild rage to see you gave it a two, uh, which I didn't. I didn't review that. That was Joey on the site. Uh, was not my review. I reviewed a bunch of the other detective ones. That wasn't mine. I would have been a little bit better with that, but I have some problems the with that is story. Garbage, I, the dialogue is complete and utter garbage. Uh, you have the fact that they take a picture with Alfred and Cass's face being exposed and Batman just leaves that out in the open for anybody to grab. Yeah. Also, the idea that Batwoman fought in a war you tell me what war she fought in because she got kicked out of military she got academy. Out of academy. Yeah, yeah, she got kicked out of the military academy. Uh, again, you're going to tell me that life itself is a war? Don't don't go that nonsense. So and even just the whole dialogue, I'm telling the you, the dialogue, dialogue was that awful. Catwoman had about the thing. Yeah. Nightwing the keeps thing, saying, the but thing, I'm Bat- the thing. but I was Batman. Yeah, and then Barbara saying you're fighting a war. I dated Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. over and over. I'm like, yep. God damn. And the idea end. that Tom King ruined Nightwing for a lot of people by getting him shot as a prop in his book to be able to play with Nightwing in his story infuriates me. Uh, my girlfriend and I actually try and understand how you can't like something like that. In fact, I've been rereading some of his Batman and showing her different arcs like Super Friends and the second annual. And it's just solidified how great it is to me. It's up there with Fraction's Iron Man, Brubaker's Cat, Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man, Johns' Green Lantern. It's a top five run. Probably number five, as the others are too prolific. That says you. And this again, Super this Friends is the other thing. doesn't even thing. make sense in the freaking continuity of where it went because when Superman last saw him, he was going to arrest him yeah, and he take was him to arrest you know, him. United Nations. I, I talked all this with Jay. He, they, uh, uh, people that like Tom King overlook, overlook now, all these things. Let's switch our costumes for the some issue reason. issue before the Super Friends arc, Superman was there to arrest Batman for going into Kadeem, which was out uh, – off limits for anybody to enter and leave. Batman did that with no repercussions from anyone. And then next thing, Superman and him seem to not even know each other. Barely. And go to the. I'm just and the then idea go to the too. fair. Go to the f- traveling carnival. And that Batman won't let in that whole in thing. His dialogue you was. Have a costume uh, on. Uh, uh. That's all he did. These were lead ups to a wedding where I would rather him go and talk to his family about getting married. I would have liked to have heard his opinion on getting married. Instead, you have wow moments of hitting a baseball, hit a baseball. going into the tunnel of love. That is great Super. if you want moments. Lois and being terrible yeah. drunks at a if, family if fun you, place. Well, we're going to wait till the next Batman. Now, Batman isn't coming out next week. For some reason, it was delayed a week. It's coming out. And in the nightmares, we're getting a sequel to that. So, you know, you'll, you'll have Jay loving it. And I'll think it's nonsense because I didn't like it the first time because it was just nonsense. It, it is not a story. It's not a run. You like the moments. You, you might say that Tom King has some of the best moments that that you've read there is no story going on here this and when i asked anybody including jay what's the story what's your well it's not it's more of the emotions and stuff like that i don't need that uh jay does jay likes it so that's his prerogative like bobby brown and he can like that but i need a story and after 105 issues we're I'm gonna have brown. three issues of stories no nobody wants to be like chris brown so yeah speaking of you know that's, i'm hit somebody yeah no, no i'm saying hit a baseball and it's kind of like so yeah we have greatly differing opinions that's cool though as yeah. for the other stories tynan's was amazing Oh yeah, yeah. story. That was the, the Dick Grayson hitting the mansion. It's a story we've seen <laughs> seven trillion times. Yeah. 
It, it was a st- again because it's the emotions that Jay, Jay is an emotion is, guy. It, it was a useless kind of story. It wasn't badly written. No, though. it wasn't badly like, written. But it's a story oh, people, we've people seen people can over and My over. favorite story of you know Kevin Smith. Oh, he liked that gun too. He I said like that, that was one. touching. Yeah. yeah, touching. That's like Aaron got the playground. But Those are my top that story. three. How about you? What were your top three stories? I like the Scott Snyder story. I like the Warren Ellis story, and I did like the Kevin Smith. Those are probably my top. I like three. the Kevin Smith, Jeff Johns, and uh, I don't know for a third one. I can't think. Maybe the Scott Snyder one was okay yeah. in that regard for being a tight number three. Yeah. Oh, and let me rant for a second. That last page Tomasi story was so good. The Arkham Knight. It wasn't a story. It was a bunch what of story? nonsense. Yeah. And we get you, that you damn the last Arkham Knight page. Say the bad man. He says, then he doesn't like it. Say it fast, Batman, bad man. The problem is, is if you listen to that deal, that was very, very Tom King-esque in my mind. It really was. The yeah. way the dialogue was situated and stuff like that. And he says, come on, Tomasi, you're better than that. I really like him as a writer, but that was so cringy. My girlfriend didn't even believe me. You, you, so the cringy wasn't, yeah, I fought in a war. Yeah, I dated Dick Grayson. That the wasn't thing. cringy. You, you want to talk about the thing? I took care of the thing. The yeah, thing. the thing. I took care of the thing. The thing? The th- Yeah, the thing. My girlfriend, and then not even know who the hell was even talking. And really, please have have your girlfriend go back and read that issue of the I Am Suicide, where Batman just went through a complex saying, I'm going to break your goddamn back. Yeah, seven trillion times. <laughs> My girlfriend didn't even believe me until I showed her. It's like his son made the revelation that Batman sounds like Batman, and he went, genius. What? That's like a, a quilt of colors. You know, it's the same nonsense. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why you can go with that and not hate half the other things that you get from, from your favorite writer. Oh, well, time for some nonsense. Jim, your impromptu raps are one of the best things ever. Can you please get a little action right now? Here are some topics to choose from. Tom King, sandwiches, cereal, Eric, and or Dan DeDeal. I am so tired. I'm so tired, Eric. I... Oh no, <laughs> I don't know that I can do this. Hey there, mama. Here I am. I'm the king. Not Tom King. There you go. That's it, Eric. I'm done. I'm All not, right. I, I'm telling you. I'm not. That ends up like Eric when he says that he's not a dancing monkey. It has to be impromptu. That's the problem. Uh, maybe <laughs> later. Uh, we'll see. But okay, guys. That's all from me. But before I go, two last questions. Eric, what the hell right. is Boosh? My girlfriend said it sounds uh, like a sound Wonder Woman makes when clanking her wrist bracers together. I said, I think it's some slang from Philly. For the longest time, I thought you were saying douche and trying to get back at Jim for all his insults. Uh, No, no. Boosh is just something I enjoy saying. I've said it for a long time. Just kind of like, oh, well, you're doing that? Boosh. That's cool. Yeah. Then it came up. What series did it come up in that somebody says that? Frisky Dingo. Yeah. Yeah. And that came up in there and then you got mad. And it might have been from that as well. Yeah. Yeah, Could have been. But two, you teased in the last episode. uh, What happened to Ryan Brightest? Daycare Clark. We need the behind-the-scenes inside scoop, and uh, we, we've talked about this before, you know, and uh, basically what happened is early on, from the very onset, he had a segment, The Other Side, that uh, I had gotten a hold of him, and I said, you know, you can come on. We, we did try to make way for anybody who wanted to be on the podcast. So I said, you can talk about a non-DC book. We'll throw that in there. I thought it was a cool deal. He enjoyed doing side. it. I enjoyed him doing it. The problem that he had was he did not like the way that we segued into his segment. Sometimes we needed to have more Eric, respect for a personality of his caliber. We needed more respect 
for old Ryan. And while this was going on, we would end up like we'd end up a section of books and we'd start talking some nonsense. It had nothing to do with Ryan. It was just us continuing to have fun and talking about things. And then when we would end up and, and the joke ended up being that, you know, by the end, we'd be like, oh, man, you know, we got to go to to Ryan. Now, when we heard Ryan didn't like this, uh, probably through <laughs> Reggie, told us that he had been bitching behind the scenes, then we made it a point to always end up with nonsense and then going yeah. to Ryan. Also, at one point. And now, for the I, other I, I'm side. I'm telling you, one of, <laughs> one of the worst, though, and I think that the, the straw that broke the camel's back, even though I took the brunt, all of it, at one point, I said that we didn't know what book Ryan was going to do and if eric remembers this i said boy this is like loot crate we don't know what we're gonna get we're gonna get an unboxing and eric made the comment basically just like, oh, like crate. loot crate just like it it's gonna be something that i don't care about and i hate something like that and then we went into it. i'm like oh well here we go he heard that he flipped out he quit a couple times i kept trying to yeah. convince him to come back i really didn't care it didn't make he anything out, to say do. a bunch of terrible things. And then when we say, what's up with this? Oh, I was just joking. Actually, it was worse. He, he would end up flipping out and then I would get mad. And that, you know, he'd be like, you know what? You can go fuck yourself. I'm like, you can go fuck myself. You know, can you read lips? Go fuck yourself. And then, Oh man, why are you so mad? I was just joking. We took this for so long. And then finally he had had enough. And it was at a point where it completely blindsided me because I didn't think we were doing anything wrong. And I remember I was in uh, the parking lot of Walmart talking to him uh, through, you know, text and stuff or on uh, Twitter uh, through uh, on my phone. And then basically he told me that me and Eric were bullshit, that we were going to fucking fail, that he was the fucking talent, all this shit. And said, fuck you. So I went to t- a long rant. When I hit it, he had already blocked me. And to this day, it, it bothers me <laughs> that I didn't get the last word. And I told Eric I would. I, I got his ear. I was, and I, Eric has told me to stay back and just let it lie. So if he listens to this, again, I, I just want to throw this out there. If he does listen, you know, out of whatever, if that's great. And I hate your goddamn guts. Stop listening. I don't like you and I never will. There you go, Eric. Uh, you know, huh. there's one thing. I, I am a guy who will try to – I'll do some stuff for people. And, and really, if, if you're loyal to me, I'll be loyal to the death for you. But I can hold a grudge. Uh, that is one thing that I can hold. Ask my mother. She knows. But yeah, uh, I I just it was nonsense. We had made a spot on the podcast just for him. And he screwed us. Now, again, how uh, Dan Stransky left. Hello, Weird Science. He he didn't leave like that. It just kind of fell apart. and It it just wasn't the right thing. Yeah. And that was fine. And so I still end up seeing Dan's tweets. I'll retweet some Your stuff and things stuff, like that yeah. because I think he's a nice guy. I don't think there's, He just you know, sent me a thing to like his new thing, that Jersey Gamer, and I haven't done it yet, but I'm sure I will eventually. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a, a, a younger guy who is trying to find his way in life. That's basically the deal, and I, I appreciate that. He just has to stick with one thing, which is something I told him years ago, but hey. Yeah. Now, some people don't listen to my advice, but yeah, Ryan, he ended up doing his own thing, but you know, as I know, as I can tell right now, now that failed so there you go who failed buddy buddy boy <laughs> there you go see that sort what, of thing always make. yeah this is the stuff that cheers me i'm not that elvis nonsense hey there mama you, you think that you think that we're gonna fail i've got my my karate suit on i'm a, i'm freddie freddie freeman there you go <laughs> and that's it for that i was gonna sing a song i couldn't think of any other elvis songs that i haven't blue suede shoes blue suede shoes uh you know, 
How, how does Blue Soy Chews even start? I'm I, trying I to remember thinking. how I was hoping yeah. you could. And, uh, get off of my blue suede shoes. Dan, 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 dan. Well, one for the money, two for the show. Eric is, he's got a fucking fraud, don't you? I do I not. I guess he's turning to Chaz. You, you got a fro. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so tired, but uh, that is it. That is That's it for the mail. Uh, I love when we get on uh, nonsense rants of uh, just negativity, right? Everybody loves that. I'm sure everybody just tuned this out, went right to the next books. But we're going to end up going from here to go off to Batman Beyond Mark and then me and Eric to finish up the podcast. You were right there in Santa Prisca Sitting on a pile of bones You had diplomatic immunity You were naked on your throne you had the psycho pirates reduce the mask but them and came and took it away. And then you told us that you'd go to Gotham, you'd go to Gotham, and you're so vain. I bet you think the story's about you, you're so vain. I bet you think the story's about you. Sup, Weird Science? This is Batman Beyond Mark, and I am here to bring you a review of Batman Beyond number 30. Uh, written by Dan Jurgens, art by Doc Shainer, uh, colorist Jordi Belair, uh, litterer Travis Lanham. Um, and we're going to start with the cover. The normal cover's good, with, with Batman just holding up, you know, a burning Robin costume when Mad is, like, running for it. The thing I like about this kind of the most is uh the fact that that the outfit matt is in is the one that he wears during the issue which i I always like it when the covers you know really mean something to the the insides or have you know that kind of continuity with them uh i also really like the variant which is uh who did the variant hold on but it's uh batman it's just like a full page batman kind of like arching his back screaming he has the 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 nails claws of the suit out and he's kind of going through the beyond logo it's real good uh ben oliver did it uh the variant okay so into the issue uh this issue (laughs) this issue i i have some very interesting feelings about it i want to say so we've changed artists which admittedly this is going to all read very strange in trade as it starts with one art artist uh let's see so like the beginning of this arc started with oh hold on let me grab the name uh was it a uh, cully hammer and marco uh, uh i sand to see i'm butchering that um and then and then we had brett booth and norm rapman on pencils and art respectively for the rest of it and then now we have we have new art for this so it's, it's gonna look weird in trade um but I, I was i was right uh from last month that this is this is the epilogue uh and it i will say overall it works contained to this arc it works but we get a we get a cold open of the joker back and he's uh and he's mocking everybody as he basically like the back cave is destroyed um bruce is tied up in his chair batman's hung on the the joker card and robin is hanging upside down tied up um within his what he's 
tied up to is hanging from the uh, the mouth of the dinosaur in the Batcave. And I, I have to give it uh, Dan Jurgens a lot of credit. I could hear – I could see Mark Hamill saying most of these lines. And they were written kind of in his, the cadence that he would say them in. So uh, it's kind of frustrating because for part of – for a good chunk of this arc, I don't think he's 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 understood the Joker. But, he, but he's – he hasn't really pegged down which Joker he's trying to – whose voice he's trying to use. And in these last two especially, he's he's really – gotten to the point where it's it's definitely a mark hamill which makes sense um so he's he's like mocking everybody um and, and he's walking through and he has his crowbar and, and he's basically saying like no you thought i was dead Pfft, no way um but i'm gonna kill all of you and i'm gonna start with some unfinished business from the past and he goes up to robin and, and he's basically it's like, you know a long time ago i killed robin i'm gonna do it again he and he starts swinging the crowbar and then there's and then we're in Matt's bedroom. There's a lightning strike, and he wake, he wakes up with a start, like terror, like from a nightmare. Uh, and, I, and I really like these these uh, four pages. Um, and, and Matt's like freaking out. He's like he puts his hand in his head, like, and he basically is like, get get yourself together. Don't let anybody see you're afraid, especially not Terry and Bruce. Um, and then we cut downstairs to the Bat Cave. Where um, we have Bruce, uh, uh, Dick Grayson, and his daughter, who I uh, Aline, Alina, Alina, whatever. Once again, I, I don't understand the point of her character being used here. Maybe she'll have some rev- like relevance going forward because. <sighs> You'll see. Um, so basically, all of them are talking with Barbara, who um, is on basically video phone, uh, talking with them from the morgue of what I assume is the uh, Neo-Gotham City Police Department. Um, and she basically confirms that, yeah, you know, based on literally – we are 100% certain that this is the Joker's body we have right here. It matches finger pr- every – like fingerprints, uh, DNA, blood – like all those tests, uh, dental, X-ray, everything we've ever gotten on him throughout the decades, this matches. This dead body right here is the Joker. Um, <laughs> and Dick Grayson kind of comments as like, you know, after all these years, it, kind of, it, it doesn't really seem possible. And Bruce kind of agrees. He's like, kind of, yeah. Um, but specifically at this point, he says, hmm, to this. At which point, uh, Dick Grayson's daughter, uh, says, uh, have uh, you have doubts, Mr. Wayne? And once again, all she serves to do is to be a bridge for seed to seed. Like she will say something so that other people can say things. A- and I hate that. It seems like a waste of a character. Uh, actually, because it is a waste of a character. It, that is all she has done. She has said things so that other people can respond to them. Uh, so that Dan Jurgens can move his story along. And he basically points out that it's like, you know, we, that everybody, we all saw him die with their own eyes. Um, but it, you know, a heart attack? Like that, that's just too peaceful for, for a monster like him. And Barbara's like, yeah, given my history with him, I kind of, I, I agree with you, Bruce. Um, but you know, we're, we're, I mean, it's difficult to comprehend, but he's, he's dead, uh, forever. Um, <laughs> and Dick, uh, compliments, it's kind of a shame it didn't happen earlier. And Bruce is like, yep effectively he's like yep he, he's like yeah no it's a tragedy that this didn't happen sooner because it would have saved a ton of lives um 
And, and then Bruce is like, you know, and we can, we can never, and now we have to basically make sure like evil, like any evil he inspired just can't come back. Uh, and this is a quote that, uh, that's why Terry has spent the last few hours going after, he gets cut off, uh, by Matt who comes downstairs. And, uh, so, so this is implying some type of time scale, um, that we'll get to in a moment. Uh, and Matt is just like, wait, did, did my brother go on a dangerous mission alone? And, and Dick Grayson's like, Matt, Matt, like there, there's nothing to worry about. Like, you know, he, he's, he's going after the last of the Jokers. Uh, you know, this time of night, you should be asleep anyways, which feels weird because whether he likes it or not, Matt's Robin. Like, whether Dick Grayson lights it or not. So, middle of the night is time where he should be awake. Uh, unless, of course, all of the stuff that happened, happened, like, that day. In which case, yes, he should be asleep. Which is not implied by all, based on everything that's said here. It don't happen in this issue. Uh, my guess is maybe a day or two has gone by. Like, not a lot of time. Has, has gone by between the end of last issue and this issue. Definitely, I, I'd say probably a day. I'd say probably, like, this is, this is like the next night or something like that, or pretty close to it. We, we, we haven't hit a 48 hour mark. It would be my guess. Um, but what I do like in the background of this page, you have, uh, like the animated, uh, I'd say it's it's more of the uh, the Justice League version of the DC animated you Joker, and then you see all of the other Joker's members um, in the background on the screen in their animated series versions, and I I genuinely like that. I I thought that that's a really nice touch. But Matt, you know, starts to complains like, you know, the Joker's are trouble. Uh, Terry will need me, <laughs> and Dick's basically, you know, it's time to stand down. Your brother's more than capable of handling these C-list imitators. And Matt tries to to speak up. And I just, I really enjoyed it. It's like, these C-list imitators. It's like, give them a lot of credit there. A lot of credit there, Dick. I'd have, I'd have put them as D-list imitators, if I'm honest. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a fair point. Um, and then Bruce, Bruce basically tell, is telling Matt, that they're they're taking the jokers off the board. Um he thought of them as, you know, toothless, you know, followers that couldn't really cause any real damage. Clearly he was wrong. Um they rep what they represent. It, like it, we can't let that continue. Um and this just makes me feel like he he's either announcing it to everybody which they all know, which is just weird, um or he's specifically telling Matt and I feel like it's specifically telling Matt which kind of means that it's this hasn't been a lot of time that that has happened, and then we cut to Terry on a rooftop um and, and Terry is you know he he's he's using the sensors and the the bat suit to to overhear um some of the remaining jokers as they're talking and they're discussing what's going on, and we get a well it's a beautiful page of Terry standing on top of a gargoyle um and I like what Terry says. He's like, keep talking, losers. Give me a count. Um, I, I hate what's going on inside, like what they're talking about, because this is very expositional dialogue. They're, they're, they're like, oh, the word is he's gone and dead. Uh, our guiding light and master? Yeah. Yeah, man. 
Yeah, the man who gave us meaning and purpose. Our very inspiration. It's like, oh my god, this is, it's so forced. People don't talk like this. Uh, but we go inside and we see that there's four jokers. And there's uh, ones we have never seen before. Um, there is one who's dressed uh, kind of like a military garb. Actually, yeah, the military garb. He has a he's a like a I almost described as like a, a World War II like U.S. service helmet, like armored helmet. Um, there's one who's very much a Harley Quinn esque girl who has uh, it, yeah, she's uh, she has like a red jacket, like black shirt, um, hearts on her cheeks, uh, and oh, what was her name? Uh, hearts. Her name is hearts. And then there is, um, oh, let's see. Then there is kind of this heavier set guy with a hat that says, uh, you know, uh, crack up whose, uh, name is rummy. And then, uh, let's see the last guy. His name is, uh, canasta. He's like a, he has a cybernetic arm. Um, long, I would say like Aquaman hair. And a beard and, and like rifle on his back and like pistols and guns all over. And basically, yeah, they're, they're talking amongst themselves like how, you know, uh, like they're, they're all that's left. Like e- either Batman got them or there were apparently some who turned themselves in. Uh, and they're kind of criti- they're criticizing those who turned themselves in. Um, and they're calling them cowards. Uh, but, but they kind of point out, it's like, it, you know, it probably is because Mr., you know, Mr. J, Kind of, or you know, turned John into a cyborg, and uh, so well, one of them we don't know who basically you know says fools like John must have been so honored. Well, we saw John was very not happy, um, and then Terry realizes okay, there's just four, and he goes in, he bursts in through the window, and it's a great panel. Just, I mean, he he looks like he's saying Wakanda forever, like that's the best way I can describe his arms as he as he's busting in through the window. Um, war seems to be like reacts first and he calls for cast, uh, canasta to attack who apparently was just like waiting for something. And he pulls out two like submachine guns and starts shooting at Batman who, um, you know, blocks him and recognizes the guy as a uh, nasty canasta. Um, he goes in, he damages the guy's cyborg arm and the like, palm heals him right in the face. It's really good action. Just like moves through the gunfire. And then we cut back to the cave where, um, and and this I really like. So they're watching Batman. They're watching Batman through the the link up in the cowl. And everything in, in the the panel that you see of him fighting on screen, it's first person. And I genuinely like this detail. As at times we've gotten stuff where it's like, where did this camera come from? Is this a third person thing? No. The detail here of having it be uh, first person. So so you see his arms ripping one like uh, Batman's arms. He's he's ripping a gun out of. Uh, uh, Canesta's, uh, right hand and also grabbing the hand, like twisting it. So it's like, it's like forcing him to drop it. It's really, really good. Um, but, but yeah, is, is they're all watching it to Grace in comments. It's like, you know, see, Matt, like there's, there's nothing to worry about. Like, you know, Terry can handle this. And then they realize that Matt's gone. <laughs> and that, and then, and then Dick says, you know, you know, this business with being, him and is Robin. It's on you, Bruce. Like, weren't Jason and Barbara enough? Not to mention the fact that he almost got my daughter killed. And while I can sympathize with the first two, 
almost got like uh, oh he didn't say almost got my daughter killed and not to mention the fact that the joker almost killed my daughter sorry um that last one i'm gonna i mean well it's true i take a se- exception to in the sense that she was only in danger because she, you brought her down to the bat cave dick <laughs> if she would if she was simply not there she would have never been in any danger using that as a justification for stopping matt is is th- no like that's that's complete bull. The first two, I we're not arguing. You know, one was killed, one was horribly injured. But 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 your daughter, that's that that just seems like a way to force her relevance into the story. Like that that had absolutely no nothing to do with it. Um, and, and Bruce defends Matt, saying, "You know what? He's the right stuff. He'll be fine." Um, and and, and then we get to a lettering thing here. So. Uh, we'll do the lettering and then the the art. W- while the boxes are correct, I've been critical of this series with its its you know text boxes before when they can be confusing, but uh, they're correct. So you have Dick Grayson's in the lighter blue, and the the first one on the page has the uh, Nightwing symbol in it. Um, but you also get some of uh, Bruce Wayne's, and they're just they're like a darker blue with a slightly less white um, border. And when I was first reading through it, it was, it was initially – when I was skimming it initially, it was confusing. And and I was like, wow, that's, that's just a strange choice that you would use just blue for that. So I went back and looked through and I was like, I don't remember Bruce having narration for the last couple issues. Like is, is this something new? Like why would you make this choice? This seems like a poor choice. So I went back through and uh, I found out that uh, yes, back in issue 26, this was the exact color and styling that was used. So it was kind of one of those things of – Oops, I didn't realize that I would have a situation like this that would cause this confusion. So it is what it is. But um, basically, Robin is flying out there. Um, and Dick is arguing that, you know, that Matt was traumatized. Like, Matt was absolutely traumatized. But he's like, a, I think uh, Matt's time is uh, the Joker's captive traumatized him. And, and Bruce is like, it, it, you know what? Dick, you of all people should know uh, how this works. You, you get thrown off a horse. The only the only the only way to deal with it is to get back on or to climb back on and ride again. And, and Dick's like, "That's your rule, Bruce. My rule says that we all find our way in our own style when we are ready, and ready is bolded." Um, and, and I do like the panel that's on though, because it, it's Matt flying very dynamically through the city with lightning. A lightning crack behind him going through the center page. It's a, it's a great panel. Um, and, and he basically points out, like, putting a child, you know, in, in a costume like that, 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 that's never the answer. Which I have to say, since technically in this continuity, this Dick Grayson started in his late teens, I can't call him a hypocrite. Since, you know, classically he starts at like eight or ten, but whatever. Um, so Matt comes across an ex- building exploding. Um, and, uh, you, you actually can see in the art that Batman is getting blown up through this energy beam, or he's getting like knocked upwards from the building through this energy beam. And I, I'm really liking the art and that detail. So then out in a legitimately cool shot, um, comes the, the last remaining Jokers. In, um, in the center, you have Canasta, who has like this, this like arm, like the front part is gone. He's like pulling out this like energy beam or whatever it is. Like, I guess it's what did it because right now it just looks like a helicopter. But they're all climbing out and they're all like, yeah, you know what? This is our chance. Like, we can do this. 
Like we could take this guy. Um, and gotta say, Canasta looks really awesome. Um, and, and basically, War is like, you know, pour on Canasta, and, and he's basically pinned Batman against the wall, like across the street, with you know, weapons fire. Um, <laughs> and then Canasta pulls out the bazooka he's had on his back this whole time, and, and he says, you know what? Um, it basically points out like this thing, this thing can incinerate Prometheum, and, and to that I have to say, did I? I mean, th- this is. This is several decades later. So d- does that mean at like this point? Like, cause I feel like not many people knew about Prometheum. Like probably some scientists did eventually, but, uh, I, I guess it's, I, I guess it's a thing that just, ev- you-, you just learn about in school now. It's, just, I guess it makes sense because it's of how much time has passed in between when it would, you know, become popularized in the DC, the main continuity of the DC universe to when this would take place. It's just weird to think about, but yeah, it probably is. Um, and then Robin comes flying in and he, uh, uh, he gets a double hit. He tackles, um, war into Canasta, knocking both over. Um, and then he kicks off, <laughs> he kicks off the, the, basically the laser rifle on Canasta's arm, just like one swift kick, and his just, his forearm, his cyborg forearm is just off, which, that's a heck of a kick. Um, and, and then he basically is like grabbing Canasta and is just like, you sicko. And throughout this whole thing, I, I'm, Canasta has really just gone, eh, eh. Like, basically, he's, he's just grunted in response to things. He, he hasn't really said anything, but he finally says some stuff. Um, so he, he, he calls Robin an idiot and says that he doesn't know enough to watch his own back. Um, and it's, Robin is really up to punch, uh, Knasta. We, we get a, how do I put this? Um, he gets hit in the back by some, back of the head by something. Um, and then we go to the next panel and it's, uh, it's Rummy, um, with, with buzzsaw, like, it's not buzzsaw gloves, but it's basically like a little piece you hold on your hand and it, there's buzzsaws on top of them that are spinning. Um, and there is definitely, and he, he's not wearing any green, but there is absolutely green in the thing that hits Matt in the back of the head. And to remind you, his cowl doesn't cover the top of his head, which I always found stupid. Um, which, 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 and he, Matt's rubbing his head like, ow, you punched me. So either this guy is such a, he's so bad with these buzzsaw things that, that all he did was punch Matt in the back of the head instead of cutting into his head. Or I don't know. I'm calling this a plot hole because it absolutely seems like he is just like slashed into the back of Matt's head. Except for the fact that he hasn't. Um, and, you know, the entire time he's like, you know, you need eyes in the back of your head, kid. Uh, you know, I'll basically, like, I'll cut you open. Uh, and Batman's like, uh, no, you know, back off. Throws two batarangs, hits the guy uh, twice, back of the head, and then in the back, knocking the guy over. <laughs> and Batman just kind of lands, basically, in front of Robin, who has – there's two jokers behind him. And he's like, you know, I had this. And he's talking to Robin with this. I had this. You should have stayed home. And, and Robin's like, no, you didn't. And then War faces like, you guys always argue like this. And this is, oh, I love this so much. Just, so it's Canasta and War that are running at him. He just turns, he, he grabs Canasta and he's like, shut. And he throws Canasta into War and knocks both, like, sends both of them flying. And he's just like, shut up. And it's great. It's just like, he, he's like, I, I had this. Like, yeah, they got a shot off at me. I had this. Um, 
and then Hearts comes up to Robin um, and is basically, you don't want to hurt me. Like, they're the bad ones. I was just along for the ride and, you know, good times and they, they snookered me into this. I don't want to have any part of it. And, and Robin, with this, this like goofy look on his face, is like, so you're going to give yourself up? And then she's like, with, with like her nicest face, sounds like, for a shway guy like you? I'll do whatever you say, Robbie. Uh, and then she's like leaning in kind of for a kiss and he's like not stopping her or anything. Um, and he's like, I promise to be good. Like, um, like I, it's like, and he's just, and she's like, yep, I surrender. Uh, and he's like, do you accept it? And he's, she's like, mm-hmm. And she's like, good. I hate being hit. My name is Hearts. And you, as Batman is just like, is fighting war and canasta. He's just like, he's just like, Robin, stay back, you idiot. He doesn't say idiot, but he should be. Um, and, uh, and Hearts is like, you won't find me in the Bronx on the tracks anymore. And Robin, who's looking even more goofier and love struck, is just like, promise. And she's like, of course, as she pulls out the crowbar because she, that she's been hiding behind her back this whole time and, and just swinging it down at him saying, you know, eh, eh, eh. And Batman is just yelling out, like, run, as he's, like, fighting off the other two. And and, and Robin just freezes up. And, and Batman even kind of comments on this. It's like it's like he's frozen in place, which is a bit too heavy-handed. Like, it, it, you, you, you could have you done that without saying it and just been like, what is he doing? Um, and, and then, you know, uh, Hearts is like, stupid punk, as it's about to hit him. And then there's just a hand that just... Uh, that, that blocks the crowbar. Single hand. Um, and from the person, it says no more. And, and it's Dick Grayson. Uh, who is, his only disguise is wearing orange glasses. I could not tell you why he's wearing the orange glasses. Maybe it's to interf... I was gonna say interface with the Batmobile, but you don't need those to interface with the Batmobile. Um, and, and he just... She, Hearts just looks up like... Who? And he's like, someone who, and he's just like someone who knows better. And he just casually takes the crowbar from her and just bashes her in the face with it. And she goes down. Um, and he basically, you know, says to her, he's like, I we should have stopped this. Like, we should have stopped this in his tracks long time ago. Um, and then he goes over to Robin, who's, who's still kind of like frozen in place. And he's just like, huh? Huh? Which is what he said when he was about to get, he was just like, huh? Huh? And I was just like, uh, I'm sorry. And, and just he very, very nicely, very like clearly this person was a father. It's like, you know, it's like, don't be, don't be, don't be sorry. Like, I'm the one who's sorry for letting this happen to you. Uh, the only thing you should be worried about is being a kid. <sighs> okay. And, and Batman then comes over. is like, we need to talk. And then they're like, we'll do it back in the Batcave. Gordon will pick up all these guys. So we get back to the Batcave. Um... And I do like in the background that they've added all these jokers to the their database. Um, and they have nice little, like, headshot portraits that are in the animated series style. And I really like it. Um, and Robin is basically, no, I won't stop being Robin. And, and, and Terry's like, you froze. You, you almost got yourself killed, Matt. You froze up and you almost got yourself killed. Um, and, and the dick's like, you know what? Listen to your brother. Like, uh, he's your legal guardian after all. It's his call. And Bruce is like, yeah, I agreed. Um, it, it just, it really feels like Bruce should have said something during all this, but he, he just doesn't. Um, and then Dick is like, you know, th th this is a dangerous and lethal business. That's why I didn't want my daughter like anywhere near this. Um, and then Matt's like, so I lock up one time. It'll never happen again. Promise. And, and Matt and, and Terry, it, it's, 
first of all, I actually like how Terry looks in this art style because um, this is the first time we've really seen his face. Uh, but he pulls a card here who is just like – it's like they wouldn't – it's hypocrite. Um, so he's like, I, I know it hurts, Matt, but, but Dick's right. If mom and dad were still alive, they, they would have never allowed this. It's like they would have never allowed you. So mm, don't don't use that one. Don't don't use that one. That's like the worst thing you do. It basically says, you know, this your, your time, the time of Robin has come to to an end. Um, and then Bruce finally says something. It's basically, you know, it's done. Uh, as of the Jokers, you know, let letting letting them get established in the first place was a mistake. Uh, I saw the danger in it, and I just I, – I didn't do anything. Um, yeah, I should have stopped this with the first one. And then Dick Grayson's like, Harley Quinn, whatever happened to her? And then we get to uh, – we go to the last page where uh, it's – there's a, a person who is pushing a wheelchair into the morgue. It's night. Um, they press on you know, one of the pieces, and they pull out somebody, and, and the person says, you don't belong here. You deserve better, uh, way better. Come on, I'm taking you home. And then we see the bat, we see the side profile and shadow, uh, as the person puts Joker's body into the wheelchair. And they end with Puddin as they're walking away, and there's like a knocked out or probably dead guard. And we see that it's Harley Quinn, um, or Nana Harley. Uh, we see, we, we get the visual cue of there's a couple times where we see from her, uh, wrists, um, specifically her right wrist. Um, that there's this red clothing underneath the uh, the lab coat she has, and that on her uh, right leg is red, and her left leg is is black um, clothing. And uh, then it says the end question mark. And uh, yeah, so that's it for this issue. Um, I, I have mixed feelings about it. So at this point, Matt has been Robin for about. <sighs> Maybe technically 14 issues since he first put on like the, the Damien costume. And I have to say, after all the buildup for years to have him become Robin, and then he had a kind of story where he was shaky, which was, which was the, uh, um, the, uh, getting all the names wrong in my head, uh, Scarecrow story. And then to have like that be kind of like his stumbling block, and then to have this be the be this the thing, like it, it doesn't. I'm not satisfied with the build with how long we had building up to him becoming Robin. To then this is the Robin we got because during the entirety of the build up, he was super confident. He he was super. You, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this kid could become Robin. And then as soon as he put, as soon as he gets his own costume, not Damien's, but as soon as he gets his own costume, he, he he's immediately never felt like he should have ever put on the costume. Um, because technically, as far as I'm concerned in this continuity, because we brought up events that could only happen during the brother I, or as a result of the brother I wore, uh, he was a thinking, you know, a, he was a resistance fighter who fought on the front line for like the entire war. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Just his arc feels f- for this arc, for, for this, you know, the final joke story, this feels very consistent. I can't, I can't criticize it for that. Um, but, but I criticize it as like a, a larger narrative that it, this is an unsatisfying way to end it. Um, you built it up only to be like, oh, he's super, he's super competent, super worthy of it until he gets it. And then apparently he's no longer any of those things. 
Um, so I'm, I'm disappointed with that. I, I was, I was really hoping that, that, that we would get something more satisfying. That said, uh, this issue itself is really, really good. I love the flashback in the beginning. Um, and then like the, the outcome of it, like where he's, uh, where he wakes up from the nightmare. I really like the ending where we see the, um, like Nana Harley, who I it might not have even technically become Nana Harley in, in this universe because Nana Harley had completely reformed and hated the Joker's guts. Um, that was the entire thing is like her, her two granddaughters had become part of the Joker's gang and, uh, <laughs> She did not approve, and she she made sure they knew that they didn't approve, and she constantly tormented them um, because they were doing that. Um, the action was good. The art was fantastic, and if this is the new art style going on, like from here on out, I am super okay with that. It I well, the last couple issues had really good art. I'm I I just ooh, this was a this was a strong this was a strong issue. Um, at least on its own, it honestly almost feels self-contained. I know it isn't because there's because it's an epilogue. But if you were to just pick this up, you could you could get a pretty decent idea of what's going on. The real, well, except for the 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 only real like this issue itself problems I have is is the whole Mac getting hit on the head by the guy with the buzz saws who who either is so terrible at what he's doing that he just punched him. And he just completely missed with the buzzsaw things on top of his hands. Or he cut into Matt's head and we're just not talking about it. Um, that and uh, the kind of iffy time scale that we have. Like, uh, how long has it been since, since you know, Joker died? Like, it's clearly been a little bit of time. But it, has, has it been a day, two days, a week? Because they've rounded up all the Jokers in the city. And there were a lot of Jokers in the city. Um, and now, granted, some turned themselves in. Uh, but... Not all of them did, and that's so. There's and it was, it was a lot of stuff. Um, now, granted, a lot of jokers in the city are also dead because the Joker was killing them. Um, but, but yeah, it just that time scale felt feels a little weird. But overall, this is probably the most positive I've felt about a Batman Beyond issue since. Oh, what would be the thing? I would probably say. Since the beginning of the, of of this particular run of it, um, and because of that, I, I'm going to be giving this an eight. I really liked it. It has problems. It has problems for the overarching narrative, but on this issue's merits alone, there's a lot to like, and I enjoyed it. And I'm finally looking forward to reviewing this thing again, which is honestly saying a lot honestly saying a lot uh anyways uh that is it for this week i will talk to everybody next month and uh have a good week everybody bye what's with this wedding not taking place i can say when and lie tom king and said we're only halfway it's like he doesn't even try Oh, oh, and there's 50 issues more I don't care
but he doesn't care. He says the clues are all there. What ties the Joker into this mess? A fucking banana. Ooh, ooh, he's got lots of backlash. Ooh, ooh, so he changed up his mind. Ooh, ooh, I'm done with his skin lines. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. You hear me, Jim? Find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. We're waiting to hear all Jim's scores. We don't want to hear. Ah, remix. Mashup remix it is, Eric. How yes. are you? How are you doing? How are you doing today? It's a weird question to ask you. You enjoying yourself here with you the podcasting the podcasting game that we're in, the games that we play. Uh, we didn't say before, uh, at any point, I think, I never mentioned the website, that you can go and uh, read all of our written reviews, Eric. It's weirdsciencecomicsblogs.blogspot.com. No, that's not, right. <laughs> that's don't, not don't, it. Don't go there. It's weirdsciencedccomics.com. And we're going to end with three uh, reviews that oh, all three of these were on the site, Eric. All yeah. three. They Good. were – uh, we're going to start with The Flash. And I have been enjoying The Flash, at least last issue. Me and last you both enjoyed it. Yeah, me and you both enjoyed last issue. So going into this week, I was excited because we were going to get a little bit more of James Jesse and, and the Flying Jesses. And under, hopefully understand <laughs> how he built a Sage Force gun at one point. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get to that yet. No, but no. Wait, this is Flash number 67, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Scott Collins, Luis Guerrero, letters by Steve Wands. The Flash needs a case to solve, but can't figure out the one right under his nose. With everything going on recently in this book, this issue felt like a step backwards at first, but I kind of ended up having some Silver Age fun by the end. It made me giggle by the end. None it isn't of this great. makes any sense. It, I, I have read a lot worse. I, so I'm telling I. you, by the end of this, I had a bit of a smile on I my face. I was having fun, too. It's just infuriating yeah. the fact that, like, you know, we went out of our way for how long to set up this whole idea of Barry Allen and Kristen going to work at Iron Heights yeah. instead of the CCPD. And we seem to have gotten completely away from that, and nobody's saying anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he does go to Iron Heights at one point. Uh, we haven't been following Kristen, so maybe she was just sent back after her problems with, you know, the Iron Heights and things like that. Plus, in this, maybe they're like, we're not busy here. You head back on to the, the CCPD. No, they're not busy at all. Um, because y- you start with the trickster. He's there telling everybody, oh, my goodness, you know, there, there's a little bit of a, a cold opening. You know, I'm going to bring showtime. you thrills and chills. It's showtime. And you do have Barry 
saying it, and this is where it is frustrating, the whole idea, number one, that this book constantly is a recap, the first four pages. It yeah. always is. We always get the, hey, I used to be the fastest. Oh, I'm the fastest. Oh, I was. Ever oh, since Wally. I lost, lost that race with Wally, and, I feel a bit yeah, sluggish. This is the thing that kind of gets me because I, I do think that the idea that a worshippers of death uh, the death oh, cult the cult that of the they have hand, in the yeah. cult of the black hand where they have a big building with the black hand symbol there. I mean, it, they're easy to find at least, right? There's a <laughs> graveyard and a big building with the black lantern signal. Big old sickles uh, you know, hanging off of a statue. I'm down with like, that. You know, the thing hey. is, I got excited for this part just because I think I think the last time we saw black hand, he was stuck to the source wall. He became one with it. And now that the source wall is destroyed, I'm like, does that mean we're going to get some more black hand action going on? Was he yeah. released when the source wall blew up? Yeah, yeah. So we have to see what's going on. It's just the cult going on right now. But the thing that kind of got me here is the idea that you have Barry talking about trying to find Hunter Zolomon. Yeah. And he says, oh, Hunter calls himself the true Flash. I've been going for weeks trying to find him. That's exactly why they sent Wally off to the sanctuary. It, it really threw me off. Just different reasons. Said, Look, yeah. he, he was trying to find Zoom so he could find a family that he never had. Flash just wants to bring him to justice. That's all yeah. he wants. That's but, but sane. Even still, though, <laughs> that's sane. And just keep that in mind. Uh, you know, this is just a little thing for me to throw out there because we did get angry that the reason why Wally, yeah, he couldn't stop. They, he had to, you know, yeah. hey, you got to take a nap here, buddy. No, no, I got to find, I got to find Zoom. I got to find him. He knows where my family is. Da, da, da. And that was why he got sent off the sanctuary. Well, Barry, right now, is keeping his mouth. Shut, not yeah, telling that, anybody so nobody's going to commit no, his ass. Who's going to commit him? Everybody's dead. <laughs> They're dead or trying to find out who killed everyone. But yeah, 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 Flash there. I'm like, really? Like, th- this is what you're doing? You're obsessed. So it, it's just an aside that I wanted to yeah. throw out there. But he is trying to find it. And I, I love is- the fact, too, for this recap page, talking about the idea that Iris decided after Wally's death, she needed some time for, to herself. I'm like, where is she walking from? Because when we see it, she, she's, she's in an alleyway with a duffel bag walking and, and through a, a dark alley. I'm like, where did you come from that At you're walking call through an this? Uber. I mean, can't she have a, her, her, you know, Iris time in her apartment, her house? She's, no, Barry lives like, there. I mean, here's the deal. It looks like she's going through Central City's version of Crime Alley for crying out loud. Just walking through there. I, I want her to the, I want the whistling to go. I want to have the Bruce Banner. She's hitching. I'm like, really? But no, the the, the call to the black hand, I think, is really fun. I, I thought, and I'll tell you. <laughs> it's fun, but it's also ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But it, it's just a setup to get him to capture somebody to take yeah. him to Iron Heights. But I, I'm not a huge fan of Colin's art. I, oh, I I'm not a fan of the been. artist, no. I don't mind it here, especially at the beginning. I kind of like the grittiness of the, you know, the cult and things like that. He still likes to have people sweat a lot. It kind of throws me off. And he likes spittle. I, I mean, he has this weird thing with just bodily fluids. So like that he always has the to have them. Just yeah, really. And sweating all but over the place. I do like that Barry ends up stopping, you know, the cult leader. And then he's going to take him to Iron Heights. And when he gets to Iron Heights, I, I just love everybody's the idea. happy. He's taking him to Iron Heights. They're like, just the idea that we're going to take this guy to jail. There's no due process. I'm going to take him to another city. This is Opal City that the cult is operating out of. But then he takes him to Iron Heights and, and Central Damn City. Damn right. Like, 
what are you doing? Why is this a this thing? Like, I don't happens. even understand. It's, this is comic book world. I'm not going to sit there that I want to see him take him somewhere where they're going to book him, Dano. Book him, Dano. And then start saying, well, what is the evidence and all that? I Look, just, I have a whole know. bunch of children that will say that they were kidnapped by these yeah, people and almost sacrificed. Happy. They're, they're, you know, they're all happy. I don't know what's going on with the kid with the glasses uh, that's there. He, he he's looks a little a freaky. He looks, he looks like I'm a boy, a real Better boy. He's he blind. looks like Pinocchio. It looks like know. he's trying to feel he, his way he around. He does try to feel around. It's funny. He just falls over. Uh, but yeah, he's there. But he, they take this guy. I mean, any guy who's dressed up in a robe with chains around there, you know, either he's in an Iron Maiden concert or, or he's bad. So he takes him away and they go to Iron Heights. This is just set up to get there. And to be like special delivery. I like that he's like catchphrases. Special delivery. What are you? It's and such a like, weird what? idea that the force us to get here, though, because, you know, as we'll find out, everybody in Central City is creepy happy. And there yeah. hasn't been any crime for like anybody to lock up in our hearts. The CCPD hasn't arrested anybody in no, weeks. So the whole idea is we actually have to catch somebody outside of Central City in order for all yeah. of this to make sense to come back to it. Yeah. That's so the, it, it seems back. a little forced at that point. But he comes back and he's like, hey, I have this bad guy. Like, what? Oh, right. Thanks, Flash. You know, we haven't had a bad guy in here in weeks. This is awesome. He's like, why is everybody so I happy? I like smiling, you, Warden you Wolf. You do have this cult he's so leader. Jolly. Like, this cult leader's like, I got to get out of here. You know, don't let him take me. Send me to Arkham for crying out loud. <laughs> this place and gives me the creeps. Barry's like, hey, Warden Wolf, what's going on? He's like, hey. He, he, does. he looks it, so nice it's now. So he looks like an old to grandfather. Too, because right here when we get to Iron Heights and see everybody acting all creepy happy, like I said, even the point where the cult leader is all creeped out by yeah, the, when how you weird get these back people are. To that, yeah. I was saying in this week's you know Patreon Spotlight when doing Detective Comics 1000 for Scott Snyder's story in the beginning about the Detective League or the Detective Squad whatever yeah. the hell it was called how i was upset at first that barry like you know why yeah, isn't you barry, want a barry involved? to be part barry's of a forensic detective he should be here after reading this first little bit of my like, nope yeah <laughs> I, I take I that actually, all back he is dumb i'm actually as hell. going fully that barry can't keep a damn secret yeah. you know, we had a nice detective club once there alan he'd go <laughs> off and blab the batman because he always wants to be on batman's good side he would have blabbed but yeah well, warden wolf turns around hey can't say I've seen Commander Cold Flash, but I'm sure he's fine. Look at me smiling. And Barry's like, what's going on? All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Just, yeah, I'll go over to CCPD, see what's going on. See if, you know, a- anybody knows of what's there. I do and like they, that they're still rebuilding it from Gotham Girls. Yeah. Like, you know, coming in yeah, here and busting the place up. Yeah, pretty good. But they go over, everybody's happy there. Everybody's, you know, it's Sing. They're all happy. Even Sing pretends he's not, but he really is happy, Eric. And they, they're creepy. They are. And Kristen's uh, there. <laughs> and Kristen's there. She's got there, her pad. Here's the deal. I can say Barry's been gone for so long. The idea... That Barry works anywhere. I'm telling you, this could be months. Well, I started thinking of weird things where he was like, you know, transferred to Iron Heights to be their forensic guy. I'm I'm telling you. How much vacation time did you accrue working there for a couple of days? Yeah, because he says vacation time. Kristen, she could now be working back at the – she could even just be there on a special case with the whole deal. You know, she was undercover with Warden Wolf at that one point. Like she was saying that she was like, wink, wink, Warden Wolf. I'm on your side trying to work undercover to see what was going on. I have no idea what's going on. I don't think we're ever going back to that. I, I don't know what's going on or because what we see through all this she wants to introduce her boyfriend who's james jesse and that bothers me uh, yeah and so you have this going on she's all happy and he's like i i feel like we've met before 
And he's like, ah, you know, I got that kind of face. We'll see what's going on. And yeah, he walks away. Barry walks away and he's all pissed off like something's going on here. Oh, I'm telling you, we had last issue to reintroduce James Jesse. And when throughout the whole issue, we saw that at one point, him being the trickster was a part of the rogues. You know, he was the one of the Flash's rogues. The idea that, you know, Warden Wolf can just burn his file after he escaped that even the Flash now won't recognize the name James Jesse or the trickster. Maybe they're playing with the idea that he just doesn't think that it's him or he does and doesn't want to go because. He doesn't want to give up. Name. He wouldn't want to give up his, you know, deal. Or maybe this is that thing that's going on. We have to see what's going on with this whole, you know, whammo that he's putting on the city. Barry's but not Barry on a does. He does feel like, but he's been there now. Who knows? I know he's not happy, but you know, he's like, I feel like we've met before. You know, he's just not thinking right. I don't know, but at least you have that. It's not like he's like, hey there, buddy, give me a high five. He does seem a little taken back from that, from that name. Right. Seeing him, I'm guessing they're playing that he only knows him as the trickster. It doesn't make much sense, no. but we'll see how it goes because everybody did forget him, even though, like you said, it was Warden Wolf <laughs> burning things. Files. But it worked because we hadn't seen him in years. So, yeah, you know, I, nobody I, remembered him. I'm telling you, nobody remembered him. So I don't know what they're playing. If that was something from before, I don't know. But they're going with the idea that he kind of thinks that he recognized him. The big thing, though, he wants to find Commander Cold, uh, but he's going to go see Burns to see what's going on. And as he goes, yeah, everybody's having and a that, grand that old time. And that did bother me throughout because the last time we saw Burns and Commander Cold, they both fell into the trickster's trap. And we yeah. haven't seen him since that whole thing. So I'm like, oh, not only is like, you know, Commander Cold missing, but why is nobody reporting Detective Burns missing? Yeah, but, yeah. It made and sense Burns by the end because she's, she, she's fine. She's going. She's yeah. working her job. She's just as happy as everybody else. But she's just a little bit too happy. And you can't oh, see yeah, anything yeah. about it because that breaks their happy juice. Yeah, or whatever, it's again whammo. that she's crying as it's she's It's like the Stepford Wives here. It's you know, like that. They start it's glitching like, and just slamming it's their like head. when you're Jokerized. Yeah. You know, they, so they're there. He does go back to his apartment that Commander Cold was, you know, using, sees all the tech things. It's funny, too, because that apartment had been a wreck. Yeah. So when Barry goes in, like, looks like somebody's been here. I'm like, I don't get that. It just looks like a bachelor pad. There, There's my room right now. Shit everywhere. But he does go and follow this tracer deal and finds where, you know, Cap, uh, Commander Cold's gizmos were broken there. And when he was taken away by the trickster and he does go see warden wolf again he's still happy as can be <laughs> he goes and now the cult leader is happy as well oh this is wonderful this place this is what's great. going never on been here so happy uh so yeah he goes to talk <laughs> just to Barry. he's like what is happening here you weren't talking like this when i caught you i'm like he's yeah. still not on the trolley that something's wrong he's here. just like going this is why God i just was laughing Barry. just made me laugh and he goes to talk to burns and this is where he's like I want to talk to Burns. Okay. You know, she can't, I can't let her know that I'm flash, but I, I can't go out. You know, so what, how friend, he does that, Commander yeah, Cole. you know, my, my friend, he's a little chilly. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Barry? This is the same as just saying, Hey, where's Henry? You know, Commander Cole. There's no reason, but you know, the guy who's kind of, Cold. He's got uh, a what? chilly demeanor, yeah. huh? Yeah, Named Henry. He says that. Look, look, look. Where the hell is hey, Commander Cold at hey, Burns? Allison, you know, a chilly demeanor. Oh, oh, you mean Commander F- Cold. You know, he's a, uh, he's a little bit of a fan on? of parkas. It's so funny. He might go sledding at times. <laughs> hey, they, somebody might want to throw shade at him and call him 
a snowflake? Oh, I'm oh, telling you, the worst part Commander is I Cole, wish I knew you? more about any kind of the military because I was like, he's a he's a like a level ahead of this. I'm like, I don't know what commander is in yeah. anything. Yeah, you don't. You don't <laughs> they might say to stay chill. It's just so crazy. And she's like, oh, you know, he's probably fine. Uh, you know, don't be upset about it. What do you mean? Like, what's going on here? And then you do see that Commander Cold is trapped by the trickster. He is being tortured. And then happy. you have Burns. Burns is just like, you know, it's better to be happy. It's so, I should be happy. And then just starts Slams pounding her, her head, head on the desk. The desk. Oh, my. <laughs> and she's just like, you see? Can't you see that it's better this way? Now, do you think and this whole thing, this, wham, this whammy that, you know, Trickster has on Central City, do you think this is going to be tied into the Sage Force? And yeah, see, like, I think you said, it's like, complete okay. Sage Force. Yeah, that's what I think. There's, there's no other explanation. And if there is... I'm going to be furious because this is what it's led to. It even, I mean, at the beginning, I'm telling you, by the end, I am laughing so hard. I actually I have, was reading a, this in I the hospital n- laughing. I have, n- like, you know, not expect us to ever deal with that sage gun nonsense again just because it doesn't make any sense. But I, I hope it does wrap itself yeah. around it because I'm telling you, I'm reading this issue and it's crazy. I'm oh, telling my God. At the I, end, I do I'm have a smile so on my face. Much. And it's mostly oh, because did. of Dummy Barry. Oh, it's but so like, great. Dummy Barry is the best. I love nothing, him. At least he's not mopey. was making sense to be though no, with the continuity no. that joshua williams has established for his I own know. book and just going he, against he here. always goes against things though and and so at the beginning though again i was mad because you start off and i said my thing at the beginning i was angry because you even i'm like yeah i went on this uh force quest yeah that didn't amount to much didn't learn much there i'm like really like so you're admitting that it was a waste you know that whole deal but this by the end i was laughing so much that i actually want dumb Barry to continue. I want crazy Barry who can't see anything that's going on. I'm telling you the last panel you you have Burns hit her head. She's bloody. And he still doesn't get it. And then everybody's like surrounding him saying happy. And we want you to be happy too. I'm telling you, he looks like wrong turn when you ended up scaring him 30 minutes after jumping out and he saw you. Barry's like, what's going on? I I like it. And it's these happy zombies. And he's still shook. He, he's there. Huh? Why Why is everybody yelling? It's not my birthday. I just like you Dumb Barry. Dummy. I love him. I love him. And I, I will agree that Dumb Barry is better than Mopey Barry best. just because it is yeah. a change. But the thing is, he was Mopey Barry and Dumb Barry in this <laughs> well, issue. Well, this is the problem is he was Mopey and Dumb Barry. And the problem with Joshua Williamson with Barry, and this is the thing that it does kind of get me angry throughout this whole run where people are like, you know, tweeting him. Maybe some people I'd like to throw shade at, but like, man, I hope you're on this book forever. You do the best Barry. You do the best Barry. He does a Barry that is always suited to whatever story he's yeah. doing. Barry can be ultra smart when he has to be. He's mopey when he needs to be. He's happy when he needs Now he's dumb when he needs to be. I yeah. mean, Barry should have solved this, you know, he- 10 pages earlier he should have been more on the case here Does and he figuring out what's going on no so because name. That, because joshua williamson needs him to go around central city to show you all the effects of going here and there and the other no barry should Is have realized happy? warden wolf that ends there he takes warden wolf and, and starts right asking what the hell is going on he needs him to be dumb Barry. And this is where, again, you know, the two wrongs make a right. Because I'm telling you, I love myself the dumb Barry. And I will <laughs> deal with If dumb Barry sticks around for the next 50 issues, I am in. 
I need Barry just to go everywhere and and really you know, go with the whole heroes in crisis. He doesn't figure crap out there either. No. So, hey, we get dumb Barry. But, yeah, Iris leaving the book I was upset about. But I she was serving also, no purpose. I also realized that's the problem is that Joshua Williamson had nothing for her to really do. And so getting rid of her may be good for now. So we'll have that. I think that he tried to have this whole, you know, thing, and it never really hit with anybody anyway. I liked it. I liked Iris being in there. I liked them dating, but he kind of ran an old brick wall and got her out of there. I mean, they, they've been jumping back and forth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You keep jumping back and forth with that. Dumbberry. I'm in. Dumbberry. That's why I'll give this. Uh, I'm giving it a very positive, in my mind, a 6.5. Uh, I, I, I laugh. So when, once you get to like midway, once you get Barry going to Commander Cold, his old apartment where Commander right. Cold was staying, I'm telling you, pure gold, solid gold, Dumbberry, just going everywhere. What? What's going on? Yeah. Poor Burns has to smash her head into the desk. He's not and he getting still it. doesn't realize because look at the look where she – we're all happy now, Barry. He's still like, huh? What's so, going on uh, around here? You guys huh? are happy, still, yeah. So. At that point, he's, I, I could just imagine him right there and he's like, what? Why is Warden Wolf happy? He's still eight pages before. His mind is not working right. But yeah, I, I had fun. And and I'm telling you, the art I think suited this story better than a lot of Scott Collins' art that we've had in the past. Again, this is a style thing. A lot of people love him. He is a classic Flash uh, yeah. artist. So people love that. I'm not that hip with his style. But I think that it worked well. I think that it worked really well with the Black Hand stuff. I think that it looked really cool with that. And, and just, I don't know, maybe having people smile and things like that worked well with me as well. Uh, but yeah, what would you give it? It's a very silly premise, which it did make me smile just because of the situation where it is a step for wife to everybody <laughs> oh, going all happy and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not a good issue. None of it makes sense within Joshua Williamson's own continuity. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the art. So I, you, I did have a fun time because I even said to you right away about the whole idea. I sent you a message as soon as I got done. I just read this flash. There's no way that Barry should be a part of that detective squad like I oh, said I earlier in the week. But uh, I'm giving this a five out of ten because I'm um, not a fuck you five, just a regular five because yeah, there right. is some five. fun to be had it can make How if it can make a little you. jimmy werner smile then maybe there's some good oh, in it after me, all it made me laugh but it's it not a good laugh. issue <laughs> oh it just made me laugh so much oh my god and yeah you set it up by telling me boy barry's really dumb in this so i'm waiting it did i didn't have to wait long no uh, but when i got the, past the normal recap that we get every right. single issue please just do a recap page like marvel just write it out get done with that just sit there barry Allen used to be the that's how he writes a quarter line. of his book he, though he did da, 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 da. but just do that as the credits page right at the beginning He's and be then missing give four us pages well, in yeah, story. Well, again a 16 page story then but yeah. yeah it just it infuriates me but we're gonna go to another issue that i think i'm a little more positive than most but yeah, i still didn't love it i'll tell you i'll tell you eric Action Comics number 1009, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Steve Epting, Brad Anderson, and Rob Lee. I know a lot of you out there, like me, were going into Action Comics with the thought of that we're getting some answers about what this Leviathan hubbub is all about. Sadly, what we got instead was a recap of last issue while hearing some terrible, just terrible Lois Lane dialogue. And if that wasn't enough, we saw some crazy use of gold kryptonite that shows us some strange side effect that Clark can not side effect, but a side life that Clark and Lois have yeah. in the spy business. 
Yeah, yeah. What that, the that fuck? Called kryptonite. You I'm hate you, when they use this kryptonite not in, even, in not wrong even ways. This. Everybody uses kryptonite weird. If you're going to say anything, just say red kryptonite because that's oh, always a weird thing. That any, anything can happen with red kryptonite, and that's yeah. the fun aspect of it. When you say gold kryptonite, it is a classic thing that takes away Kryptonians' powers forever. It was such a big deal back in the like, Golden Age and the Silver Age because it was, the idea was like, this is a finally a threat for the Superman. When we have at the end of this issue, just going to open this box and there's this piece of gold kryptonite that makes you grow a beard and get curly hair. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck did you well, just which, do? Which After is worse to issue you? Where nothing happens. Which is worse to you? Gold kryptonite giving him the curly hair and beard as Chaz. Chaz. Or Amanda Waller's disguise of pressing a button on her chin and that her hair grows. I, I mean, really, that's your disguise. Uh, <laughs> she is the, you know biggest spy lady in all of the world all of the universe and she presses a button and her hair grows basically she looks a little younger i don't know that that really is a disguise uh but yeah i like the art a lot in this that that's one of the reasons why i i was a little more positive yeah that's the thing steve epting's art in this is really good yeah i like the the entire story being told like We saw previously that the DEO building was destroyed and that, you know, uh, Mr. Bones had escaped alive. But did you need to go back to that and have Superman experience this, even though we've already seen this where nothing – even when we go to General Sam Lane to find out that he is alive, that's a good thing to find out. that's just a deal. It's just there to say the questions on the case. And he was hearing about Argus, which led him there. And now he's going to sit there and – do nothing, and the yeah. Wonder Twins will eventually show up and yeah, help him at some Twins. point with Just something. Just to throw but it that matter. in with his book. Also, you have uh, Superman try to figure things out. He does go to the Batcave uh, to find Batman. Batman's not there. He's working yeah. on a case with the Riddler, and to me, that has to be the uh, Walmart books. That's right. That was a Riddler case. So again, you do have to give Brian Michael Bendis one thing. He loves his own continuity. He may not care about anybody else's. He doesn't care gold kryptonite or spiral because that's the thing I have the most problems with. The spiral. Uh, I have a big problem with is when, when we get to that. But he likes his own continuity. I'm telling you, at one point, I expect Mr. Bones to head off to Gem World and Naomi to show up out of nowhere. But yeah, with, with this, though, you are recapping a lot and the problem i have is the recap Even Jimmy is with very the talky cobra. yeah it's very talky without giving you info and it's like he's in love with his dialogue for these characters and for the most part lois is better in this but he writes one of the worst I, loises that we I have i hate lois's dialogue it actually harkens back I, to me it's a little the, better the to terrible me. lois that we had in the new 52 yeah, and it's it even is, funny it to me too lois. because the whole idea that you know when amanda waller showed up in the last issue to clark and lois saying superman to them yeah you know you need to help me lois is pissed this entire issue like how dare you for all the time yeah, she, she can't saved, get over you're it. gonna you're gonna and like, yet she does idea exactly the whole thing is yeah. she gives the idea away but the whole idea is like that was what Lois did in the New 52. Yeah. She told the yeah, world that's what who she Superman did. was. And it's such a funny and, little and thing to have. And in this issue, she does it to Jimmy. Oh, God. I mean, there is a weird deal where you have Superman there and she says, hi, honey. Now you can go. There's a way out, which yeah. you had said to people about them supposedly dating. It's been things in the like papers that. throughout Metropolis. But Jimmy uh, should and still wonder what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, you have all this happening and things. It's just... But really, all this is is Lois yelling at Amanda Waller 
Amanda Waller basically saying, listen, <laughs> I'm I'm very powerful in this yeah. world. And, you know, Leviathan's coming. They're after us. By the way, your dad's alive. Uh, Superman goes to check on him. There is the question there. Again, the question's only there as a wow factor, just like he was there in the nightmares with Tom I'm King. Ta- yeah, we this even is had a him wow for- factor There's character. There's no reason the question no, should be here because it all. does nothing for the story. I don't even like, – he is there – Guarding, you know, Lane General at Sam this Lane. point as they leave. And that's not what you get. The Get Hawkman. Get somebody who's there. Get a bruiser or somebody. He's just there. And, you know, it's very odd. And so while this is going on, like we said, he ends up going to – it, it kind of goes down the line. Oh, Leviathan, Leviathan. Well, I'm going to go check on Talia. They go to the Hinda Mountains well, we don't, in we northern don't go Japan. To Kadeem, that's for sure. No, no. Former base of Talia. I'll go – no, because he's not going to follow any sort of continuity from anybody else. I don't want him to go to Kadeem anyway. And the weird that, part that is I started – I think I started scaring Ruben the last time we talked about Action Comics because yeah, I had the strange idea a about Leviathan just being a I single person be and not the organization. And the thing is, I think this issue kind of like you know got I rid do, of his yeah. worries a bit. This actually made I don't me think know. it more because yeah. even when Superman goes to Talia's former base, all that's there is a chair with a letter. We want the same thing, dash, dash, Leviathan. Leviathan. Saying almost like, Leviathan's not signing this. They want the same thing. Leviathan, yeah. who I'm thinking and is this individual Talia. character. And uh, with that, would you be more happy and proud of yourself that you named the signal or that you figured out Leviathan was one person? The signal no, is no. pretty – it's I'm a just signal. telling you, all I did before the Leviathan was think about the worst thing that could possibly oh, so happen. so you're saying you named the signal. Of course I named the you signal. You did say it. Uh, But yeah, Batman For then goes down. months before that happened. Bat, bat of months. It was a year. Uh, Batman ends up going down to the Batcave and Superman. It's Alfred. Yeah. Uh, Superman, yeah. And he, Alfred's like, hey, you know, what's going on? Can't help Superman's you. like, I We're need you to anything. check some forensics here. Uh, but the thing is, he's checking forensics when uh, Kalex could just do, do that yeah. anyway. This is just there to be there. And, it, you know, the wow moment, not even the wow moment, but the clever moment is Superman saying, you know, uh, Alfred, you, you deserve more. You shouldn't be stuck down here. Yeah, I know I'm stuck in a cave. It's a nice cave, though. And, and just leave. There's no reason for this. This is where you have a Brandon who gets infuriated. Yes, it opens up the story to make it seem bigger because of the amount of people that question their things. But right. afterwards, when you sit and think about what happened and what progressed in the story, nothing, not well, much even when we have, you know, we go to the DO building, Mr. Bones is losing his goddamn yeah. mind and threatening yeah, then, Superman. That's where we go then, yeah. Even it goes to this whole thing. It's like, hey, uh, what, what happened to Adam Strange? Wasn't he with you? They never answered that question. Adam Strange is just gone. I'm like, okay, yep. hopefully he'll play a bigger part later on. But from what we've been getting from Brian Michael Bendis, I doubt it. I don't think it'll no. come, happen, come up again. And, and even because, though you've got Brian Michael Bendis with a rhyming Mr. White, Bones. Adam Strange showed up in the first I place. Know, the I Dio don't either. Building. Again, it just seemed like a, you know, let's get some cool characters in. But yeah, you have Mr. Bones. If you can hear my voice, you only have one choice. Yell for me to hear and promise no, I will no, appear. No, 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 Ryman. I used to do that. Not that anymore. The old, that was the old yeah, one. And yeah. again, this is like, if you're Back going Helix to, days. if you're going to throw that in and you throw in the idea that a grant morrison would have some funny dialogue with mr bones and stuff like that and and things but it, even that use the right thing because he shouldn't be here as the deo guy anyway uh, you no. know what i mean it, it shouldn't been be taken out it, of the it, goddamn yeah, it p- shouldn't position twice already in yeah, the past 10 yeah. years 
Yeah, so just stop it. Stop this nonsense. And he's there. And I love the idea that Steve Epting, I can just imagine the script says, okay, and then Mr. Bones looks at him, looks at him mad. It's a goddamn skull. You don't have, at one point, he just looks down and you're supposed to, oh man, Mr. Bones, he's sad. Oh, really? What are you doing? You're, you're killing me here with this, you know, now make him look mad, make him look upset. And yeah, Steve Epting does a great job. He does look by the end, you know, find the why and find the who. As he goes, he's like, looks down because Superman just leaves him. But he does threaten him. And he's like, you know, if, if I find out this nonsense, you and your cousin are in trouble. Superman looks mean and then leaves. And I'm like, OK, whatever. That didn't progress. any. I just like the idea that they make him look angry. Make him look this. He's a goddamn skeleton. Uh, but and yeah, all you go. of this going back and seeing what we've already seen but, all yeah. it leads us We're to is going back like to the fortress till the of end. solitude, finding out that all these organizations, which you see from the first page where they do try to do that little like, you know, recap of like, you know, what yeah. organizations have gone down, almost like the, you know, the post-it notes that we had yep. on the desk before in the series. But now you see all these organizations that have gone down and we talk about them again, like Argus and yep. stuff like that. The DEO, well, what about Spiral? Does Spiral and Argus have a like, close relationship? Well, they tend to keep things close to the best. We know what that means. It's time to Chaz. go undercover as Chaz and Andy. I'm like, what? Yeah, what? what are you talking about, like, Chaz and Andy? Chaz, 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 Chaz. What's going on? And so they, they end up where they walk away. Also, in my mind, I wouldn't say this in front of Amanda Waller or Jimmy. No. I, I'd kind of go like, let's go over here. The Chaz, what's Chaz? What's Chaz? Chaz, Chaz, Chaz. They go off then. And that's where Lois is like, all right, looks like we're going to have to use this. And it's gold kryptonite. And it gives him curly hair and, and a beard. just the idea. I don't even know how the spy game works. The, but the whole thing is where we have these two supposed agents of Spiral, Chaz and Andy, yeah. who have just been gone for all this time. And now since now that they're Chaz and Andy again, they're back undercover in this persona. We can just call up Spiral and say, look, yeah. things are going bad because of Leviathan. And, we need and a pickup. And here's up. the deal. Here's some things. Spiral has, as far as we know in this continuity, Tiger? Uh, hip nose that go yep. into your brain and your eyes yep. And, yep. and end up being able to be contacted at any time. So I don't see that. Also, in you had Tom King and Tim Seeley do Spiral. Basically, their big thing was they were going to reveal the identities of everyone and they were against superheroes. But now we find out that they have been undercover for years and all this. Well, who thing, even knows? Nonsense. Because even it's when nonsense. that whole thing ended, the whole thing was Tiger was a double agent working for Checkmate. But then we get yeah, to the and, rebirth there and Tiger's he, now he in charge and we're not talking about that anymore. He's writing this as if we've never had Spiral in this continuity. He's yeah. writing it as if he's going to like, like I, I, it, to me, it seems I think like he's just oh, counting man, on no one reading I'm them. I'm just going to throw out Spiral. Spiral here, and it's going to be such a callback that people are going to go nuts. But again, to me, first off, I'm like, really, you're going to make it that they were part of Spiral, and yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Superman and, with a fro and a beard, yeah, part of yeah, Spiral. That's His all name it takes. And that's yeah. the thing is you gold can tell me that with this gold kryptonite, now it could be anything. So did his DNA change? Yeah, you can tell me it did because of this gold kryptonite. The way they're playing, it could be anything. Who knows? Not Lois though. If Lois is part of it too, as Andy, she's Andy. They, they would know this. And where were they all this other time? And just throwing it out there because you want to throw – like, to me, you had this Leviathan. He didn't want to deal with Talia, the real Leviathan that's going on now. 
So he just throws it out there. Looks like she's been kidnapped. Possibly, who knows? I don't and know. I, I just I, who I knows actually don't even know about. That. I think it's just cleared out because I do think Natalia did leave that note. But it's supposed to be a thing like we both want the same thing. Signed Leviathan. But as I took it and you took it, the whole thing is we both want the same thing. Leviathan being the thing that they want. So that's where I get the idea that as a guy, the one thing that we did kind of gloss over yeah, that the no, only it bit was of information Dash we Leviathan. got. Leviathan. It was a signature there. I, I, See, I, I don't believe. know. I, I took I took it as we both want the same thing. We want Leviathan. Yeah, so I like, kind of try to like throw people off because you know it's a signature. It's Leviathan saying this, Maybe. but I don't know. The thing That's is, what though, yeah, think about the, thing, the whole though, one is, person is aspect again. They're saying that it's definitely not. Uh, to me, they're saying pretty much it's not Talia, or you wouldn't yes. have had Superman go and talk to Alfred and say that. Right. Uh, we'll it's not see. a usual we'll thing. See what's going on. Yeah, uh, but it. But I mean, the one thing we're going to call over, the though. whole thing. The big story is called Leviathan Rising. Right. I mean, I, I I would think that Leviathan is involved and not do you know bringing down. It, it's obviously to me, it's going to be a new guy who thinks that Talia's nonsense, and he's so we're dealing re- with the silencer. Yeah, exactly. I think that he's. It's going to be somebody who says that Talia it doesn't play the game right, and I'm going to be the new Leviathan. <laughs> oh, I hope it's quietest connected to a beer keg, <laughs> something like that. He's going to or a mini fridge. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But no, the and, thing I was getting at, the whole thing we did kind of gloss over with the question because it was kind of a bullshit thing was the idea that with all these implosions of these government buildings and secret organization buildings, the one thing that they have not found are any bodies. So all the bodies yeah. can be gone. I think this is just a way for when they come back at the end, nobody's dead. Yeah, yeah. And even that dialogue with that was so weird, the way he said it. Not a lot of bodies on TV footage. You notice that? Bodies? Not to sound too old school detective, but when I don't see a body, let alone bodies, at a crime scene, I like a body. That, that's the exact that, that Thank is you the question. Exact Thank you thing. for showing up. But when I don't see a body, let alone bodies, at a crime scene, I like a body. All right. Are you getting paid to say body? I mean, really, are you getting paid by the word there, their question? I got a question. Also, here's the deal. I am not a huge, you know, scholar of the question, right? Uh-huh. I'm not a huge fan even. I, I like the idea of them, but we don't get a lot of them, whatever. No, we haven't had well, them freaking if, for a long time. If I was called the question, believe you me, I would not have question puns. That is the question. Yeah, he I'm does the, that. I, yeah, I, I hate it. I can't, Yeah, he does it because people are hacks. When they write, that is Batman saying the bat belt or I'm the greatest detective. It's nonsense. It should end right now, please. And it only goes on because the next person thinks it's clever. It's not clever. He's the question. You know, yeah, be more quiet. They say, you know what? I wish I was the answer. Alan Iverson. That's what I want. But yeah, I, it, it, I love the art. It, I'm saying, it's this just is a nonsense. Big, nothing of an issue. And the only thing that stops me from giving it a fuck you five is Steve Epting's art because yeah, I, I really like enjoyed the, the way this issue looked. But I am going to give it a regular five because I'm I was just it so five, disappointed five. going into this because the majority of the issue is recap and then some yeah. gold kryptonite nonsense and throwing yeah, my, the question in for absolutely no reason. My, my thing is that Brian Michael Bendis, I, I've seen the guy – he doesn't have a lot of hair, Eric, uh-huh. but man, that guy's got a set of balls on him. He he comes in here and he is going to tell whatever damn story he wants. It doesn't matter continuity. It doesn't matter classic, new, whatever. And yeah, you can play around with must be Superman reborn. You could do all that. Uh, kryptonite is one of the and he gets away at points where if we ask him i bet he says that's synthetic 
gold kryptonite. It doesn't work quite the same. But they kind of did in Adventures of Super Sons. He ends up, yeah, he ends up playing around the way he wants to. I mean, really, if anybody wants to th- sit there and like, oh, Sam Lane, that's all. The questions watching him, oh, man, that's cool. What? The Wonder Twins? Go, go to hell. The Wonder Twins are showing up in yeah. probably a, a man who is in the most danger in the whole world, and he's selling what basically are Justice League interns in his other book, only so he can name them so you can go, Wonder Twins? Man, I heard they had a book. These are balls that this guy, they, they ring like bells when he walks down the hall these things they're huge but yeah i give it a five i, I like the art i'm Sounds telling you painful. gold kryptonite it is you ever you, one of the worst things ever is when your balls click you, you don't want that and i'm telling you i i love the art with with chess i love <laughs> chess i love it and and again is he does he realize that in the new 52 in uh action comics that you had Superman with the beard and everybody no. loved it, and then it got taken away on Bizarro World. I, I actually love Superman with the beard. It makes me uh, get him right now a cigarette and a top hat and some shades. That is Slash. He he would be there playing His the guitar. Not long where where is Axel Rose? Please, why can't it be Axel and Chaz? That'd be the best. But yeah, so you want to so you want to make Lois a grandma? Yes, that's what she Axel looks just like. like him. I don't know that last panel. She's looking a little ragged. I'm telling you, get that. He's doing his, you know, shimmying around, which you can't do anymore. I want class. I, I, I want classic. I want classic Guns of Roses. I want Axel running around and screaming, having that Raiders jersey on, a half jersey. Yeah. That's what I want, Eric. That's what I want. But yeah, I'm not going to get that. I, I, I just want your wife just to get out of the hospital it. okay. Yeah, that's what I want, Eric. Man, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, <laughs> you jerk. I, and really, they're like, do you want your wife to get out of the hospital okay? Or in your imaginary world, do you want uh, 1987 Guns N' Roses back? I'm like, oh, that's no choice. Oh, my. Welcome to the jungle, baby. I just start yelling. Oh my! <laughs> it can get dark if I if I had the it's a flat line as I'm doing oh, the no. shimmying. <laughs> your front row of your own Sweet personal concert. Mine. Yeah, you you like that, don't you? I oh do. my! <sighs> we have one more book tonight. Eric. Yes, and uh, I had already told you that I I said remind me because I did, we didn't know what we were going to do. I had all these troubles today. I did not write a blurb for it. Oh. I, I told you that I was going to, but I'm just going to read you the credits okay. and we'll get right into it. It's Wonder Woman number 67, written by G. Willow Wilson, pencils by Carrie Nord, inks by Mick Gray, Romalo Fajardo Jr. on colors and Pepper So on letters. And um, Go big this, or go home, huh, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you one thing. By the end of this, I thought to myself, you know what? Carrie Nord's art didn't infuriate me. No. I did think that. I thought it was okay. Uh, I, he's still not my favorite. I wish I still the Wonder Woman book was a story, bit more detailed and looked, you know, looked thing. like an that's important the, book. That's the thing. But it's, it's not, not detailed enough to look important. Uh, I, I hate to throw shade at people. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, but – 
Carrie Nord's art in this, it, it does remind me of just a little step over, like a digital first title type thing. And it's mainly because of the backgrounds. Now, I don't know how things are going. It's off the book for a little. Half the time, you don't even have any kind of detail in the face of Wonder Woman or oh, something I'm telling like you, that. There's no point background. Where Wonder but- Woman, when Wonder Woman grabs that guy who's in the, the car that's wrecking and flies yeah. up and yells, hold on. What's going on? She has no eyeballs. No. It's what, just the whites. If I'm going to fire when I see the whites of her eyes, I am firing right now because that's all I see. But yeah, the, the art is people. okay. The art is okay. I don't know why I'm shooting people. Um, the story, here's the deal. I know that John Wayne continued. He's reviewing it on the site. Now, I did the issue before. I did number 66, and, right. and it had some things that really upset me. Oh, it really I did not like this issue. He didn't like this issue. He he's getting down on it. He's you know past the point of you know apologizing for not liking a G Willow Wilson book because he's a big fan. I actually didn't mind this issue as much. Uh, this is the probably one my thing favorite issue you, of G Willow Wilson's run so far. It might be one of mine. It's uh, not I'm great still, though. It's not like I'm giving it a ten. No, it's no. not great. Um, she seems to you know slowly trying to get a grip on the characters. Now with this, I don't like the dialogue at all of Wonder Woman. And what's weird is you have Wonder well, you Woman know that. gigantic The, the here. biggest secret at DC Comics, Jim, is that Wonder Woman's actually a robot. How do you like it now? Yeah, because she talks like a robot. That's yeah. right. And, and what's weird is why is she okay? The Giganta, maybe it's just because how can I, oh, classic Giganta. <laughs> Who would know this, right? But as you're going, Giganta's dialogue it's good. I like yeah. it. I actually start having fun and I like the interplay with her and Wonder Woman, even though it only takes the first page to get over that. Like, hey, here we are, Jagena. Yeah, just a couple of super pals on a madcap adventure that'll leave you in stitches. And I'm like, okay, but they get past that. But as they're going, they're trying to find these titans. And it's it's pretty much. I'm just telling you, even a the whole slug. thing where you have Giganta, who is not that Giganta compared to a Titan, which is funny as hell. Because for some reason, I thought them to be almost like the same size, like a big old kaiju battle. But when you actually get to yeah, it, yeah. she's only up to maybe his knees at this point, which is a yeah, funny ass yeah. fight to me. But even trying to get his attention because like they get the Wonder Woman away with that random motor, it's like, hey, dirt face, and this one. So uh, that was some of my second rate trash talk. Uh, yeah, what do yeah. I do now? <laughs> Yeah, because as they're going on, you know, they're trying to find, you know, these uh, Titans. They can't find them. Gigant has gone gigantic and saying, you know, I should be able to see it's them ridiculous, from up yeah. here. Because that was thing, one of my like, biggest problems at the end of last issue, which I am happy that they addressed right and, away pretty yeah. much. And and you start off pretty good where – and I'm telling you, the Giganta there when she's like, yet yeah, now they don't want to come out and play looks great. And yeah. and Wonder Woman, that little Wonder Woman, that really looks good, the art. And then all of a sudden, these crows come up, these birds. And she's like, oh, man. And it's it's funny that birds are almost like gnats to her. With yeah. She's like, man, I hate the great outdoors. Or no, I don't. But the great outdoors, they hate me. It's like, it's like snot. <laughs> I, I like ice cream. It just doesn't, it doesn't like, like <laughs> you know, doesn't like it. But uh, she, Wonder Woman here, animals and plants and air and earth. Uh, what What is going on they with this dialogue? I ended up hitting my thing. Yeah, she's like, animals and plants and air and earth cannot hate. Only those who can turn against their true own natures. We humankind and Godkind can feel hatred. The crows don't hate you. They're just warring you from their nests. I'm like, Thank you, who Wonder got Woman. the robot? Thank who got you. the robot in here with the, the program of, you know, let's let's talk nice about nature? I mean, all she has to say is just let's get going, Gigantic. Don't worry about the crows. 
It's just for these. The, she's so robotic. Wait, did you hear that? It sounded like thunder. Yet the sky is clear. <laughs> just like, and then she goes off. She sees this guy in a truck. She gets him out. And he's like, I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, and this is where we see that the Titans have been going underground. They're the like, oh, it makes Titan. sense. They're rock. Yeah. He's underground. He comes up, and they're going to fight it. And then, yeah, you have Gigantos like. Hey, Dirtface, how about a fair fight for a change? You, you only launch sneak attacks on random motors. It's so funny that that's pretty much shade. He turns to fighter and she's like, oh, uh-huh. man, I just wanted to distract you. No, no, no. That's like me showing up and I'm like, you know, I'm at a hockey game. And at a face-off, I go to this guy like, you, you want to go? You want to fight? And the guy's like, yeah. And then he throws down the gloves. I'm like, what are you doing? Man, I was just distracting you. <laughs> like, no, no, that's what happens. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, they end up fighting and then you end up wonder woman ends up going now we're almost halfway we're past halfway through the issue the titan starts going they end up near this diner oh, gigana's trying to fight of the diner where you have yeah. gigana actually showing what well, kind of hero that deal. she can yeah. be it's really cool and I'm yeah, thinking, it's cool as long as we're dealing with gigana wonder woman fighting a titan as long as wonder woman's keeping her damn mouth well, shut here's the I thing the only thing that time. got me upset though is by all of this you're now i'm telling you i'm on page 17 or 16, where Wonder Woman lasses, they're going to do some teamwork. I wish that the teamwork would have been a little more spelled out because I would like to see them be like, man, we're a good team. It's kind of some of that Wonder Woman stuff's off panel. I think the art was a little off, but she ends up with the lasso around the neck of this Titan, pulls the head off, and she's like, wait a second. That's not a Titan. Titans don't fall apart that easily. I'm like, really? We just spent two issues now chasing these Titans and just to find out. Now, while this was going on, Gigantus having a hell of a time trying to keep this thing. Well, I'm saying though, but she says this is no Titan. Titan, she just tried to stop it. It just fell apart. Now, the Titan did say to Gigantus, must protect protect the the sword." sword. Yeah, so as they go into this diner, they're talking, they're eating some food. I do like Gigana with a mouthful. Again, that was cool. The Wonder Woman dialogue, again, is just, thank you, and I'm sorry about the sword. I know you have laws about edged weapons, but I cannot let this one leave my side. Does not compute. Warning. I'm waiting for her head to start spinning and sparks coming off. I just want Wonder Woman and stuff like that to get out of this book and this to become a gigantic book at this point because I like that character. This is what I'm talking about. That's why – I, I'm thrown in this is because Gigana's a better character. And I think yeah. it's because well, even- she's not trying to emulate anything or she's not. She definitely, G. Willow Wilson is definitely trying to make Wonder Woman the protector oh, of everyone. Gigana, I'm talking about. No, I'm saying Wonder Woman, the yeah, protector yeah. of everyone, the law of the, the not compassion. even law of the land, the compassion, all that. And I think it's throwing her off when she gets to just well, have fun with Gigana. She's fun. Wonder Woman can be fun. You don't have to I have some her fun be. Wonder Woman. She is always upset. She doesn't have to. Be, she's going to protect everyone, but she doesn't have to announce it like this all the time. And it, it really throws me off. They think that it's her sword that right. that the Titan was going after. We do find at the end it's not because we go back. Well, that's to the, the thing is when we, when we get back to the actual story with you know Olympus is gone. We have to like what happened to Aphrodite last issue? She just yeah. kind of disappeared. We haven't yeah. seen her this entire time. But we go back to those mythical creatures that had shown up. Who yeah. we have that waitress who became I, I guess the satyr's girlfriend. In, in yeah, between, it's, it's just such a weird girlfriend. idea. But, they, um, they were always making eyes at each other, but that is you know. But now they're in the woods and they're complaining about being in the woods because this is not their land. The grass was always sweet yeah. and the way it was always warm. But 
we we go out because while she's laying on her back looking up, somehow she sees a sparkle a in a lake. I'm like, and just decides to jump in. Yeah, yeah well, it's crazy. You, but and out of I nowhere though, penny. this become this becomes a, a King Arthur mythology yeah, where we jump into Arthur the lake now. and pull out Excalibur. No, like next, the Lady of the I Lake. Like, I'm like, what? I like that end, and I, I thought, okay, I'll go with it. This is exciting. But again, to me, that's more exciting than anything Wonder Woman. This issue, I'm telling you, the thing is, is ten million times better than Wonder Woman. Uh, how, so how, this, how like, like you know, how fucking fortunate. That you know, we hear protect the sword, where characters that are like you know, know secondary characters, this they immediately find the sword find the that's sword. been hidden in a lake for how long now? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm telling what you, are you doing? the only thing that I was glad is that Cadmus is not saying he's going to go off and screw everybody that moves. Yeah, he at least lesson. we got he just that. Keeps that to himself yeah, now. Really, really, yeah, you're just there. I'm telling you, if I'm Maggie, I'm not getting anywhere near him. She's, no. she's riding on them at that anywhere point. near like, any of these mythical no creatures. No, but yeah, I see a glint. Wait a second. And like you said, if you want to have anything that this is so forced to just hear now again, is that storytelling? Maybe. But yeah, the they said protect the sword. This sword, I don't know. Then all of a sudden it's King Arthur. Oh, they you found know, the it's sword. Excalibur. It's yeah. Excalibur now. And, uh, but like I said, by the end when she picks it up, oh, guys, I think I found something. And then you have Lady in the Lake and it looks like Excalibur. You have all this stuff going on. I don't know what this story's doing. To me, though, again, why are we focusing the cool things not on Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman is just there because as she's like a robot. this weird guide to what is and what should never be or something. If you want to go Led Zeppelin, <laughs> I mean, right, she's there just like, don't worry about the trees. Their spirits are good. <laughs> Beep, poop. And she thinks uh, differently, that superhero. Some people, Gigantus, like, hey, this diner's pretty. They, they look like the suckers. You want to dine and dash? We should not do this. They are hardworking. All right. There you go, Wonder Woman. Thank you. Thanks a lot. But yeah, she's the she's least interesting superhero. person. She's the least interesting person in her book. That is ridiculous. You're a terrorist. This, this book. <laughs> She's the good doctor. She's the good I superhero. I know what yeah. I see. She's a terrorist. You get gigantic. There you go. I, I just, I want to like Wonder Woman so in her I. book. I uh, like everything book, but though, Wonder Woman and dealing with anything thing. Greek mythology going this on in is, this. But again, that's a lot of, so what, basically what it's you said majority. earlier is true. You want gigantic. You want, yeah. you want a gigantic book. But this is a step in the right direction. It is. Uh, again, G. Willow Wilson did come out and say that she's struggling with the character Wonder yep. Woman. She still is. It's not as bad as before, I guess. The it's dialogue's not. still off, but at least the story is ga- – we're liking something. And that's all I need. I, like I need to like a little bit here. And now we have to figure out why, you know, the Titans are there. They were there to protect the sword, see where that goes. But at least, you know, we're moving somewhere. I don't know but where. Right Eric. now, I like this issue of Wonder Woman more than I like the Flash and, and Action too. Comics this week. And this probably is one of my favorite issues. So I oh. think I will go to a 5.8 out of 10. I'm giving I it a 6.5. I was going to go a 6, but I'm just like, there's so much yeah, bad. I'm going to 6.5. But yeah, maybe yeah. a 6. I'll go up to a 6 just to be All positive right. because – there is something here, just not yeah. a lot, but it is the issue that I've enjoyed the most reading that yeah. since G. Will Wilson has come yeah, on. Yeah, it does have something that you can kind of grab onto and yeah. say, okay, at least I, I had some fun. I did. That's Gigana versus a fake Titan. Yeah, that's all we need, Eric. And then her stuff in her mouth and talking. Great. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is a tie between 
Freedom Fighters, number four, and Shazam, number four. Yep, my book of the week is Shazam. I nice. loved it. Uh, so, yeah, that is cool. Uh, but I will tell you what we are going to talk about next week. Not I'll much. start with the books that are coming out, and then I'll repeat the ones that we're going to actually have next week, too. Catch up uh, on, But yeah. it's Adventures of Super Sons, number nine. Deathstroke, number 42. Terminus Agenda, Eric. Uh, Female Furies, number three. Reggie uh, did that last one. He did number two, and we did not get to talk to him about it because he was sick. We've had yeah. some problems uh, recently. Harley Quinn, number 60. Another one. We didn't get to talk 59, but we'll be talking 60. Justice League number 21. Justice League number 21, Eric. We'll see if uh, all is revealed. Back to the sixth dimension. The crazy dimension thing is it will satisfy you because I liked it as it was. We will see. Suicide Squad Black Files number six. Another one. Oh, yeah, that's a thing that time. I read that last issue too. Uh, Nothing happened. Don't worry, Final issue. At least we got that, right? Uh, Reggie and Chris will be talking the Dreaming number eight. We got The Green Lantern number six, the Grant Morrison book. I and like last Young, issue. Hopefully that continues yeah, this time. Yeah, we did like it. Young Justice number four, Aaron. Young Better Justice. some goddamn continuity yeah. and some answers. And again, we're going to be catching up with uh, Batgirl number 33, Justice League Odyssey number seven, The Silencer number 15, and The Terrifics number 14, and me and Pete from NYC will be talking Goddess Mode number four and Hexwives number six, which seems to be the end of the series or maybe a hiatus nobody will tell us it's just it stopped being solicited but it's never really been canceled so we'll see how that goes it's gonna be like prez (laughs) it's just gonna hang there forever uh but yeah that is it like i said everybody uh i hope that you forgive me for us not having a full podcast but i did want to have something out there for us so we don't uh you know we don't like to have no podcast for a week so hopefully this will how do we know s- we've never satisfy done your deal well we haven't so and we never will i told All you right. that, that won't happen my next my next route was going to be okay you're going to this was a real plan mm-hmm. you were going to talk your books by yourself and then okay. do your books with reggie that's okay. what i was going to do but we were really having problems but we managed to do this but Eric, what do we say at the end? Everyone, have a great week. Week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.
closing time You've heard the party's over So turn off your iPod or phone Closing time Nine hours you just wasted Now it's time to get back to work Closing time Pretend you're still listening Cause your co-worker's a fucking jerk Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Eric's got to go play with his toys Play with his toys